SpaghettiOs. I think I, I think I unmuted everything. I think it's good to go. I do need to change the gameplay though for you guys in the background. So let me do that really quickly. Um, I'm putting some Modern Warfare 2 Warzone gameplay and some multiplayer on the back end. I recorded about four hours of this. Now it wasn't just like four hours at one time. Um, it was split up into different sessions, but. Nonetheless, that is what I am bringing to you guys today. I, I am going to get thraxed quite a bit. Um, I wasn't having a fun time playing with the randos in Warzone, and uh, I couldn't get my aim right. I don't know what's going on. I switched my settings again, um, oh. sensitivity. I also say that playing Modern Warfare 3 kind of threw me off a bit, but uh, I've, been, I've been getting back into it. I'm trying to get my spawn skin so I can carry that over um, in the Modern Warfare 3. Sir. Uh, so that's what I've been kind of working on. But yeah, so that's what you guys have to look forward to today. But I got to intro the podcast itself because uh, there's only one place where you can get that live, raw, and uncut content. There's only one place where you can get that RTS perspective and maybe a little bit of that ECP as well, that educated consumer perspective. And that's right here on Living Split Screen every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, and 3 p.m. UK time. Now, I thought that daylight savings was going away. You know, I, no. I thought that that was, no. I thought that that was the thing, but apparently still, it's not. Still, the they, government can't even agree to get rid of a just, stupid time. They just don't. They, change, they literally bro. don't give bro, a damn. They can't. They can't even agree on that. I was looking forward to it. I was like, damn, the timing so change. That's all good. I just found out that week this this week too, because uh, my buddy at work, he, he's like, oh yeah, I got to change back the clocks. So I'm like, this is last time, right? And he's like. No, 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 no. They didn't pass that. I'm like, what? It was unanimous in the Senate. That's what they yeah, never I thought, passed I thought, it. I thought, I thought and then I went and looked back. it up and I was like, nope, they didn't pass it. And somebody introduced another bill to get it passed. And it's got it's it's got no movement. Nobody. I'm okay. like, what what are we doing? bro? Okay, well, yeah. we'll be going an hour back tonight. I don't know how that affects the rest of the world uh, globally. I don't think that changes literally anything for us. It's so we're still going to be going live and everything yeah, at the same yeah. time. It's uh, Central Time, so just keep that in mind. Uh, but welcome to Living Split Screen. One week, steel difference week. between Europe. Europe did theirs last week. Okay, or gotcha. UK did last week. Okay, so, so UK did theirs last week. We we do ours this week. So so we're we're a little behind as far as UK yeah. time goes and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so definitely apologies on that. But hopefully it's not too far out of the way. Uh, if you if government. you if you tune in an hour late or whatever the case, <laughs> hey, or hey, look, I appreciate you for tuning in. That's that that's for sure. But. Welcome to Living Split Screen, ladies and gentlemen, a non-console-centric platform talking about everything going on within the gaming industry. And lo and behold, this week has been a doozy for sure. Um, there's so many different things that we're going to be able to get into from uh, from BlizzCon. I did watch a good bit of that, although, um, yeah. and all to find, uh, come to find out, there wasn't much that I personally thought Jess, Jess Corden's statement about how oh, if you're a fan of Xbox, you may want to tune in. Um, so that was smoke and mirrors. The, I mean, at least in my belief, um, hearing the stuff about World of Warcraft and whatnot was cool and it, it enticed me a little bit, but I was waiting for that announcement. Oh, it's coming to Xbox, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. For me to be like, okay, I'm a little, maybe, maybe I'll check it out for a bit, see what it's like, um, see what it's feeling. But that's not, they're not ready for that yet. So um, even, even if they, even, I was expecting even just maybe a little bit of a teaser. Uh, but again, they're bringing, it seems like they're bringing a lot of the, uh, bringing big names back, getting people excited. Um, and I don't know, man. I, I was so... 
I'm so indecisive about how I felt about BlizzCon overall. Excuse me. Mm. Mainly because, mm. um, mainly because what was what, what there, there wasn't much teased, right? And from from no things like this, especially when you just had one of the biggest deals happen. I just wanted to see a little bit of a team. Like things don't have to be ready for a few for a few years, four years, whatever the case may be. But at least tease us a little bit, get that hype to get because that's what we got back in the day, right? Even if we didn't get a game next year, two years, three years, we got some things that are kind of give us a little bit of a time. Like, damn, I remember hearing about that game four years ago, and I'm finally seeing this trailer. I think we got. I think we got potential here, Steel. I think we're maybe. saving for a different time. Maybe, maybe. Well, well, we'll we'll see. Well, we still yeah, have the we'll TGAs themselves um, we'll to be announced here, so there is that. Uh, I, Pong, I heard you mention yesterday um, on Xbox mm-hmm. Ultimate that me and you have a little bit of a disagreement yeah. about uh, Gears of War and the direction, yeah. possibly. Cliffy. And um, Cliffy. Cliffy, I do want to say. I want to say off rip. I don't have beef. I don't have personal beef with. I don't have beef with Cliffy. Um, the reason I don't want Cliffy back is because Gears doesn't need to be first person. I uh, like. I, like I, I get it, bro. I get let's it. Go. But we're gonna talk that's about gonna be, that's, that's gonna be something else. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna talk about that, um, man. Let's go. Yeah, and and then the the Diablo expansion. I mean, I've, I feel like that just speaks for itself because Diablo has been consistent in the live service element of it. And that's gonna be another conversation we can have this week mm-hmm. with because mm-hmm. what's going on with Bungie. Um, their live service side, us are now getting information that if Sony didn't acquire them, which I pretty much believe that a lot of us were on board with, um, that if Bungie didn't acquire them, that um, if PlayStation didn't acquire Bungie, that Bungie would be in dire straits right now. And that's something else that I've been kind of hinting at as far as the live service element of Destiny itself, um, especially as someone who is a who was an avid destiny player more so on the pvp side than anything else uh because the pve content it's cool but that's not why i was there so um but i believe there's going to be a a nice long conversation i'll be able to bring in about that also at least my perspective because again uh i got 1500 hours um 3000 if you want to if you want to use destiny 1 and destiny 2 um of hands-on experience with the game and how i felt about it uh that I I feel like gonna can add a little bit of depth to the conversation, so that's gonna be amazing to see. And also, should marketing ads be put on your console as soon as oh, you boot yeah. it up, Paul? Oh my god, bro! I, it's, an oh inter- my god, it's an interesting bro. perspective. No, it's, interesting perspective, it's not. It's Anyways, perspective. all right, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll definitely talk about it. Some people think it's vomit inducing. Well, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's that serious. <laughs> but <laughs> wow, yes, oh, yes. but but the professionals do steal, so you know. Um, and Sanchez, we, some, we got some breaking news too, Steel. By the way, oh, okay, we can talk well, about too. Real quick, uh, I'll let you get yeah, into that. Yeah, but Sanchez, yeah, yeah, yeah. real quick, that was kind of yeah. what I was hinting at. While yeah. coming to PC Game Pass, yeah. that would have been. Uh, it didn't have to come directly to console, but it at least coming to PC Game Pass, I think would have really hit some good numbers. But they got to figure some stuff out with BattleNet and they whatnot. Uh, again, you just There's can't you can't yeah. coincide those two things. You got to figure out how to bring in the Battle.net ID over. How is that going to be part of your gamer tag now? Now, luckily, I sign in with my Xbox account when I sign into Blizzard. Sure. So maybe I'm already part of one half of the battle that Xbox kind of was working on in the back end because that is something that Microsoft had to put in place and support for it to be used as fluently as it is, right? Um, now, I don't know how they're, how they're going to end up working that out, but 
with everybody else. But we'll see how that goes. Anyway, my fault. What is the breaking news, Paul? What's going on? What happened? Uh, the Last of Us uh, multiplayer director confirms that Factions is still being in development. Is still in development. Still in development, huh? Yeah, he put so, out a he put out a post today on X this morning. This comes from Okami Games, by the way. Shout out to Okami Games, who always does good work out there too. Um, but he retweeted the uh, tweet because uh, the uh, the director was out there posting about Mario, mm-hmm. right, and said, "I did it." Uh, while that was hard, easily 300 plus Mario's dead in the process because mm-hmm. uh, he finished off Mario Wonder, it looks like. And then he goes also. And so this tweet can live on in peace. Yes, I'm still working on that game. You can still be working on the game, but <laughs> I don't know, man. You can tell I me mean, how much longer you're going to work on the game for another five years. <sighs> And you lost your monetization genius, the guy who uh, made like Fortnite can, what it is. You can work so. on your game all you want, but yeah. like, are you so yeah. what? Are you not going to have live service elements to your game anymore? Are you again? For me, the smartest thing they can do is yeah. whenever they release the remastered version of Last of Us to Part Two and bring it yeah. to PC, just to bring whatever you have for multiplayer, get it. Finalize it down, get to where it needs to be. Kind of do what they did with Halo Infinite a bit, and. Mm. Attach it and, and see where and grow it from there. That's what we talked about last week and the week before that. You know, give you something that you can build off, grow, and have the community build up. I mean, look at Baldur's Gate. If you if you want a perfect example of what the community can do for a game, mm. the community has helped this game get to the game of the year this year, ladies and gentlemen. Like at the end all to be all, that's the truth of the situation. If it wouldn't have been for the community, I don't think the game would have been where it's at. And even then. There's a lot of other things that play into Baldur's Gate, the the familiarity with D and D and whatnot, um, that also help it. But I mean, look at it. It's it's a that's common proof that it can happen, that it can work. But to your point last night, Paul, um, I heard you yeah. bring this up, or no, I think it was Jasper actually, because he was talking about Call of Duty. Um, I yeah. believe, um, one of the games he was, but he was making the point that hey, if PlayStation only has like thousand people playing their game like they did with Last of Us. The first multiplayer, which is which is why I imagine they wanted to make it something more standalone, something more, something bigger. Although that still doesn't make sense to me, because if you only have a small base playing your game, maybe you should release the next part of that so that you can grow it further. Mm-hmm. I just why make it bigger before you expand it out and it's not supported so it's like that's again i, I can get into a whole another conversation about that um on many the discussion levels, that we've had brother it's a discussion we've had about sony and whether or not they got the conas to actually support games that don't come out the gate hot and whether or not they're in it all the way right yeah so, and again for me i mean the, the the biggest thing for me is just seeing the way that bungie has been able to well Seeing all the things that Bungie's going through currently, right? Uh, letting go people, 100 people. I know in the scope of things, it may not be a, a lot, but at the end of the day, these are people that were part of this team, have been with the team for some time. That was the key thing about it. A lot of the people that were let go were people that were like key players, right? Um, at some point. And, may, and maybe they, they did what they needed to and they can move on, uh, whatever the case may be. But something is something fishy is going on over there. And for them to then come, uh, for us to get additional information that 
Bungie was already having some hard times within the live service, and people consider Bungie to be one of the better live service teams out there. I think it it gives me at least some credence to the things that I was bringing up to why I've I've I have felt disconnected from Bungie and Destiny for quite some time, but. We'll, we'll we'll get on those things. We got a lot. We got a lot of different topics, as you could tell, that kind of interweave with each other. So this is going to be another good one here today, ladies and gentlemen. But I got to introduce not only myself, Steel Rain, the T is a seven everywhere. Look that up in Google. Uh, I frequent the streets of X and uh, the Xbox ecosystem. You like how that works? X and Xbox. Hey, Elon did it for a reason. He's the he's the one that's undercover. Uh, but I got to introduce the uncanny gentleman himself, the X-Men that is not Cyclops, my brother from another, because we got to get these intros out. <laughs> my guy, Pong. So how you feeling, brother, man? Hey, it's just another Saturday morning. It's it, it's another extended intro from uh, two of your favorite people in the community. That's right. Stealing myself. Right. So uh Nothing changes, man. We just do what we do here on Living Split Screen. Thanks, everybody, for showing up on uh, the Saturday morning. We do have some topics to get into, even though the uh, news is a little bit lighter than expected. Uh, you know, again, like Steele said, um, with the way that uh, Jez had said that he knew a couple things and he thought that, you know, again, Phil being up on stage was a big moment. And again, yeah, there's yeah, a right. lot to talk about with BluesCon. Uh, there is a lot. And I'm, I might be a little bit more excited than Steele about uh, potential things coming down the road, but I thought it was great BluesCon. I I thought the energy was through the roof um, and really something special. Um, and people who may not have followed Blizzard um, got a glimpse at what that fan base is all about uh, during that live uh, show, yeah, which had been the first time in four years uh, that they had gone live or three it's years, special. whatever it's been now. It was, it was special. Um, and so again, I think there's a lot to get into there. Um, but otherwise, yeah, no, my week's been good still. Um, you know, obviously real life is what it is. And, uh, but uh, gaming wise, uh, has been an interesting week of gaming um, as I kind of been all around and kind of doing my thing again. I've been trying to get to bed earlier again, still trying to get that um, sleep schedule locked down. I talk hard about that all the time. Games up, man. It, it is hard. And there's a hard one when, when I want to play star, you know, I want to play Starfield. Right. Um, but, but I know what that entails that I don't shut it off. The journey. next thing I do is I look at the clock and it's, you know, one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. And that just isn't going to cut it for me. Um, getting the work uh, earlier and trying to get that straight. So I've been all over the place this week, Steel. I, I played some Tomb Raider legend from 360. Okay. <laughs> I went back old school. That was a good game. Uh, as I do from time to time. I want, you know, I, I don't know what caused me. Well, I know what caused me because I saw it in the store for $2.99, but I had already purchased it. And I was like, you know what? I want to go see some Lara. I want to go play some old school Lara again. So I did that a little bit. I'm still, you know, been really good with just hopping in Diablo and making a few runs and then shutting it off, getting away from it. Right. And then, of course, um, also this week, um, a new game dropped into Game Pass called War Tales. And this is a double A level uh, type tactical game with an open world RPG aspect to it. So it brings something different. It's been out on PC. Um, it, it came to the console. Xbox got it for Game Pass. Awesome. 
absolutely love the hell out of it. XCOM style, but in the open world, you can move around freely okay. and go where you want to go. Um, and you find things, explorations there, but it's a top-down view, not groundbreaking graphics by any stretch of the imagination. Again, double A stuff, okay. but I love that stuff. Um, but uh, it's got XCOM um, when you're in battles, it's XCOM style, permadeath in place. For sure. Um, the the way that you develop your characters is interesting. Also, okay. I read up on it. There are people on PC. There's like no limit to your party size. Like, oh, wow. there are people that have experimented with 30 person parties. You can hire people like, oh, you, yeah, like it's kind of crazy, man. It's really cool. There's survival aspects to it. You got to eat. You got to pay wages to your people. Okay. Um, but they come, you kind of um, choose your background story for your crew and what they mm -hmm. are. And that affects how people interact with you and, and also affects your starting classes. So really cool little game. Uh, so I was having fun with that. And then um, I did buy into Modern Warfare 3. I did pre-order it. Now, I didn't pre-order the Vault Edition. I only pre-ordered the regular edition. The regular and that got edition, you the game, and that you got access does. to the store, right? It does. It gives you the campaign, early access campaign. You had to search for it. They don't make it clear okay. unless you're actually in the store and looking at the versions, right? They want you to buy that Vault version. Okay, of course, yeah. But the regular version does give you early access to the campaign. So I've been uh, playing their uh, early access uh, campaign the past couple nights. And again, I'm in the minority. Pong, you wasted your money. to this community. Yeah, I wasted my money. No, 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 I didn't waste my money. Because again, the Call of Duty campaigns for me are not the meat and potatoes. For I'm gonna, some people, they are. I'm going to come from a completely different side that's, of it. And all the people fine. that are that are upset about story shit, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm going to be the multiplayer dude to yep. fucking rub shit in your face and yep. tell you the oh yeah, who gives a fuck about single player? The same way people <laughs> say it to me about multiplayer. Let's get it. I'm I'm ready. Let's no, be. and I but but the meat and potatoes for me is the multiplayer in Call of Duty. Do that's I enjoy Call of Duty campaigns? I do. You're right, right, right. I do enjoy the campaigns and. Are some campaigns in Call of Duty better than others? Yeah, yes. Is the Modern Warfare 3 campaign so far at the top of the list? No, it's not. But I don't come in with expectations on Call of Duty campaigns. I take them for what they are. And this one, Steel, is enjoyable. And I know other people disagree with me. And there's a vast yeah, majority of people are saying people it's horrible and it's too short. And I don't give a shit. I don't. What matters to me is Am I having fun with the game? Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I, I'm having fun with the game. That's all it matters to me. And I like the open world missions, the ones that they do give you the open world aspect where they brought in the war zone stuff. I enjoy them. I enjoy running around trying to find new weapons and playing that mission how I want to play it. And it can change mid mission because I find a new weapon. So I go ham on everybody instead of doing stealth. I'm actually having a good time with it. And that's, a, you know, again, my personal feelings uh about you know the game because that's all it is at the end of the day i'm not again if you want to get into specifics graphically yeah it looks call good of duty, it looks like it it's looks good freaking call of good man i posted the video i posted the screenshots i'm in 120 mode they their engine has never been in question it's beautiful like there are points where i stop and take screenshots because even in a Call of Duty shooter, they still do very well on their environments. They, and again, nothing's different here with Modern Warfare 3 at all. The acting, they brought back all the actors. So it's top notch. Again, as I said last night, 
Markov, whoever the dude is that plays Markov, even with a fake Russian accent, bro, the energy that he brings to each scene, I'm back into chasing down Markov and seeing what Markov's got going on, right? Each scene. So um, all of that stuff, the shooting, top notch, Call of Duty shooting, right? It's it's good to great. No, like, Pong, but you saying I, these things invalidates yes. your opinion, man. Yeah, I know, I know, man. I know. So for me, I take it for what it is. Again, I didn't come in with any expectations. Don't care that it's too short. I'm on mission number six now. I think I finished off five last night. I'm on mission. No, I'm on mission seven because I, I, I did six. Mission seven. And I'm just having a fun time. Um, um, you know, again, I just, I don't judge them that way. So um, I'm, I'm just having a good time, man. That's all I can say about it. Again, would I rate it as one of my top Call of Duty campaigns of all time? No. Do I? I think you and I for sure talked about it here still. We talked about it other places. I think, and we criticize this. Yeah. Well, but this is what it is. This is absolutely 100%. Started out as DLC. We called it from Warfare the very 2. beginning. We called it from, we called the, very from beginning. the beginning. Mm-hmm. Said $70 what it is. DLC. I said, originally, are they going to get me for $70 on DLC? No, they weren't going to get me. But then I played the beta. And they got you. And the nostalgia got me. And I said, I think I said maybe me. last week, I said, if you're going to do $70 DLC and you're going to expand it out, right, and say, oh, no, this is a full experience, okay, this is the way you do it. You lean into the nostalgia and you're going to get people that way. And again, we're not even talking about zombies yet. I'm excited yeah, for the I'm, zombie mode. I'm excited I'll for the zombie mode. Yeah, Steel and I had a great time in the open world. Call yeah, that's, zombie, I, I was uh, having fun Cold with that War. shit. Yeah, that was fun as hell. They're doing it again with some twists and some turns. I'm excited for that. People are ignoring the fact that zombies is also coming with Modern Warfare 3, which we didn't get in Modern Warfare 2. Yep. Call it a gimmick. Call it what you want to. Call whatever you want. It's big business. They did this on purpose to end the contract with Sony so that, that they could be, be done yeah, with that. It, it absolutely, I there's 1, no, there's no other way. No other it. Call of Duty has had. Again, no. if if yeah. the truth behold that Activision was in true dire straits and this is was their their way of turning things around, I get it. But it is leaning more so towards the fact also that this was a contract play to get to. Yes. Because there was literally no other reason with everything nope. else that we got up to that point, it was almost a known fact that we were going to get DLC for Modern Warfare 2. Yep, yep. And then out of nowhere, they say, nope, Modern Warfare 3. They said they were alternating, they were going to skip a year for the first time. They said that, Steel, they were going to skip a year for the first time. We knew this was going to be an expansion to Modern Warfare 2. It was going to be DLC. They blew it up. Again, I criticized it, but at the end of the day, it's a personal decision. If you're going to spend the $70 or not, that's your choice. Now, I did give them props, Steel. Another part that changed for me was Mm -hmm. when they said your Modern Warfare 2 stuff was going to carry over. I, I said I had to give them props because if you're going to do this this way, that's another added bonus that got me like uh, okay so now you're saying that my money that i spent modern warfare 2 is valuable and i get to carry that value over with the skins and that kind of stuff into modern warfare 3 okay i got to give you props for doing that when you've never done it before that adds value to me for my purchase so again i'm enjoying the campaign if you guys aren't or if you look at it and you say oh this is lazy dev work like like jasper does 
I'm not going to sit here and fight you on that. Of course, of course, they slapped this shit together. Of course they did. They went from being just a simple expansion to a full price release. Of course, they slapped and tacked on some stuff and decided to do some things that were going to make the development easy because they went from developing an expansion to developing a full fledged game. So they're going to cut corners. I'm not going to disagree with you, but that doesn't change the fact that I'm enjoying it. So that's where I'm at with the campaign. Um, planning on finishing that out this weekend for sure. Getting the skins open because you do earn uh, skins and uh, tags and stuff um, for completing these missions um, in the campaign for the multiplayer. So I'm going to do that. And I got to say, the more I, Modern Warfare 2, I started to really like um, uh, Farah, Farah, yeah. um, the, the, the girl. Modern Warfare 3, bro, she's a badass and I like her even more. Like it, 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 The yeah, game is $70. Is yeah. I, I don't. I mean, if you're trying to say that the game is not worth seventy dollars to you, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. That that's always going to yeah, be a absolutely. conversation. Um, yeah. But it's a seventy dollar game. You go pre order it right now. It's a seventy dollar. Yeah, yeah um, no, I think he's. Say, I think he's saying it's not worth it to him. But it's just fine. I'm, I'm saying with zombies and everything else in there, overall total package. I, I again, I bought it, so it's worth seventy dollars to me. So that, that's that's where it is. That's where I, always going to be about the price point. I I don't have to like it. But I made the decision myself to buy it. So we have to. We got to stop talking about COD evolving, also because COD has yeah. tried to evolve and nobody liked it. That's why we yeah. went back to Modern Warfare. Yeah. So no, there's not going to be another evolution of COD. The evolution of COD is what yeah. we have right now. The evolution of COD is it becoming more live service and then yes. more so working them things into their HUD, right? Um, and integrating mobile into it, having progression across all different places where you play COD, that's going to be the evolution at the end of the day. And I got and and Nick, the crazy thing about that is I can say I can say that exact same thing for yep. any other single player game that is ever released that ends up putting out DLC later or ends up being complete six months later. Sure. I, like seventy dollars to seventy dollars. Yeah. I. I come from an era in PC gaming where multiplayer gaming for Battlefield, as an example, was sixty dollars yep. or forty nine ninety nine just to play yeah. online. Yeah. So it's and like for me, like I get the perspective that people are coming from. Yep. That in in COD hasn't been about the story since the mono, since the OG Modern yeah. Warfare trilogy. So it's like. Yeah, that's what that's what Ozzy fan. I was just gonna bring that up. Ozzy fan said Call of Duty isn't made for the campaign. It's been made for the multiplayer and zombies. If you want longer campaigns, you have to go back to Call of Duty one, two, and three. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that's 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 that's, that's how I approach this. That's that's, how that's the way it's become, and that's kind of the mentality yeah. that is now started around um, that is around Call of Duty. Because I heard people talking about um, you know the hardcore and whatnot, and whether they're gonna keep they're, the hardcore are always gonna come back to this game the same way that the hardcore Fortnite people just went back to the original map um, after they didn't want the they wanted something new and now you have the og shit and now wow they broke player numbers five million players, five million players like yeah. yo like so it's like we, we same way halo's on an upswing again too as we talked about it's like what do you there's certain happen. there's certain ieps yeah. that no matter what are yeah. going to continue to exist yes people may fall off and people may not like the i think again modern warfare 2 is still the best that call of duty has been in my personal yeah. opinion in years and not everybody shared that opinion. And I and I've played all the Call of Duties for the most part, except yeah. for a few, or except for a few of them, because I was like, hey, at what point do I put my foot now? I'm not playing Vanguard. That was ass. You know what I'm saying? I didn't play World at War for an example, although a lot of people said that that was one of the better ones. There's, I, I've, I have I skipped, I have skipped out on some. So, and yeah. I, I hope that they don't 
release Call of Duty next year. I hope that this, I mean, although the rumors are again oh, they are. that they, they that are. they are. Um yep. and if it's black ops or something into that relation, then you know. <laughs> they're, they're doing Desert Storm, which is gonna be interesting. Oh no, them that's gonna be that is gonna be soon. Yeah, yeah, be, they're, go, they're, yeah. they're going to the Middle East next year. So that's that's all the smoke right now, is that that's what that is. And so, and I might not invest in that one because I mean again, when you have me bringing stuff I'll be over. Game pass. Be in yeah. game pass. Well, I mean, if it's in Game Pass, then boom, I don't have to worry about it. That's <laughs> the way it goes. But also, yeah. Pong, good to good to see that you're actually um uh, you are enjoying yourself on the yeah. Call of Duty campaign. Yeah, no, shame uh, on just, me. I just shame saw I me. just saw you getting a lot of flack for it, right? Shame, um, shame on me, bro. I mean, I just having had a good time, right? I had an interesting discussion last You wasted night, your money, Pong. You wasted your money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, that's that's my choice. So like that's what it always comes down to. And again, your choice, right? I criticized it. You know, when it first when they first said that they were turning into DLC and then I pulled myself back and I also talked about the business side and I firmly believe it was to finish off the contract with Sony. That's quite clear at this point. It, it, you, it just it's too quite damn clear. Obvious. Yeah, it's too damn obvious is exactly what was happening. They were prepping for the acquisition. They did it on purpose. Again, that does that make it right? It, no, it does doesn't make it right. Make it right uh, in your mind. Right. No. Do you have to agree with what they've done? No, you certainly don't. Um, this is a forty dollar DLC. What, what they're providing me is entertaining, and I'm gonna get wow. my money's worth at the end of the day. Between zombies and multiplayer, I'm going to get my money's worth. Again, I'm the guy who bought Battlefield 2042 out the gate without oh, yeah. any campaign. We were having a good and play, time, and I still say that I got my money's worth. I looked at my hours. I think I've got over a hundred. I'm like 150 hours in Battlefield. I want to go back to it again now with the new stuff that they're dropping and they're yeah. doubling down because they yeah. are breaking their records again. Uh, concurrent players, Battlefield is back on the upswing again. Heard it's feeling good. Um, I got my money's worth. I, I'm not going to sit here and say I wasted my money on Battlefield because I didn't. Do I want to see a full campaign in Bad Company 3? I would love for Zampella to announce that it's Bad Company 3 and they're going back to that story. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Will I be through the roof excited? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, I still enjoyed myself in Battlefield, what I played. So that's all that matters. At the end of the day, it's you. It's your yeah. money. It's your time. Well, one thousand percent. And again, I'm, I'm uh, we're always going to come from our yeah. uh, personal perspectives and how yeah. we feel about it. So, yeah. I mean, if people don't agree, that's perfectly fine. We don't we don't have yeah. to agree. Um, but I am going to explain where my my perspective, where I'm coming from, why I feel the way that I do. Uh, because I have a podcast, right? Um, and that's what I'm here to do to explain to you guys why. I mean, Pong's here to explain why he's enjoying something that a lot of people are saying that they don't enjoy. There's yeah. many things that we have done this with, and. Many people say whatever they want. We still find enjoyment in those things. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. Exactly. So this this four rated campaign, I'm loving the hell out of. So I'll chalk it up as another game that people consider bad that I still enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, from everything from everything that I've heard. Yeah. I mean, and I, 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 I liked what Modern Warfare 2 presented to us yes. um, story wise. I thought it was interesting. I had a good time. I think you would enjoy the story. Wrong. I think you would enjoy the story, Steel. Okay. So I, I, I might give it a shot, dude. Because yeah. I mean, again, I'm I don't take Call of Duty story overly serious either. Right. It's one of those things. Right. It's like I either finish it or I don't. Most of the time, I do because it's like it it puts you. The thing that I liked about the Call of Duty stories that they were like action movies, right? I, I kind of yeah. I kind of compare them to like they're they're like they're they're the expendables of the gaming industry. They're the when this is what I want to when I jump into this, I want to experience you putting me in like a, a born movie or you know something crazy or like black hawk down or something real crazy you know that i could really feel out um so to hear people didn't have that per se in this one 
it's kind of uh, it, it, it's a throw it's exactly what you just it's a throwback to a different era still when a lot of us still believe there was good guys and bad guys in the real world oh, okay. and how the military is presented, right? Okay. That, it's a throwback to that. And I got to laugh because my viewpoints on the world in real life have changed and right. military, you know, engagement and that right. kind of stuff has changed as I've gotten older and learned things. Um, some people may still feel that way. Obviously there are people that feel oh, that way, course, but yeah. for me, I just got to smile because it is a throwback to that arrow. Good guys, bad guys. We're the good guys. There's bad guys out there and uh, we're always in the right, right? It's just a throwback to that stuff. That's I, what made that original Modern Warfare story unique yeah, because yeah, yeah. you, you didn't yeah. know like yes. that diversity yes. between bad and good. And then yeah. seeing how yeah. they flesh together and like yeah. you were kind of, yeah screwed in many ways depending on your perspective uh it was it was interesting yeah yeah it's interesting um activision is tripping adding open maps same campaign hey i mean again to eastern rome um blue moon says black hawk down when they were trying to find the art uh oh yeah artery, artery. great filming oh, yeah oh bro. black hawk down yeah, black hawk down military movies I've, I've i've ever watched literally uh one of the great great movies i've i've seen period actually um mm. Well, for me, what what have, what have I been into this week? Well, of course, as you see, I've been into some Warzone. So that's been kind of one of the more consistent things on, on my week. Get a couple hours in, maybe jump off, um, handle some things and get back on or whatever. Um, what else? Uh, I did I did have something else in the rotation, too. Is that a Black Cell skin right there, Steel? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Uh, unless it was somebody else, if it may, may have well, been it was else. the first. It was the first. Uh, I was watching. It was the first person out the out the door. So I'm assuming that's you. Um, you for yeah, center, they usually so. put you in the middle. Um, yeah, I no, I don't have any of the black cell skins. Um, okay, okay, I don't. I don't. A black. It'd be a black and gold doesn't do anything necessarily. For, yeah. I think it's cool. It's cool. It is cool looking. Yeah. But I'd yeah. rather it be red and gold. Man, that's how they get me. But um, no, it was orange and green skin. It looked technic. It looked like techie style. So that's why I was curious. If oh was yeah, I don't know. Right. I, I, okay. uh, if right, it comes cool. up again, Sorry. Really didn't I'll, mean to interrupt I'll, your flow. No, you're good. Like, I saw it. I was like, oh, you're good because cool. I'm still trying to figure out what what the hell I was playing. Oh, I know what I was playing. Um, so yeah, Carl, so COD has been in that rotation. I also uh, did jump into Miles Morales for a bit. Uh, I got that modded up and feeling good. I'm more so on the cosmetic side than anything else. Uh, playing on the hardest difficulty. And man, I will say the difference between Miles Morales and the uh, 2018 game or even the remastered one that came to PC, is is pretty night and day, I, I will say. At least the way that the combat feels, you could definitely tell that there was a there was a leap forward, right? Uh, and Miles is also more of a stylish Spider-Man, um, from what I could tell. Uh, so, I mean, of course, that's always kind of kind of been the thing, uh, especially with his uh, with his background and whatnot, being Puerto Rican, uh, also being black. So, uh, having that cultural aspect to him, you can really see it come out in his character. So that's unique. I don't like his I don't like his voice either. It's not as bad as other people um, have kind of made it, but after seeing into the Spider Verse or the the animated version and seeing that Miles, he is definitely a better representation of what I was looking for from Miles, uh, voice wise, acting wise, and all that. This one just kind of comes across lame, for lack of a better way to put it. <laughs> um, which is like, I've heard other people say, Steel, that Miles, you know, supposedly grew up in the Bronx, right? Yes. Or was it Brooklyn? He, does, yeah, he doesn't Bronx. feel like And he doesn't, he doesn't represent that <laughs> at all. Like, that's what I've heard. No, he feels like, East Coast even, saying, even in this like, game, no. yeah. even coming from the last game, 
it felt like he grew up in the suburbs. Right. Like he like he was very fortunate. It felt like he was fortunate to get these powers. Like his grandfather created this spy. Like that's how it feels, right? Yeah. It feels like the rich kid story. Like, oh, wow, he's, he's Spider-Man, you know? That's yeah. just the way that it comes across. It doesn't feel like he's seen some shit, like he's been through shit, like there's struggle right. there, which is right. kind of the... Some some baseline um, for Miles and his story. He's like Peter in a lot of ways, man. He's a lot of shit going on behind the scenes, which is why he also became a very dynamic Spider-Man. And for those who don't know and are trying to make Miles Morales not Spider-Man for whatever reason, although Peter Parker himself says that he is Spider-Man. Mm. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know why we i don't know why we have to instead instead of listening to the content we're just going to make up shit that we want to believe in but anyway uh whatever you have to tell yourself that happens justify. with all fandoms man. of course it of happens. course of course it, it does it well, happens in star wars it happens everywhere so, whatever, whatever I, you gotta I, do I somewhat understand yeah whatever you gotta do whatever you gotta do but uh <laughs> but yeah i mean overall it, it is feeling good again it is spider-man uh the combat is feeling definitely feeling better uh, but it does have me excited for Spider-Man 2. I will say I had a little bit of an extra additional excitement there. Uh, but again, even playing this game on PC, it's just it's another double down. And I'm probably going to spend some time, um, spend some time, uh, really, really leveling up and uh, getting through it and whatnot. But I still I got I gotta I gotta get back in. I probably get back into Castlevania first. So I can get that get that knocked out. It's just hard, man, because when when you're podcast, you're listening to content. Also, back to school, um, things are pulling you many different directions, and I want to be able to take in content while I also enjoy get get to play, get into my hobby and whatnot. Get a little multitasking in um, when I can. And there's just certain games that I can't do that I can't do that with. Um, not going back to Forza Motorsport for some time. Uh, that's unfortunate. Cause I was I was really heavily into it, but again, you disrespect my time multiple times over, and typically I don't give that many chances. But because I love Forza Motorsport, because I was loving what I was playing, uh, I gave him multiple chances. And yeah, I'm, I'm not going back. I haven't tried it since the last time it crashed on me. I know they've updated it since. I'm just I'll I'll, I'll wait. I got other things to play. I'll just wait. And it's unfortunate because I did want to have that consistently in my rotation, but. Uh, again, we got other things out there, but yeah, that's been pretty much my week. I don't think there was much else in there. I've been trying to get into the power world beta, um, or closed beta, whatever that they got behind the scenes. Uh, cause it is multiplayer. It is co-op. We can, you know, join up together and explore the world or whatever. Uh, so that's been one also been debating about jumping into final fantasy 14 off and on uh just because I, I do have a little bit of that excitement for the beta coming to xbox in january um mm. knowing that there is cross play and whatnot mm -hmm. i'll say mm -hmm. um that's really enticing but every time that i go look at it and then i keep reminding i keep ha ha having this voice in the back of my head that says hey it's gonna take 100 hours to uh get past the boring stuff uh, that doesn't really entice me a lot, you know. That doesn't. <laughs> Who is it boring to the vets? It's be it's boring to the vets, man. But I even see newer. You see new people. There's people like when you watch videos and stuff about yeah. it. They, it's like one of those yeah. things that people admit that they'll, they'll say, "Hey, the first hundred hours of this game," and it's kind of expected. It's an MMO, but yeah, it's still like ah. It's a, it's, a, it's a little bit of a man. Which you is get why, your character powered up. Which That's is why I feel like waiting is probably going to be better because going yeah. through that with somebody else yeah. is probably going to be more enjoyable than 
me no, doing gonna, it by myself. We're, we're so. gonna go through it, brother. We're gonna so go it. Uh, I'm, 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 I'll probably just hold off and wait off on that, um, and then go from there. So, yeah, Anybody interested in Gollum? It's on sale for ten dollars on Amazon right now. Oh wow, everybody, that's so. a crazy drop off. Yeah, shout out to Wario sixty four, ten dollars. Go hey, get your Gollum if you want Gollum for ten dollars. There you go. I don't even know it's worth ten dollars, <laughs> no, but it's hey, you know, it's better than the Godzilla game. So there's that. Uh, got, you got a little King bit Kong? of yeah, okay. uh, well, yeah, the King Kong game. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking say, about Godzilla because Godzilla has uh, two movies that, that are trailer? coming out. How about uh, that new trailer, bro? I didn't see the new Godzilla trailer yet. You didn't? No, not yet. You didn't? No, I have oh, not. Oh, bro, talk about throwing it back to the old school movies. I, I man. didn't, I didn't watch it because I ended up getting because I was it. going to watch it, but then I got caught up in conversation yeah. because apparently yeah. there's mo- there's multiple movies now happening at the same time that aren't connected in the same universe. Yeah, are Godzilla movies. Correct. Which Correct. is like, Correct. what what but, era are we in that we don't cut like that we don't keep things consistent anymore? It's it's just so yeah. weird. Like I don't I, mind I, it, I but is Godzilla going to look different in that one too? Like I I didn't probably. like that. I didn't like when Godzilla had like six different looks, and I liked regular Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla. I thought that was cool. Yeah. All the extra got nine eighty nine Godzilla, seventy seven Godzilla. You know what I grew uh, up with, so funny. you know I got yeah, the classic yeah, cheesy looking Godzilla that most people. This is right. this is a guy who as a kid went to Godzilla nineteen eighty five in the theaters with his dad. Right, so Godzilla nineteen eighty five was the throwback to the old school Godzilla. Right, mm-hmm. um, I've got the movie poster in fact framed. Um, I love Godzilla. I love Godzilla, I man. Too. I I watched all the old school stuff. Um, you know, but the new one steel that they came out where they're like basically rebooting it where he first like shows up in Japan. Mm-hmm. Bro, it looks so good, man. It looks so good, and they got him looking mean, like really mean in this one uh but he looks like godzilla still which i'm uh happy about so i can't wait yeah, man, so that's, that's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out yeah, yeah. um but that's been my week thus far um that i can think of at least if anything else comes up again a lot of it's just been taking in content listening to what's going on with bungie and just paying attention <laughs> uh so there's 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 been that shout out to fun speculation shout out to the brother Bab throwing up and goes but Gollum is the same as Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, according to IGN. So it's $10 is a steal. Oh, well, I mean, in that case, <laughs> I do have an interesting thing to say. Uh, there is something interesting about that, how uh, a game can be a four um, in comparison yeah. to other games. And again, uh, yeah. this goes back to our conversation. Y'all brought it up last night. Um, yeah. This shit ain't standardized, man. So it's nope. like, nope. uh, it's just, Quantum. but it's, I, I don't know, man. Quantum Era got a five steal, so it's better than Modern Warfare 3. The, the other problem that I have with this too is that, <laughs> Why? Why are we rating Call of Duty by the story by itself? Why? Are, like, because they do that every time. They do that. See, they but that's that, that shouldn't be that shouldn't be acceptable either. Like, why? Because no. there are some people who buy it only for the campaign. Shout out to Rand. Right, Rand only plays the Call of Duty campaigns. He's one of those guys that is out there. That I don't feel like that's a good reason. I don't feel like that's a good excuse because the game is one game. When you boot it up, it has multiplayer and has story I, I, connected to it. This is a discussion it. we've had, bro. Warzone is, co- Warzone is separate. Warzone is the same way. But see, I, but Halo, the multiplayer is separated out. It is completely free to play. Warzone is the only thing that's free to play about Call of Duty. Other than that, you have to play for the multi pay for it, the multiplayer. Here's my question, Steel, to you then. Because you pay, uh, you obviously paid attention to Halo. Have they rated Halo campaigns and then rated the Halo? multiplayer back in the day when it was all one package did they do it separate did they i don't think so not from what i can remember i gotta look, i gotta look at it i believe yeah. halo was always rated as one game okay 
That's why. I, that's why it was weird when we started seeing things get separated out. Like, oh, you're judging the single player now. You're judging the multiplayer. And why? It's one game. It doesn't shouldn't be treated separately. Um, Nixie says if a multiplayer game has a fleshed out single story game, I like separate. I don't like separate reviews because it's you need to take the totality of the game. I don't care if it's fleshed out or not. It's the totality of the game. If you think that the story is a fucking three, but the multiplayer is a nine. I mean, what is the aggregate? That was the aggregate score between that. There's, there's a reason there's aggregate scores, but they're not going to go back to, they're not going to rate the multiplayer and then go back and combine the scores together. So now you have a game that is twofold. So you're going to pay $70 for a game that has bomb ass multiplayer, but has a three story. And if it has a good rating that again, I, or has a bad rating, that's what you're going to justify it by. I just, I don't. And if they did do that with Halo, Again, I don't recall that, but I don't I don't think that that ever should have been a thing. I've always had a problem with that. It should be rated as one product because it is one product. And if we're getting to a point where we're saying that, oh, the multiplayer is too good. So is is just too good to be rated part of the game. What world, what era, what world are we living in then? So if the. So if the if the after credits of a movie were, the, were one of the best parts of the movie, was the, there's no value to the movie? Yeah, it looks like they did review Halos as a complete package back in the day. I, I mean, that's why like I, Halo Four and stuff. Yeah, I think that's part of the reason why Halo got rated so high because both because as a complete package, it's it was a yeah. good game because that's how games should be rated. Yeah. Then we should we rate games with no multiplayer differently? Yes. Games that don't have multiplayer involved should be rated differently. I do agree with that because there's a whole different facet of things that you got to consider. Yeah, and Halo Infinite might might have been the first one that did that, but it does. But it does that doesn't matter to me. Uh, Jasper says, and I think this is this, this is what I was going to get to. He says reason because Call of Duty is so big they can get another article out for more clicks and money. Yeah, that's what that's my point though. That is yeah, my exact content. that is my exact point. Why have we allowed that to be acceptable? Because you're not, you, we want them to rate every other game evenly, but then when it comes to certain games or certain aspects of games, oh, now it needs to be, it needs to be separated out. And then the gamers allow that, right? And again, I mean, it's not really up to the gamers. I mean, no, it's it's not up to the, but we could speak up and say, hey, I don't think that's necessarily right that you're judging the game this way you're not judging it as a complete package you're just saying it's ass and when you give a score like a four for an example to a call to a call of duty and you're not rating the entire package and you're saying it's just as bad as Gollum, and then you hear somebody like pong say well i think it's a it has decent quality i'm having a fun <laughs> time with it i'm not saying it's the greatest story ever made or whatever the case but it's yeah. it's it has some quality there it's not Gollum. Where, how do we conflate those grades? That's that's the whole problem. It all comes back to until we have a standardized system steal. Again, reviewers, professionals that get paid to write reviews are no different than you or my's opinions on games. It's, there are yeah. no di- because yeah. there's no standardization. It is simply now, and we talked about this last night, and this is the we kind of had a back and forth with Jasper, who's part of a younger generation, so he didn't necessarily see what we saw growing up when it came to reviews 
and how they used to break it down. A lot of reviewers, like Game Informer and stuff, used to break it down into categories mm -hmm. and then give you an overall score. But you could go to individual yes. categories and see. We got to go back okay, to that. My overall opinion on like, let's just take take IGN's review of, of Modern Warfare 3 campaign, right? Mm -hmm. Four. That's his. If you read that review. That's his personal fun factor for that game for for the campaign. Mm -hmm. His personal fun factor is a four on the campaign, but that doesn't tell you about the quality. And back in the day, a four was close to being a broken game. Yeah, so for those of when us I that came of up four, that yeah. when I think of a four, I'm thinking, oh my god, game there's bad. massive bugs. Yeah. There's like game breaking stuff in there. Like this game is bad. Well, no. The quality, like I said, when I'm playing the game, it's been flawless for me. I haven't had a crash, haven't had a bug. I don't have pop-ups, pop-in. I don't have anything that you would come to expect from a game rated a four. So, again, that's where the standardization has to happen because otherwise, most of the time now, these scores are just the person's personal fun factor. They don't actually judge. They may write about it in their review, they might say, hey, this is quality here. This is quality there. But that overall score at the end of the day is just their fun factor with the game. It, again, it's no different than Steele and I come in here on a Saturday morning and saying, hey, we just played this game, had a great time with it. I'd give it an eight or a nine. Yeah. Right. But again, if we're not breaking it down by the mechanics, by the graphics, by the performance, we're not Story, breaking that down. Music, yeah. That doesn't tell you what you know. might get out of the, out of the experience because you might value something more than we do. And that's what happens. So again, these professional reviews are no different than anybody else. That's why I laughed last night. I said, let the erosion of their integrity continue. I, I want them to keep putting this nonsense out because the more of nonsense that's out there, the more people start realizing these people aren't any different than me. These, these people don't have any more qualifications than me. They might've gone to school for journalism. They might write better than I do. They don't have as a gamer, mm -hmm. they don't have any more qualifications than I do. That's yeah. why we need a standardized system with a certified group of people that all understand the, the, the assignment. They all understand that we're going to review every game, no matter the genre, no matter the, who makes it, the same way and mm -hmm. we're going to go through that process step by step so that there at least is Just a doesn't... baseline of some type of understanding of what we're actually talking about again right now it don't matter it don't matter yeah, it's just, what, what is the point in losing credibility in a review system that's been put in place for X amount of time? And if you don't care about it and it's not rating grades this way, or gaming community, how about we continue to step up? Maybe Metacritic, maybe OpenCritic, maybe one of these other places, y'all start with maybe investing some more money, maybe we need to start supporting them more. Figure out a way that we can start standardizing some of these things because the, the it needs to be standardized. Yeah. It is unfair to the, to the creative talent at bare, at bare minimum that we don't have a way to fairly rate games. Like Eastside Vandal said, uh, mentioned, the perfect way, even for me, I think this is the perfect way, you should grade games on story, graphics, music, direction, and fun factor. Sure, if you're not having fun with the game, okay, it could be a three. On, on fun factor sure. but if it's a nine everywhere else that if, has if to it's be a, a nine on story yeah if it's a nine on story let's say steel if it's a nine on a story but your overall fun factor was a three or a four right somebody could read that and see that score oh, okay. nine on a story I, and, read I through and be that. like oh i want that story like that's what i'm gonna go into what this you're game saying. with right right
sets right. better expectation, I think. Yes. Um, instead yes. of just giving a grade where, and because people already don't read, man. So it's like, how do you alleviate the issues of of an ecosystem of people that are really quick on the quick on quick footed and will only glance at things and let's give them a scale that they can easily look at and identify and say, Hey, this is our grade. This is how we graded it. This is where we graded kind of graded in these areas and then go from there. Bolt Alpha Wolfpack starting it off with the $5 donation. He says, yeah, but the older halos had a finite experience for both campaign and multiplayer. If one of the other, if, one or the other going to get updates it should be graded separately i don't agree with that and halo 2 had map packs i bought the map pack matter of fact i had the case for a long time because i believe the map pack was like 30 dollars they used to review map packs too steel so yes they did yeah they did they would they would when call of duty had map packs they used to review those map packs because it would come out some they, some time after right they, yeah and there has to be a system to and again, the reviewers are never going to agree upon this. The general wider reviewers are never going to agree upon this because it's going to take time. But if you are a professional, I believe you, this is your responsibility to do this. That's why I want a certified group of people who know their responsibilities, who have a definite, because yes, I believe updates to games should be able to affect the score. Okay, I mean, it should be adjusted. should go yeah. back and it adjust. It should be adjusted, yeah. Right, I, I one way or the other. If they come out with an update that breaks the game, that score should drop overall. So when people go look up at that game with the current update, they're not getting a skewed view one way or the other. If a bad game, if a game comes out bad, but then the updates happen and it's good, people who go and look for that game at that time with the new updates should see a, a score reflective of where the game is currently not what it was when it first launched. I think that's why Steam yeah. reviews are pretty nice because Steam right. reviews, I mean, although that can adjust. be jaded too, but it, can, it, it definitely, but it at, from, from what I have noticed, it Cyber adjusts more than any any other scale does. Correct. When you look Correct. at that Steam review, people will tell you how they feel in the moment. Yeah. People will also, like, even if you say, well, oh, people can go in there and they can hate, they can go hate post it. Yeah, they can. But they still, it, Steam does look through those things. They can recognize a lot of those things. Now, do they get ev everything? No. But there is still that bounce back of people who jump in and say, oh, well, hey, the game's updated. It feels good. I've played it recently. Now it feels better than what it did before. I'm raising my score up. I'm editing editing my uh, my review that I was giving it. Uh, so we got some options out there. We just got to hammer out what's the best option for us as far as the gaming industry goes and they go from over there so um that, that, that's my big that's my biggest thing again find enjoyment in the things that you find enjoyment in um if you're liking what college has got going on definitely lock into that but i definitely think that again reviews should consistently be a, a, of in the conversation uh because like pong said nobody else's opinion really matters unless we're going to really break things down um yeah. and give people more responsibility then it's not going to matter, right? And people play with cheats and think that games are too long or too short, and there's no perfect place anyway, no. um, but we can try to perfect the... Uh, there's so many variables. Again, you got to come up with a standardized system to just give a 
a factually based review versus a feelings based review because people are going to play games different. Call yeah. of Duty Modern Warfare 3 campaign is going to be longer for me because of the way I play games. That is true. Again, Spider-Man was That's, the same thing. People same said Spider-Man 2018 was a 15-hour game and I keep seeing people say it, talk about yeah. that it was an 8-hour game, whatever they said back back at that time. I didn't know that. I put no. 60 hours of playing that game it's, it's spectacular. I would have never known right. that this was a short ass that but that has been Kana, Bridge of Spirits. People said that yep. that game was six hours long. Yeah. And I spent another 40 hours plus in that game. Right. Playing on the harder difficulty because of how I was playing. I was like just taking, it's not like I was like trying to explore everything. I was just taking the game for what it was. And I, it's, it has come yeah. truth to me also that time and time again, and I can usually tell by the type of game or style of game or by the effort that was put in the game, how long it may or may not be at least when I look at them sometimes, I'm not always accurate on that, but a lot of the times these games that people say are a certain amount of time, I end up doubling that time. I, 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 maybe it's something I'm specially doing. I don't know. I tip, I don't, I don't get platinums or achievements. That's never my goal in any game. I don't look at the list. So I don't know what I'm doing so much different compared to anybody else. But, um, you play more relaxed steel because I think reviewers and some people. I mean, reviewers, are, I understand, uh, but that's reviewers their job. and complete, but and completionists, right? Completionists, people who do just want to say that they completed a game, and there's a large group of gamers out here who think that that mentality is most important. That mm -hmm. that accomplishment means more than anything else that people do. So there are people that literally play a game as if they're on a mission, and that playstyle is fine. That's 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 one way to play games and if that gives you a good feeling great but then there's those of us that play games much more relaxed that don't like i said maybe, me yeah, personally again who don't find it important to finish every game who could care less i still enjoy the game the way i enjoy it so i meander around and i do things differently my games my gameplay sessions are a lot longer in certain games than most people's right yeah. so that's just how it is that's the reality everybody's going to play games differently so that's yeah. another factor that comes into play when you see these reviews. Another good example? Yep. Cyberpunk 2077, I got 60 Correct. hours. Pong got yep. 300 hours. 300. Starfield. <laughs> Legit. Le recent example. I have yep. oh, right over 100 hours, 110 yep. hours in Starfield. Pong has, yeah, exactly. I'm, again. I'm 250. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, and I don't think that that, <laughs> I got everything that I wanted out of that game. So it's yeah, just like. right, right. You got it. Again, can, it, can we please find like what makes. Variables. Can we find what makes you happy on the inside? Yes. And smile yes. about that? Because that's, that, that's what this is supposed to be about. Like, that's my we not question. That's my and can we not question other people and what they find? Pong, well, I need enjoyable. to question. I need to question your legitimacy because I I, I, I'm tuning into you because yeah. I, I trust you, right? Yeah. But when you start agreeing with things that go against what the majority are saying, yeah. or yeah. like, or when you're going against the grain, Pong, yeah. against the majority. Yeah. I, I think that now you're just doing it to, to get some attention. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just Although put this out there time. publicly once again. <laughs> if I post something on X, if I post something about a game, I'm posting something that I'm legitimately feeling. I'm not posting something to be contrarian just to be contrarian. I'm not posting something to cap as the kids say. I'm too old for any of that bullshit. All right, I'm way too old and I'm way too set as a gamer and who I am as a gamer to care about that stuff. 
I post because that's legitimately what I'm feeling in that moment about that game. That's 100% true. Can my feelings change as the game goes on? Yep. I reserve the right to have my feelings change. But in that moment, (laughs) when I post on Twitter, so everybody knows and shout out to Charlie hustle who in an earlier post in my modern warfare three post, by the way, came in and said, anybody else? And I would say they were lying, but I know you're being legit about Yeah, this. I saw that. No, that was dope. That was dope. Charlie, Charlie, because that's somebody who's been listening to our shows and who is part of the community and understands where I come from. Again, for anybody who doesn't know me, I legitimately post my feelings. I don't look for attention. I don't care if everybody likes it or nobody likes my post. I don't give a shit. Right. I just post what I'm feeling in that moment about the game. It's it is what it is, even if it is completely the opposite of the majority, even if it is something like that, where you're like, how can you feel? I am legitimately feeling that way about that game when I post it. Yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, we, we prove time and time again that we are who we are, um, that we do stand on what we believe in. Right. Um, because cap cap on. Yeah, because no. I mean, all, all you all you have is your word, man. So it's yeah. like, um continuously give it in uh to give it up i should say and yeah. be honest be forthright uh put out the content the way that we do pong i mean again <laughs> i mean we're constantly uh posting pictures and video clips and, and i've slowed down i slow down sometimes depending on what games i'm playing uh yeah. again you can tell when the game is special to me when i start posting pics and videos <laughs> and stuff like that and again i still need to go back to i, I still need to go back to armor core um, and you throw that in rotation. They got some Gundam mods in there now, just like I knew that they would. Uh, some good looking ones too. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, man, what an intro. Uh, where now we're in. Haven't gotten to the upcoming <laughs> games. Hadn't done any shout outs yet. We got a lot of positive conversation there. Hey, um, we got a lot we more. To, we got a lot more on the uh, yeah, things to do. get into here. Docking. So, but we uh, kind of covered my War for three and reviews talking yeah, there. So we got a, we got one of the topics right in our intros. So this is what happens here. So we're good. That's, that's what that's what it's about. I mean, and I guess to like to cap it off, uh, since we did throw it in there early, uh, and I think it's it's I think it's perfect, especially for the audio listeners. Give you something enticing to listen to as soon as you get in. Um, but. For Call of Duty, again, if you feel, I was somebody that I was completely against getting this call, this this you this year's Call of Duty, Modern Warfare Three, completely against it. They have done things since that do interest me. Now I'm not going to get early access. Yeah, uh, I may or may not play the multiplayer day. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, Cause I was having fun when I played some multiplayer with some with some of the homies yes uh, the other day. It wasn't yesterday. No, it was yesterday. Um, I was having some fun with it, and I and I really enjoyed it when it came out. We were I was leveling up. I got through that first season crazy, man. Um, putting in a lot of work, putting a lot of effort, put a lot of time, and uh, had fun with it. And that beta for Modern Warfare Three, it just it felt special. It felt unique. Yeah. It felt yeah. interesting. Uh, I was enjoying what, what what I was getting from it. And again, before Modern Warfare 2, yeah, I was playing Modern Warfare, but I didn't play the multiplayer like that. I was only playing Warzone. Uh, so then that carried over to me playing multiplayer and Warzone 2 and liking both sides of it. Um, and now, I mean, <sighs> the biggest thing that I'm mad about is the fact that my third person got completely disrespected and the fact that nobody is probably ever going to see the potential that that mode had for call of duty that mm-hmm. that could be their Fortnite competitor if they wanted mm-hmm. to 
branch it out. They could be the mil military sim style Fortnite that yeah. maybe the adults are looking for, um, especially with a SOCOM not being in the in in any distance. Um, Gears is kind of to the wayside, and Uncharted is kind of to the wayside right now. All these other third person uh, style games are kind of off to the wayside, especially multiplayer wise. It's unfortunate. I, I hope that Microsoft maybe sees that. Maybe I hope that I'm not the only person speaking out about these things. I know that I'm not. I saw some seen some Reddit posts talking about this, but uh, yeah, I mean that's my main mainly only disappointing thing. Other than that, everything else looks interesting. Looks like it could be a lot of fun, uh, and we'll go from there. So yeah, man. Uh do we shout out the chat now, Pong? What do you think? Yes, let's shout out the chat, sir. Let's get these beautiful people who are all in here. Nearly 50 of you in here again on a Saturday morning. Just rock solid with us. Uh, getting down with the energy. I love it. You guys are chatting it up as always. So let's do this. Got amazing people in here. Eastside Vandals in the house. What's going on, Vandal. Eastside Vandal? We got the General Spartan 27 dropping on in. What's going on, General? We got Ozzy Fan 80. Great to see you. We got the one, the only fun speculation, aka Mayov in the Drop house. What's going, on, what's going on, man? going on? We got we got Tim the Sorcerer in the house. What's going on, Tim? Always great to see you, brother. We got Dip Down Anime. What's going on, Dip Down Anime? Aloha. We got Nino Vostick in the house. What's going on, Nino? We got Bold Alpha Wolf back on in here. Shout What's going bold, on, man. Bold? Appreciate Always you. great to see you. We got the one, the only God Emperor Sofa King in the house. What's going on? We got Nam Omar. What's going on, Nam? Nam. Great to see you, brother. Always. We got the one, the only Doom Reaper in here. What's going on, Doom? Uh, we got we got the funny man. We got the amazing energy dude. Game Pass Dad. What's what up, going on, brother? Always oh, great Pass? to see you. Yeah, he was out at TwitchCon living life. Uh, what's that. going on, Game Pass? Yeah, Dakato's in the house. What's going on, Dakato? Uh, we got uh, who else in here? We've got Visual Walkthrough. What is going on, Visual? Visual says reviews need to be changed and IGN need less power in game reviews. They are showing their bias all the time, but a lot of people do don't care well, showing their ignorance I, of anything I, I, I said i said it last night you get we the aggregate sites like metacritic and open critic uh or at metacritic specifically they got to stop weighting certain publications reviews heavier than others it, it needs to be across board that is another change i mean agreed and, no, and, and even and even that even that could be yeah at least worth a conversation because when you are a professional business I could see you having some more weight, but you need to justify that by, with any, your professionalism. Any, but any of the professional reviewers that they do take steel on Metacritic, because you have to have a certain to be a mm -hmm. Metacritic reviewer that's counted, mm -hmm. you are professional at that point. But that's no what I but what. that but that's what I mean. Yeah. That even that would waiting. need to be Change. Yeah, but it can't. That's why I said you got to have a group that's actually certified that that those are the official reviews. So you can Everybody set else everything can still, else online. Correct, you know what correct, I mean? correct. Yeah, exactly. Um, we got Nixie in the house. The OG, of course. Nixie always bringing it in here. What's going on, Nixie? Great to see you, lad. What's going on this morning? Great to see you jumping on in here. Appreciate you guys. Uh, who else? We got the one, the only Lore Master Jasper, actually guy. And what's going on, Lore? Uh, we got Sith Lord in here. Shout out to Sith Lord, who is always posting the daily shows, podcasts out for the masses to see. Appreciate you, Sith, as always, man. Um, who else we got in here? We got 
I think I got Sanchez, but Sanchez FTZ Gaming. If I didn't get you, you are in here, brother. We got Tom from Toonami, the one and only Tom. Always great to see you. We got Why So Serious dropping in here. What's going on, Why? We got Retro Nerd in the house. What's going on, Retro? We got the amazing Blue Moon FC dropping on in here. Always a pleasure, brother. Thank you for dropping in, saying hi to me and Steel on this Saturday morning. Uh, who else? Let's see how far I can go back because we have been talking for a long time already. <laughs> MG in the house going on MG. We got rescue squad Culp also dropping by. Thank you. Rescue squad. Always great to have you in the chat. We got the hooded Canuck. What's going on hooded. Uh, great to have you in here. We had the one, the only double barrel gaming channel Boom. owner, Mr. Boom stick in the on? house. Boom. Appreciate you dropping in, brother. Appreciate the share out. Appreciate everybody who shares us out or even just hits the like button. Always helps us. So thank you all for doing that. We got the one and the only Smitty Smith in the house. What's going on, Smitty? Salute to you, Smitty. We got Sick Slayer in the house. What's going on, Sick? Thank you for dropping in here. And we had brother from another Psychonauts drop in here earlier saying, I played Star Ocean Second Story R till 5 a.m. today. Shout out, to, it in, yeah. shout out to Psycho. Um, Star Ocean, one of my favorite classic uh, RPG franchises, just got a, the remake uh, version Second Story R that dropped on PlayStation 5 and PC. I will definitely be hitting that on, on PC at some point down the road, probably 2024. Uh, but uh, Star Ocean is one of my favorite RPGs, and, and uh, Psycho never got to uh, actually play them. So he's enjoying them for the first time. Great amazing classic grpg stories some of the best that people don't remember again square enix kind of let that trail off but they they have been remaking they have continued it's just not what it could have been but star ocean second story r looks fantastic shout out to you psycho um all right steel that's as far back as i can go uh, let's um, see if anybody dropped in the real bottom quick here. froggy yes. t Wright says either of oh. you play robocop um not no yet. not yet uh I i'm not be. going to play it yeah steel won't i will be that looks fantastic. It got better every time I've seen it. And now that it's officially out and I've seen people playing it, uh, reviews are good for it. Like the fact that they leaned into RoboCop yeah, 1 and 2 and just basically made a B movie like the other, like, like the classic movies were and just said, hey, we're going to let you control that movie as RoboCop. I'm all about it. They did a fantastic job with it. Cheesy one-liners. Everything I love about RoboCop is there. I definitely will be hopping into it at some point, but I'm not doing it now. Uh, yeah, shout out to Froggy T. White. Shout out to Charlie Hustle. Uh, I've mentioned him before playing RoboCop right now. It's incredible. Exactly my feelings when I'm watching clips from it. That's exactly the feeling I get. I can't yeah, wait to open to it that's at some point. See. Yep. Scorpio, what's going on? I see you dropping in here. Thank you. Refudge Gaming. Shout out to Refudge Gaming. Dropping on by. Appreciate the support as always. Amit Kumar. Yo to you. What's going on? Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you uh, for all of you dropping in here and joining me and Steel on a Saturday morning. We appreciate it. But uh, there's our shout out, Steel. Now we got to get into this upcoming week of games. Yeah, we do. Let's get into we gotta it. Man. Do, we got to do this, brother. Um, let's see here. Let me get my timestamps real quick. Um, let me do this. Uh, normally, I don't put this one in there. All right. So, uh, upcoming oh, week of games. Let's go. Of course, this is from Game Informer. Shout out to Game Informer again. 
Uh, not perfect, uh, but no site is for this. So again, if anybody knows anything else that we miss on this list, throw it in the chat, steal, catch it. And we'll uh, give please. it its proper due, please. Um, all right. So this is going to be week of November the 6th. Oh man, we are a month and three weeks out from Christmas, bro. Yeah, we are crazy right man. around the corner. Crazy. God damn. Um, all right. We're going to start with on November 6th, PlayStation five, Xbox series and PC, the Invincible uh, Star Wars Industries. This is an adventure narrative driven game. I've seen some people say this is an interesting game to jump into. Again, there's so much to play. I get it. Yeah. It is a sci fi mystery game. Um, a lot of people are saying there's something cool. I think it was ACG that actually posted that this week. Um, he you know, said that there's if you like sci fi, if you're into narrative games, that this is a game that you might want to check out because okay. it does have some interesting stuff. It's different. Let's put it that way. So, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And it looks cool. I love what they did with the artwork. Classic 70s pulp sci fi look to it. I, I think that's so cool. Um, so that is the Invincible. And then we have on. The 7th of November, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Was this not already out? Did, really? The there was a regular All-Star Brawl. Yeah. Yeah, they're, I was going to say, they're two. already come out with number two. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2. This is the one uh, that's been played, week. and he's saying he returned yeah. because he said the yeah. netcode was ass. Uh, terrible. So, so maybe they changed they, it. So they, they didn't fix the netcode in the first one? They just decided to drop a number two? Uh, maybe the netcode was so bad in the first game and they figured out something that's the only thing that would make sense to me right Shout out the 343 for going down to the metal and reworking their entire code, that's, that is way. true we're going to talk true. about that crazy bro that's a lot of work but it is but they are it's worth they're it. doing it uh but so yeah nickelodeon all-star brawl 2 november 7th um ludiosity uh fair play labs and published by game mill entertainment so that is a brawler coming so we're gonna have to wait and see if they fix their net code um let's 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 look towards that salt and sacrifice uh coming to switch this is a cool indie game um definitely it was already released for playstation 5 playstation 4 and pc back on may 10th i've looked at this uh it looks damn cool man um but uh it is finally coming in november 7th to switch uh so check that out scott studios again indie game you gotta go look at it to understand it just looks dope man i hope it comes to xbox at some point um what else we got here? Well, if my internet wants to work, there we go. Um, we have Berserk Recharged coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on November Ooh, the 9th. It is not Berserk the anime, by the way. No. It is not that. It is not that. This is Atari, okay? Shout out to Atari. We might make a quick blip about Atari because they made another acquisition, a really cool acquisition this week that I wanted Xbox to make. We'll talk about it. Atari is slowly but surely coming back into play. Like, love it. Again, I grew up on Atari. I watched their downfall. Uh, I actually owned stock before they went out of business this last time. Um, and now they're back again and they're doing, I really think Atari should be leading the emulation scene. If anybody, yeah, yeah. I think Atari mainly because I think that they should probably be like the number one Mm. representation for indie games. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that'd be the best thing for Atari. 
And then, well, I mean, it's gonna be hard because of like Devolver, Devolver. Well, no, and, and, and which Anaconda, I get, but, but if they but, were if they were ever able to get some some semblance of that success that they had back yes. in the day, yes, that's what I would like to see them kind of walk into. They're not really first party, second, third. They're more yeah. indie, yeah. allowing them to develop games in more of a stable environment. Um, they're kind of carving out a small spot here still, which is, well, again, they don't have the money to carve out a big spot. So they're carving right. out a small spot and making themselves relevant to a, a, a little degree right now. They're, they're doing stuff, which is, which is cool to see. Yeah, and cool again, they're, they are leaning into their classic stuff, right? They are leaning into that. They're putting it everywhere. Not just like on the, they didn't do the route where, Oh, only our Atari VCS, which oh, man, nobody would... owns is going to get it. Yeah, they are yeah. publishing everywhere. They are putting their stuff out there everywhere. So I think that the, whoever, I forget who's running it I'm now. Not sure. They've got a vision. They've got a vision and they're, they're doing stuff. So anyways, Berserk Recharge. Again, not Berserk the anime, so nobody think about that. Uh, is developed by Sneaky Box, published by Atari, coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox. Wade Xbox Rosen is the CEO of Thank uh, you. Atari. Thank you, Wade Rosen. Yeah, he's 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 doing something, man. Atari's in the news. So I'm I'm happy to see Atari. Anytime I see Atari, I still get a smile on my face. Um, all right, then we've got obviously a Big one for all the Yakuza fans out there. And obviously uh, Game Pass, because this one is coming to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. It is dropping this week. Another game. My God, it just never ends right now. Like a Dragon, Gaiden, Gaiden, the man who erased his name, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, November the 9th, dropping into Game Pass, day and date. Again, if you like Yakuza, grab it. All right? If you like Yakuza, grab it. Try it. No risk. Um, I will definitely be downloading it um, and checking it out. And then the official full release, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3, November 10th. We all know what it's going to do. We all know that it's going to yep. be probably the top selling game of the year. Yep. It is now Xbox first party. Whether you like it or not, that's business. They now own it. Don't care who developed it or how long it was in development prior to Xbox actually getting the acquisition through. This is an Xbox first party title. Modern Warfare OCD. 3 is going to be gigantic. Gigantic as always. And again, like Steel was saying with the multiplayer that we played in the beta, we saw a lot of people really happy with the beta. Again, you're never going to make this fan base always happy. It's too big. But what they did, again, they leaned into everything and said, everything you guys want, slide canceled. You want movement. You want fast pace. We, you want all the old maps back again? We're going to give them all. Guns. You want everything? Everything. You want everything. Here you go. So again, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of the multiplayer. I can't wait to see what zombies brings again. Steel and I will be jumping into zombies. Maybe we have to stream some zombies steel. Uh, Cause it's damn cool. Um, then uh, was this not already out? I thought this was already out. I thought this came out. No, it must not have. What? Hot Hogwarts legacy coming to switch. switch? No, um, that comes out the outside yeah. of our week. Oh, but, does it? Yes. Oh, so that was the end of our week? Oh, okay. I thought that I saw it November 10th. We okay. haven't got any further delays about Hogwarts Legacy yeah. coming to Switch. Yeah. Which so I which I find is yeah. still extremely interesting also. Um, so so to see because is Hogwarts Legacy going to have the Mortal Kombat effect where you have the extremely ugly characters in details in the game? I don't know, because they've had some time to develop this, right? It didn't release day yeah. and date. Like, that was the issue with Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And they've adjusted it since from what I've seen. I still yeah. don't know how much they've adjusted. I haven't looked at it recently. Um, but Hogwarts Legacy coming to Switch, that's, that is, that's it's big. a big deal. 
Uh, this game can still because doesn't don't the game awards typically aren't the game awards happening soon? Or do they yeah, but they, they they happen in December. So oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah. But, I don't know why I felt like it was ha- in November. Hogwarts talk about having legs. Still, still number yeah, one selling game these, of the year. It just launched on PlayStation Four and Xbox One three months ago, something like that. Four months ago, um, continues to sell well. It coming to Switch, like Steel said, if they've done a good port of this, oh, it's going to sell. The, uh, core, the the port to PlayStation Four and Xbox One looked pretty damn good and got good reviews. Like people are saying, this is good. It ain't you know it ain't current gen, but it's good. If they do it here, a lot of people on Switch are going to pick up Hogwarts Legacy. So this is going to be this might push it over the top where it remains the number one seller for the year over something like I kind of I kind of think at this point you have yeah. to include Hogwarts Legacy as part of game in that game of the year conversation I know there's a lot of games uh, yes and even I moving out of game yeah. of the year for yes. me personally um yeah. but I do think it can't it can't be one of the ones forgot about right um it needs yeah. to at least be put in the conversation um because again you can't have things that are selling well not be considered like and it was a and it's a good quality game especially for the first game or well wasn't really their first not their first game but to go from disney infinity to this yeah yeah as an example hannah montana's world tour come on come on come on (laughs) listen hogwarts was a hogwarts is a great game still some of the best magic combat that i've yeah yeah yeah. i'm not i'm not gonna tiptoe around that i'm not gonna try to downplay it just because it was all the level of detail that they put into the design um, along with, like Steel was just saying, the combat mechanics. That game is an absolute just fun time. It is it is a great game, and it was polished, and it definitely deserves to be in the conversation. Now, again, this is a heavy year. The people who vote on Game of the Year certainly could find reasons uh, politically to not have it there. But at the end of the day, Hogwarts definitely needs to be in the game of the year uh, conversation. And it's the number one selling game of the year. And I think it will remain as such. I don't think anything's going to beat it. I don't think Tears of the Kingdom's going to beat it. Um, you know, I don't even know if Call of Duty. I don't know where it's sitting at, but I don't know if Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 is going to beat it. We'll see. Uh, but I think Hogwarts has to be there. Uh, it has to be represented in some way, shape or form, for sure. Brog, uh, you said the, the mic is coming in a little hot. Okay, let me uh, let me see if I can adjust it a bit here uh, i don't want to come in too hot for you guys uh, i'll adjust it down a couple dbs here uh just to get to kind of smooth out hopefully uh let me know if that makes any what uh semblance of a change i do have fans and stuff going on again i, I live in florida i'm one of those dudes who who, who like it to be a little chilly i'm warm-blooded guys I'm, I'm i'm real hot out here man you know um but yeah that was this week in upcoming games uh so hopefully there's something in there that you guys are excited for again modern warfare 3 uh, hopefully i'll see you guys on um in the multiplayer and if not uh i get it i mean not 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 everybody's for that the same way not everybody is a single player only or story focused only so anyway all right pong so where do we go from here did you want to talk about uh the the final wave of mario kart 8 deluxe booster course pass coming nope no no okay nope. uh well nope. shout out to nintendo i wanted to throw a little nintendo in there shout out, shout out the game as a service yeah yeah absolutely. yeah nintendo's yeah. doing it better than some other people that is that is true which is shocking <laughs> uh at least if it's just a little bit of a background hiss I'm, i'll go through my yeah. filters when uh pong has a little bit of a minute to get in there and uh talk for a bit and i'll see if i can adjust yeah. some things but 
Um, just keep letting me know how things are going. I, I, I love the critique because it allows me to kind of change things, adjust if I can, and go from there. Uh, so nothing that you'd like to personally talk about as far as that. I mean, there was, um, and again, shout out to Nobel. That is uh, at Nobel Broit on X, formerly known as Twitter. If you guys want to follow him for putting a comprehensive list together of news that has happened throughout the week. Uh, Nintendo also filed a patent for a dual screen console that could be split in two parts. How do you feel about that, Paul? So a 3DS. Okay, yeah. Well, a Switch. Yeah. 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 A Switch. A 3D Switch. A, a, Switch, right? a Switch DS. Yeah. A Switch DS. Yeah, yeah. Why not? They've done this already. What is that? I mean, again, why not? Why not go back? Why? Why not just keep doing what you do? Again, pull it up. It's a carrying case too. I mean, it's easy portability. They already know how to do this. They've done it before in the past. Again, here's what I'll say about Nintendo. They are having one hell of a last final run with the Switch. They are doing everything. They are dropping every game that they had in you know cooking this year. They've had a hell of a year. Uh, probably publisher of the year. Uh, again, Nintendo respect the hustle, man. Um, they, they are leading up to the switch Two on a high note. They are not dropping off at yeah, all. No, and, it, and if they are going to do something crazy like this, they are going to be the ones to do it. Steel. If they are going to have another skew in between the switch and the switch Two, and have a switch DS, of I, course, I, Nintendo I, will do it. I, I, what if the new console is that? Maybe the new console is that. Yeah, correct. Maybe it is. Maybe that's foldable technology is coming back to to the forefront. Oh, uh, no. it, it's advanced, right? We got companies that now are quite. Uh, if I think it's either doubling or tripling the amount yeah. of folds that Samsung can even do um, sure. with their Z fold or whatever. The case. Map screens that just fold. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got, you're gonna, we're gonna be able to bring. We're gonna be able to bring all the old school stuff back, man. You know, it's just gonna be digital uh, versions. The Man, flip phones no. be, we're gonna be on razors again. Yeah, you're gonna have a yeah, phone. Well, I mean, we, we already got stuff like that. Phones. I mean, everybody's kind of going that. Right. Who knows what's gonna Why happen? Not? But Nintendo, but Nintendo overall is having a hell of a year. And again, they've got me interested for the first time in decades mm -hmm. with the Switch Two. What I'm hearing, want to, you know, obviously got to wait till official announcement and see what it actually is. But they got me interested. But backwards compatibility has to be there. But I, you, know, I got to give hats off to Nintendo again. Continuing to so support Mario Kart, right? Continuing to do that. Again, they game turn into games of service. Right. It's working. It, it's working. Splatoon, same damn thing. Mm -hmm. Splatoon. Um, the worst they just online continue service. What? Correct. They're doing but nobody thing. cares. Nobody freaking cares, Steel, who plays on Switch. I mean, again, those that play elsewhere do. But the Switch fans overall, the Nintendo fans overall, don't give a shit. They just keep eat, lapping it up. Every once in a while, you hear a comment like, boy, I sure wish they would fix this. They just don't. They don't care, but hopefully with the Switch too, they realize that they are going to have to. If they're going to come forward, as much as we are hearing that they potentially are coming forward, they are going to have to update that stuff. Hopefully that's what they're doing, but man, hats off. Yeah, hats, hats off to Nintendo. Um, I at least wanted to get a little bit of Nintendo out there uh, just because, I mean, we are non-console-centric, and anytime we can't talk about Nintendo, even if it's rumors, uh, you know, we want to get a little bit out there. Um, Bolt Alpha says, it's Nintendo for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if MS got in for securing the ABK, ABK merger. That took a lot of work, too. Uh, Froggy says, I want a slinky phone. 
Oh my god! <laughs> now that would be uh, something. Froggy. That that would be different. That would definitely. I don't know how you would see anything. I I, I, don't, I don't know either. It, it'll work. You said okay. uh, Nixie says I always gotta have a Nintendo device. I, I feel that That's, for that some reason, somehow. I mean, it helps yeah. that I have kids. Um, but yeah. somehow it's continued to exist in my life. So, but shout out Nintendo, man. They, they yep. They as long as they put out good games, I mean, it works. Um, but. They also do a lot of things to kind of cater to that audience a bit, a bit, a bit, because you're still, still buying. So there's that. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Then we go um, into the into a little bit of the PlayStation stuff here. So we had Mafia, Dragon Ball, The Breakers, and Aliens Fireteam Elite jumping into PlayStation Plus Essentials. Um, again, not a reason for me to jump into PlayStation Plus Essentials and Dragon Ball The Breakers. Um, if it's coming to the PlayStation Plus service, it's it's on the decline. I, I will say that. And I only say that about Breakers because it already wasn't coming in very hot um, as far as people re- acknowledging it. I did see some people having some fun with it, so we'll see how where that goes. Um, and then Aliens Fireteam Elite, I believe, Paul, you sent me something in the DMs about them actually yeah. um, updating the game further. Yes. Uh, to refine yeah, something. so. They continue to work on that game, um, and they are, they've got, a, I believe they also confirmed they got another project in the works. They are, a, and that game again, was, the, I, I had some fun playing that game. It had so much, it, 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 it's another nostalgia-based yes. title. It is a double-A quality game. Yes. It never presented itself as anything but that. The team has something to build off of, of that. Yeah. I know some people really didn't like well, the did combat but i thought it was fun the problem was you're if you were trying to play it as a single player your ai bots were dumb as the worst some of the worst ai bots ever so they didn't help and that game did get tough steel there was a challenge to that game yeah once you started getting up there like it really was like some of those moments were intense some of our co-op sessions were some really really like pressure situations like where we were actually having to communicate where the aliens were coming from and what was happening and if you messed up you were getting a squad wipe because you know the bigger aliens would show up and you were over you know xenomorphs were no joke in that game but everything else that they did they brought the sounds the atmosphere straight from the movies and i appreciate that so much and I like I like that game. I really did enjoy that game. The fact that they're still working on it means that there's obviously an audience who's still playing it um, and that they still believe in that game. And again, that's something that we talk about all the time is I will always appreciate devs, publishers who do even look at a game that maybe didn't set the world on fire, mm-hmm. but still has potential because you're a building towards your next project, especially yeah. if they are going to use the alien IP next time around and do it again. Mm-hmm. Bro, that team's got something, man. And I'm, I'll be looking forward to their next game for sure. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I would definitely be, uh, I would even be interested in maybe trying it out again. I, I don't know if it, I don't think it's, uh, yeah. I don't think I still have it downloaded. Or maybe it came out of Game Pass or something like that. Uh, I don't I don't recall. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I was having a decent time with it. Um, it's not a game that I would probably, I would play by myself. No, but, um, no, I did. But yeah, so besides, besides, besides the Alien. Yeah. Uh, Gran Turismo 7. Uh, put out a update and I think this uh, update was kind of funny when I first saw the update it was I felt like it was a sting to Forza Motorsport for, for whatever reason and I felt like they did this on purpose uh, although GT isn't doing as many things as Forza does uh, at least on the graphical side of things um, but 
Um, this update includes four players, split screen co-op, seven new cars, 50 new challenges, and much more. Yeah. Uh, so for those who are investing in Gran Turismo 7, you got more content there. You got four player split screen co-op, so you can get your mom, uh, your grandma, and then your it's baby sister bro. on the couch together. Y'all can race each other, man. It's 2023, so, bro. Come on. Uh, Come nobody on. does that anymore. And I don't want to say that nobody does this anymore. Look. Time and, always gonna be somebody. time and time again, I keep being exposed to people. I don't say I don't mean exposing like a bad way, <laughs> because what I, what I'm going to say is because not everybody yeah. is fortunate enough to be able to keep up with right. the Joneses, right? Um, right? Some people are trying to enjoy the hobby in their own right um, and in their own way. There are people who still are on previous hardware or maybe they're on current hardware and they want to have people to be able to enjoy the experience also. It is good, it is cool, and it's good for them to have that additional option. But as far as split screen goes, I can't say that, oh, man, this is some magical thing, and now we should all be excited for what Gran Turismo is bringing to the table. One, I'm not the GT fan, so I can't tell you those things and be 100% honest. Um, Not anymore, at least. But I will say this. At least they're updating the game. Correct. So it's cool to see. Um, Correct. Shout out to Polyphony. Shout out to them continuing <laughs> to put in work. Um, yeah. It's unfortunate that their cars drive like they're on sticks. Yep. And uh, that the track is moving. I'm driving the track instead of the car. But, you know. It's a game as a service, man. It, so it they is. are continuing to support it. And and shout out to Mav. Mav is on a racing kick right now, Steel. I don't know if you heard him talk yes, about it. He's been playing nothing but racing. In fact, he's thinking about buying WRC, the latest WRC that just came out. That's how much he's into racing right now. Again, as gamers, we go through these patches or phases where something like that does happen. But Mav has been swapping back and forth between Forza and GT. Mm-hmm. And he's been playing since they updated GT, and he changed a bunch of his settings. And he will say that GT plays much better now that he's messed with all the settings. And he does... Again, we talked about there are certain aspects of GT that I do think that they do better than Forza. But the driving overall, he still says Forza hands down, obviously. The driving is is Forza's king, okay, which is the most important part of the game. But shout out to Mav because he has been playing GT and he says that the update's cool and that he's enjoying GT more for the things that he does like about it. Nice. Um, so, you know, there is that perspective and obviously fuzzy as well. Fuzzy has got thousands of hours into GT seven. Um, and, you know, he says that there are pluses and minuses, obviously to both. He still likes Forza better. Obviously most people generally do, uh, but GT still got a spot, man. And polyphony still got that history. And, and for the people on PlayStation that don't get a chance to play Forza GT yeah. is there. And the fact that they are updating it and continuing to work on it, as they should, since it is a games as a service, technically speaking, mm-hmm. that's hey, cool. Shout out to Polyphony for doing it, and uh, I like that they they called it the the spec, right? Yeah. I, I love that's, that's a throwback. Yeah. I love that, man. I, I love the title and I love what they did there. So yeah, shout out to Polyphony, shout out to GT. Um, sure. Bold Alpha Woodpack says, "How was Predator Hunting Grounds on Steam? Any good? I heard Ooh. the game was really fun, but it was extremely one sided." It had moments. I played on PlayStation 4 when it dropped. I yeah, I heard it was extremely one-sided. I don't know how it is on Steam or how the updates have been. I, I keep seeing it, and it looks extremely fun and interesting. Um, but Predator. to hear on the Predator side of things that it's extremely, like... And again, maybe they updated it, and it's more balanced. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen it in the news or anything like that, or I've seen it in a conversation. Um, but I heard the Predator is kind of crazy in that game. Like what you can do, Pre- Predator. Because I played it 
day one on PlayStation 4, mm-hmm. right? When it first dropped. So that was before any patches or anything else. Mm-hmm. Predator was like the movie. Like basically wiping everybody. Unless you got caught in a tough spot, right? Unless you Maybe that sounds legit... Sounds like that's I mean, again, if you're going to go based upon what Predator was. Yeah, he's OP. I mean, again, most of that's that's what, you know, that's what you have to put him in a situation. You have to put him in. You have to go way out of your normal tactics. Like in the movie with Arnold, he had to go way outside of his normal tactics to get the Predator into a spot where he had an advantage, right? And ultimately, Predator still had an advantage because he could nuke himself. So, you know, um, that's the basis. But yes, as far as a game goes and making it fun for those playing the soldiers, mm-hmm. yo, yo, man, I mean, it was crazy. But again, another team that understood the assignment, Steel. I will try Yeah, out. they understood the assignment. Because being the predator or even being the soldiers on the ground and trying to find where the predator was Mm -hmm. gave you that movie experience. And they took the sounds and everything directly from the movies as the predator, you you know, you could do is through the through the trees. Mm -hmm. And if you were one of the soldiers, people were doing it to you and you didn't know where it was coming from. And it was like, yo, this is getting intense. And next thing you know, the predators in the middle of your group just laying waste right so cool 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 concept i thought the devs had something unfortunately again with so much to play um so many other games to play if the if if it is that it's it's 30 dollars on steam right now and it's yeah it's rated very positive yes yes so i mean take that for what you will the game came out in 2021 it was published by playstation yeah yeah so that's interesting to see and I, I guess apparently it's been it's been it has been updated. They got yeah. um they got they got the bundle edition. It's forty nine ninety nine. I mean thirty nine ninety nine. It includes um every, literally all the DLC and everything. Uh, so yeah, I mean if you're interested in it, yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of the negatives that people are saying is that they were having fun. They just suck at it. <laughs> so uh, and that's good. yeah. And I think this yeah. is one too where I think when you're the humans, you're playing in first person and when you're predator you're in third person mm-hmm. 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 yep i don't know that kind of makes me want that kind of makes me want to try it out I ain't gonna and, and still you can customize your predator they got tons oh of don't say that for the predator oh don't yeah no, they got tons that. of customization for the predators they even got female predators he they got, just yeah. ripped his spine out of his head out of yeah. his body oh yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. they got all of it man they leaned yeah, in like i said who, who's yeah. trying to who's trying to play predator 100 and grounds let me know let me know in chat <laughs> or in the comment in the comments below if you're trying to play Predator Hunting Grounds. This game looks fucking crazy. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, no, I do want to. I, I want to play the Predator yeah. though, because yeah, I, I like that the one v four situation. Oh man, mm-hmm. yeah. and I can be custom. Yeah, oh concept. man, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great concept, man. Anyway. Again, Predators. I why somebody hasn't tried it before. They did. I don't know, but obviously there's a lot to play. Again, I want Aliens versus Predator to come back as yeah. a game and nowadays form. Oh my God. Oh, that would be crazy. Play the Alien or play the Predator or play the Marines. That game would be, if you put the money and resources into it, that game would be crazy, man. It would be so much fun, bro. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that, Bold Alpha. I'm, 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 I'll go, I'll go crazy. I'm just saying. Um, all right, but let's continue here. Um, now, this is going to be. I think one of the main crushes of the conversation, um, and it does 
it is proper, I believe, at least, because some people were trying to remove it out um, and others were trying to take some of the legitimacy out of this, um, remove PlayStation from it. And I really liked what you did, uh, Pong, with making sure that you kept it together, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah. Bungie is, is under PlayStation. Uh, mm -hmm. And with them being under PlayStation, PlayStation has the responsibility to get any form of backlash that, tap, that happens because of whatever Bungie Correct. does. Correct. Um, so with that being said, we also got some additional information that apparently, um, because there, were, there was this back and forth thing, because at first we we're like, oh, because when Sony was acquired, they were given, also given additional money to when, help. When Sony was acquired? Oh, so, sorry. When Whoa, Sony when acquired Bungie, news, everybody. excuse me, <laughs> not when Bungie acquired Sony, that would be crazy. Um, when Sony acquired Bungie, Sony gave Bungie additional funds to help transition and keep their staff on board. Um, at least that's what we were told. Whether that's true or not, who knows? Business is business. Um, we also then came to find out further, further into this deal uh, that, because at first we were guessing that, oh, because of what the the things that we were seeing from PlayStation and the layoffs and whatnot that, oh, well, this is part of that. Then got some form of news that was saying that, no, this is Bungie. They had to, they had to make right some back, tough so. decisions. You're good. To, you're good to go. Uh, that they had to make some tough choices and that's why they cut. And then here recently, I believe in the last couple of days, we got some additional information. Um, and shout out to Jeff Grubb and those guys over there uh, with Game Mess. We, we got some additional information, and again, take this with a grain of salt, that now it is or could be part of what it was going on with uh, the entire PlayStation restructuring and whatnot. If it was, that would make a lot of sense to me, but this is kind of where I want to get into it with Bungie here, and I don't, I'm not, I'm going to come from multiple places here. Uh, there's going to be some negatives, but there's also going to be some positives and maybe some things spread in between. So for me, Bungie is a very interesting topic, interesting subject, because hey, because Bungie literally comes from greatness. Halo 1 through 3, I don't think there's anybody that you can necessarily argue with that is literally the baseline of what Halo is today in any way, shape, or form. And Bungie was, was that right 343 exists because of bungie that team was formed to be able to be the custodian of halo moving forward because of what uh bungie and the team and there's people that were on bungie that became part of 343 so a lot of things transitioned over um and real quick nixie says bungie has been a shit show for a long time they just doubled down on a shit show now sony should have given them shouldn't have given them so much freedom and those, some of those things are what, what I'm going to speak to. With the pedigree that Bungie has, I do believe, at least for me, that they deserve a lot of the passes that they get. I do think so. Now, 20 years later worth of passes, I don't, I don't know about that. That's kind of wild. Um, and I'm not going to say 20 years because the last time that they were on a Halo was three. And I believe that was around 2007, eight, somewhere in that range, maybe a little bit later. Um, but I believe that was around 2007. I could be wrong in that. Um, and it had to be because Halo three was one of the strongest multiplayer points. And I was playing gears at that point. Uh, cause it was gears was the only game that ever pulled me away from Halo and had me consistently in its ecosystem. 
and 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 ham. I hundred percent. I have never felt like Halo was has been soft or got weak as like a lot of people do. Like after three, they they say that four and five are complete garbage. Like Jasper does. Uh, he'll he'll get on that train and say that oh their dog said they four and five stories. No, I don't think that. I just I like them for what they are. I've also read the books. I know that I'm more familiar with the story than most. And I'm not saying just because I read the books, oh, I have some some better understanding than most people. No, I mean, again, you take it for what it is. If you felt like it wasn't good enough for you, then that's fine. Bungie, though, going from Halo to Destiny has been interesting to me because one of the reasons that they I thought that they were moving to Destiny um, was so they could work on something different than Halo. Lo and behold, at least to me, as somebody who was a Halo fan and a Destiny fan, that they literally just made Halo, they made Halo again in a different timeline, in with a different set of circumstances, with a different outlook on on the world. You can see that in the character movement. You can see that on enemy movement. Uh, you can see in a lot of the, in a lot of the storytelling elements. Um, for, for for what there is, <laughs> you can see a lot of that DNA still in there. So I was already always jaded somewhat because I was like, well, why did you move away from Halo to create another Halo? At least to me, that's what you did. You created a Halo with superpowers. And that's kind of what Halo kind of went into anyway. But no, no, I digress anyway. Not only did you go this direction, and again, that's just my personal outlook on it. Not only did you move this direction, and I'm not trying to undermine Destiny anyway, but Destiny 1 also ended up being a much, an experience that lacked content versus what you tried to sell us at, what you tried to sell it as. And for a lot of people, they weren't happy with what you gave them in Destiny, right? Took some time for Destiny 1 to get where it needed to be. Vault of Glass was one of the stronger points. And then after Vault of Glass, it fell off really heavily. And then it didn't pick back up until Taken King, if I remember that correctly. So they've had a lot of ups and downs trying to figure out this whole live service side of gaming, right? Letting people know that, hey... PvP is an intrinsic thing to us. Story is an intrinsic thing to us. PvE, both sides of it are supposed to be very strong content. And they were kind of strong-armed into doing Destiny 2 because there was a lot of changes that needed to be made that I guess that the underlying engine couldn't handle or there were just too many changes to be made. Uh, so they ended up jumping into Destiny 2. Now, I'm not... I do want to, as I'm giving these details, I'm not the the handler of Destiny or Bungie and been updated uh, with all of their information. I'm just somebody who's been playing both games, one and two, put 1,500 hours into one, I put 1,500 hours into two. Um, so I have the, what is this now? It's uh, Halo 1 came out in 2001. We're in 2023. So I have, 2020, I have 22 years of experience with Bungie and what they have brought to the table. Real quick, Bolt Alpha Wolfpack with the $10. Hey, appreciate that, Bolt. He said, no disrespect to 343, but when I think Halo, I think Bungie. Um, they're almost synonymous with 
uh, with one another? How could they turn their back on and, and on Microsoft? Shaking my head. And I don't think that necessarily that they turned their back on Microsoft per se. There was some form of an agreement there that they couldn't agree with, which was if it was Microsoft or whatever the case. I think that there was both sides that couldn't come to an agreement as far well, as Well, the story goes that Microsoft obviously wanted them to continue to work on Halo and they wanted to make Destiny. Yeah. And, and that was that was the impasse that there was no way Xbox wanted them to stop working on Halo, obviously. Like that's the franchise, right? That's everything. And they wanted to go do something else. And so that was the impasse. Yeah, and then so, they end up making Halo anyway. Anyway, yeah, because half of Bungie or more than half of Bungie stayed behind and yeah. formed three four three. Right. So, yep. Um. So with so with that, seeing the amount of adversity they have kind of gone through to really be successful in the live service industry, and again, they have been successful. If there's somebody that we have to look at and say, man, who can really, excuse me, really make the ten year plan happen? Bungie has probably been the closest. Now, neither one of their 10-year plans have been successful. Destiny 1 was supposed to be a 10-year game. It didn't end up being that. It got rolled into Destiny 2. Destiny 2 has been a 10-year game um, going on, but it has also been met with a lot of issues. The PvP side of things has been completely gone off to the wayside, probably into going off the second year. It's been to the point to where it almost feels as though they don't care about the PVP side of things. And again, I get it. Not every player is playing multiplayer, um, but it also hasn't been catered to enough either for people to constantly want to care about it, right? You'd have your competitive modes that would come out, um, like Trials, for an example, or just your standard competitive, and it'd be very unbalanced. The mechanics and the gunplay in the game, although it is top-notch, top-three games, first-person shooters with some of the best gunplay mechanics that are out there because of the varying gunplay mechanics as far as like um, going from auto rifles to um, scout rifles to handguns to, plas uh, to pulse rifles to all these different uh, tiers of weapons and there not being any con true consistency, right? We went from season to season to, oh, this thing is stronger than this thing now. The oh, now this thing is stronger than this now. Oh, wow, this just suits faster. Why are handguns the strongest thing in the game all of a sudden now? Oh, uh, well, the now that never goes away. You could kill me in two shots with a, or three shots with a handgun, but I got to shoot you 18 times with this assault rifle or this shot scout rifle. It just got really inconsistent and, and it continued to be that way. And then, you know, as we've moved further and further into Destiny 2, they've kind of made it a, a sticking point to put P, the PvE side of it more and more out there. Though with them doing that, they have introduced also more microtransactions than they have ever had before. Mind you, Destiny is a free-to-play game now. It wasn't before. You had to pay for the base game and then also... Play, pay for the DLC to get access to the most recent content. Not only that, but then they are taking away content because of it doesn't fit into the game or um, whatever. whatever's going on on the engine side of things that makes them feel as though taking away content is the best thing that they can do. Uh, sunsetting content, as they call it, was the best thing for them to do. At least for me, 
How many times do I need to be slapped in the face before I'm just like, okay, you just don't, you really don't respect my time. And the most recent time, especially after um, the Shadow Keep, I believe I'm calling it correctly, DLC really rubbed me the wrong way as far as the things that they took away, the way that they were treating PVP, because those those were the PVP was the reason I, I continued to come back to the game, right? Because there, there wasn't much out there. Halo wasn't, when Halo wasn't popping or Halo Infinite wasn't out, that's what I had. I had Destiny 2's PVP. That's the Halo that I wanted to play. I didn't want to play Master Chief Collection. I wanted to play Destiny 2. That's what I was into. Now, Bungie, now letting go 100 plus people, right? And again, 100 plus people in the scope of things, I'm um, going to have thousands of employees, may not be a significant number. It was like 8%, which yeah. is a big number. It's a, uh, it is a big number, though. I mean, but maybe to some people, 8% isn't a big number. 10% may not be a big number to you, right? Oh, well, there's 100%. What's 10%? Well, in business, 10% is a lot, but um, especially when it goes to your workforce, especially when you have now given us information that you are 45% down on whatever market expectation that you expected to have. Mm. Um, whatever you sold to PlayStation, as far as what you expected, from Destiny and whatever PlayStation believed, I actually think shows more of a gray area that needs to be questioned on both sides than any other singular part of the the puzzle pieces that we can fit together here. Mainly the way reason I say that is because the reason you get acquired is so that you have more support, so that you can keep up with the game, right? And and service it in the best way possible. Well, you you, you heard the, the 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 supposed comments from Pete Parsons, right, the head of Bungie, to his staff. Oh, they um, kept the oh they the kept fact. the best people who were. Well, no, 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 no. Ah, uh, that one too, right? That one too. That but, which was crazy. But but, but that, that is a crazy comment. We'll talk about that. But the other comment that he supposedly made to them was that without the acquisition by Sony, that the studio was in dire straits yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i mentioned so that this earlier. means yeah, yeah. they knew this means that they knew ahead of time oh i'm sorry i didn't hear that no part you're good, you're good. You supposed to, you're yeah, good. sorry about that um but they knew ahead of time where they were at steel so the fact that some people are saying well obviously you know the dip happened um obviously pre-orders were down that's the 45 people if that's real then Pete parsons in the upper management knew what was coming at that right? time they, Paul? they knew Yes. They knew what this most recent expansion was going to be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And this recent expansion didn't hit, ladies and gentlemen. The one that right. brought Fortuna, I don't even remember what the name of it is anymore. The one that hit most recently, this is something they had in the pipeline then. So if right. they were basing their numbers off of what this DLC was doing, after already seeing the, the constant ups and downs, more downs than ups, in their previous expansion had that means they had so much faith or either were yo whoever the salesman is for the for the bungee team or for destiny 2 you're the man you i need to talk to you we need a documentary on you my good sir because lightfall thanks man. lightfall thank you lightfall. Yep, yep. so for lightfall to have you to have the faith that you had in lightfall at that moment to think that you were going to see a 45% 
kind of year uh year year to year kind of an influx in your market expectation and then you're nowhere close to that because the fan base doesn't believe in your game because you've been in dire straits before you were acquired you were already treading this path of inconsistent content which is why Bungie for the longest time well at least for the last two to three years has been put into a major thought process for me because where is where has there how where has been their consistency where has there been their professionalism they've proven time and time again that they're not they don't listen to the base until it becomes a problem like they just recently within the last few months or so if i'm I'm remembering correctly parsons came out and put out a statement about and had was doing live streams and everything to follow up about oh we're gonna bring back all these maps and all these pvp content oh we hear you why does it take people you losing all of this money for you to make sure that these aspects of your game are where they need to be or for you to hear your audience but this is the people that people look to and say oh man but look how successful bungie is i disagree Sure, have they been on the better side of things? Sure. But I think Fortnite has shown you better how to do it than Destiny has. I think Call of Duty has probably shown you better than Destiny has. Especially on a battle pass front at, at, at bare minimum. It's, and then to have them walk into a studio, and again, I, I can understand, I'm not saying this is what happened, but I can understand people being rubbed the wrong way. You have this studio who is good, who is basically focused in live service games, come in and tell Naughty Dog that their live service game isn't good enough to the point to where it's on ice or it's being held. And now we're seeing all this other influx within Sony Studios. Now we're seeing all this um breakdown and fall off and people losing their jobs and and again if, if people think that this isn't coming to microsoft either like the layoffs and whatnot people aren't just going to be more people losing their job again correct, correct. you're you're you're, you're smoke you're smoking crack like yeah, it's no, it's no. going it's going to happen microsoft is going to see a major influx in in loss of people that are on board um or yeah. who are going to be part of the microsoft umbrella but it may also be less likely it may not be as major because of we're seeing from after all the negative news that you saw for PlayStation, you see Xbox, Microsoft opening positions. Hey, we're hiring here. Hey, we're doing here. When people who were listening, all the, uh, that they were losing jobs from PlayStation, you saw execs from, uh, from Microsoft say, Oh, well, we got these positions open. Uh, you see devs coming. Hey, we sorry to hear that you guys are, but we have these positions open, right? There's people that can, um, kind of fluctuate, but there's going to be a major loss in a, in a lot of different areas. Now, Google, that's going kind of far. I, I won't say Warframe is the better game. It took Warframe fucking 10 years for it to be fucking where it's at right now. And, and, and that's just to be new player friendly somewhat. I still don't think Warframe's new player friendly. Uh, you're gonna get Neither lost. Neither is Destiny. Neither no, is Destiny. and Destiny's far from new player friendly. Um, <laughs> no. But it's easier to get into than a Warframe would be. I, I personally think. Um, 
Uh, Nixie says it has already 16k a year this uh, Microsoft uh, no, this year. Yeah, for Microsoft. Microsoft. Yeah. Microsoft Corp. And, and there's everybody that's been that's yeah, been everybody it, it, again the human the human casualties more. the human casualties as far as jobs go um, yeah, in the tech coming. industry right now it, it 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 is it is it is gigantic um unfortunately mm-hmm. again like Steele was pointing out there's a lot of hiring and with Xbox specifically the that's good true, news Steele is is they're going to have a lot of flexibility now to move people to other teams in house or give them opportunities at other teams in house because there are tons of teams um within Xbox still hiring and building out we just found out yesterday it came out that Machine Games is opening a second studio so there, there, there is potential there, but yes, overall, again, that's Steel's rightfully bringing it up for all the people that are going after this, you know, talking about the layoffs as a console war point, that's bullshit. And you guys need to stop again, that these people lost their jobs and it's not just a Sony PlayStation thing. Yes, it is across the industry where people are losing stuff for sure. Um, Gogo was mentioning that Warframe lets you unlock everything without money. That is true. And that's yes. kind of been my point. If Warframe yes. can do it and they don't and they have don't the sunset big backing, stuff no, either, they right? don't. No. Right, right, right. You have literally access to, I yes. mean, now. They have changed things within the story, but they've done it more so to, stream, to streamline it for newer players so they can understand easier what's going on. Not, so in a way... Maybe they took some elements out, but they weren't elements that were so drastic to the game to where you're now missing things. You now can, you, like for an example with Destiny, you no longer can get access to certain content in the game. No longer. If you paid for it two years ago, you no longer have access to that content because it's been sunset. And you won't have access until you pay almost another $100 to play that content along with paying for dungeons it's 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 becoming it's like it's almost an mmo if for rich people i feel like that's that's the way that it feels like it's 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 the modern whale mmo that's not an mmo if if that makes any sense to anybody out there destiny is is like it's i feel like it has an identity crisis a lot of the times uh, although it is one of the more unique games out there, and I do think that it stands it's on its own, but as far as what the content is trying to bring you, what the story is trying to bring you, that they have been extremely in- inconsistent with that. I'm so lost in the story. It's to the point, Pong, where if you you got to look up YouTube videos to understand what's going on. In the yeah, story. you right, can't right, just right. play the game to get like, oh wow, man, there's, there's all these things going on. And even if you wanted to. The content that would help you understand some of that is sunset. You can't get access to it. So it's like the game has changed so much. It's weird. It's weird to see Bungie, who gets so much of a pass from a lot of its audience, uh, who seem to have to have it somewhat together, to now be going through the issues that they're going through and not have it together. But then have some form of power to do to to inform or let other people or to tell other people how they should or should not do their live service elements in their games and that and and for me that's an issue for me that shows that and i already know this that playstation doesn't have it together as far as 
the multiplayer side of things goes. Helldivers is going to be another, and I mentioned this last week, is going to be a good example of whether they have some form of an understanding. Uh, but that game is releasing, and, and obviously they do, because it is coming to PC. This is not a game, like this is this is what's crazy to me. Why is Helldivers coming to PC day and day, and none of the other games are? Nobody knows what Helldivers is, except for those who were familiar with the first Helldivers, and mm-hmm. even me as a gamer, I was like, oh, damn, I completely forgot that that game even was a thing, and I wouldn't have played that game anyway, but seeing what this new one is, it's it's quite, I think it's quite impressive, looks cool, looks like it could be fun to play. Why is this one coming to PC and not staying on PlayStation for six months and then coming to and, and then coming to PC? Why is this? Why does this one differ? Because it's online. Because it has a co-op element. Because it has multiplayer. So what does that what does that tell you if a second and third party game is going to do that from the very jump? What does that tell you about the future of the rest of their games? That obviously, at least to me, there's a direction. They obviously they see something. Oh man, you know, we need to make sure that we open it up to a wider audience so that more people can buy in. Yeah, I know that again, that game may not be a good example because it is, again, newer. People haven't played it in sometimes so there can be an argument that says oh well we no people don't know what that is so it just makes sense that it kind of goes everywhere so that more people can play it and it can uh make so they can make their money back why doesn't that ideology work for any other game especially for first party games that's that same thought process i i would imagine would work for their first party games also so i don't know it's 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 weird but to see the issues that Bungie is happening is happening with Destiny 2, to also hear that Marathon may now be pushed back, and not only that, that Marathon is apparently, uh, from those who have been playtesting it, and this is, and these are spe- speculation, rumors, things that we're hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and to clarify, these are people who are, uh, the people who apparently playtested it were Tarkov players mainly, um, so they're familiar with what an extraction shooter should be or could be. And through that play test, come to find out that nobody has any interest for it, uh, for Marathon and what they, what Bungie has presented um, for their extraction shooters. Now, I believe that an extraction shooter can be successful. We haven't seen one have the level of a success like a Tarkov has, but even that has very, has a long list of diverse issues um, that they're dealing with. So to see Marathon, to see Bungie not have it together even for this new game and to know that Destiny 2 is coming to a close and that Marathon was supposed to be the next thing to help propel them into the future because there is not any future for Destiny, at least for what we know, outside of like episodic things, which I don't agree with that either. And then to also hear that, what was their other game, Pong, um, that got canceled Matter. in 2020? Their, their other game, Matter, we were talking about this just last year, I feel like, and then mm-hmm. come to find out that the game is canceled? And it was canceled in 2020? 
where where are these dominoes getting where are these dominoes getting put put together and knocked down at? What is going on internally? It seems like there is a major like if anybody wanted to point out some management issues somewhere, it seems like there are some major management things happening because for some time, at least from my perspective, Bungie has been missing the mark. They have not been consistent. They have not, they are not in tune with the heartbeat of the consumer base, especially not in comparison to their Halo days. Hong, what has happened to Bungie and from everything that you're hearing and them now being under PlayStation, like, because again, you got to call everything fair. The same way that we do with, with Microsoft, no matter what, no matter how good of a grade Call of Duty gets or doesn't get, it's under Microsoft. Microsoft has to eat that. If it's a six, it's going to be a six. Hey, it's Call of Duty though. It's, it's going to sell. So it doesn't matter what that score is. Call of Duty is one of those rare games where the score doesn't really matter. People could say that's the worst game, but it sells the most every year. So um, that's neither here nor there. But at least for but back to Bungie, how are you feeling as someone that has seen kind of the growth of the industry, seen the, the peak of Bungie, seen what they have brought to the table? Uh, were was someone that maybe had some interest when they were doing things with destiny early on um yeah, somewhat <laughs> and destiny too. destiny didn't maybe didn't do the things that you were looking for either how do you feel about all the information that is kind of seemingly coming out especially off the heels of um the layoffs and everything that are currently happening before well, yeah, you get into is, that, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. For, yeah, go ahead. Bold Alpha yeah. Wolf another, with ah, another $10 donation. Appreciate the uh, bold. He says, Sony acquired Bungie, but didn't go all in on them like Santa Monica Studios. Yep. My fault, Pong, go ahead. Oh, we got what another one from God Emperor Sofa King, oh, 499 okay. Matter has been a project of Bungie's for like five years. I think once all Bungie's employees were taken off projects uh, to help PlayStation um, or crazy. to simply all hands on deck for destiny too. Right. And yeah. marathon, um, being their two babies. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, still, I think this is, again, Paul Tassi had originally reported as this wasn't a part of the Sony, um, bigger layoffs that have been happening right. over these past three months, but then, uh, everybody's favorite reporter, uh, Mr. Jason Schreier, and Bloomberg came out and said, no, this is a part of the overall downsizing that PlayStation is currently doing. Um, and they're trimming, right? They're trimming. They're going lean because there is obviously a storm brewing for PlayStation. Oh, and again, this isn't a doom and gloom as far as PlayStation being out of the industry. I say that constantly because there are lots of people who, you know, shout out to King David, um, who do believe that, you know, PlayStation is on their way out or going to turn into a publisher, whatever the case. I don't believe that. I believe PlayStation is going to continue to exist. I believe they're going to continue to produce consoles um, for the foreseeable future. They Again, what they're doing console sales wise is undeniable. Again, they still have the popularity. They still have the mind share across the globe. They are still selling like mad. So PlayStation isn't going anywhere. But this is a transitional period for PlayStation. And I do believe they are lost. I do believe the storm clouds that I talked about last week, they are headed into those rough seas. 
and they're unsure of how to get out of it right now. That's the turmoil that we are seeing internally. Now, Bungie has been caught up in that. Bungie themselves, Pete Parsons and the upper management of Bungie, obviously are responsible for a large part of what just happened. Terrible mismanagement, bad decisions, always roll downhill to the little people and crush them. This happens in any industry. I know some people out here are very melodramatic, especially those people that are in this industry and act like dev work and publishers are all different from what regular people experience in the corporate world on a daily basis. That is not a fact and I never like that victimhood that they like to throw out here. But the facts are, is that the little people get crushed when stuff like this happens. To come out and admit that you're going to miss your projections by 45%. Yeah. That is a massive failure on management. That is, that is, I don't care how great you think your product is. I don't care what internal numbers, again, those are the people that should be fired as whoever your analysts are that are looking at things that are telling you, oh, we're going to sell X amount of this product. And you base your projections off of those. You should be firing those people first because those people did you dirty. And for you to believe it, you need to look, take a look, hard look in the mirror as, and again, I'll keep coming back to Pete Parsons because he's been very vocal about this and he is the quarterback. He is the GM. He is the president of all this. And he deserves all that smoke. Mm -hmm. So if you believe that, Pete, then that is a you problem. And you need to take a hard, long look in the mirror about what you've got going on in your company and whether or not you're doing your company a disservice at this point by continuing to lead that company. Because 45% miss that results in an 8% layoff. And let's, let's, let's put this into perspective. We saw at first a lot of the community management team come out and talk that they had just been laid off. So a lot of people were trying to poo-poo this and say, oh, it's just the community management team. Bro, those are the people that are interacting with your fans on a daily basis. And your fandom right now has been upset with you for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So your community management team are vital to what you guys got going on. To, and, and then we found out they're going to do outsource some of that work still. Yo, listen, number one, it's all horrible. Layoffs happen again across all industries. I've been affected by them before when management has made poor decisions at the top. Again, it doesn't just happen here, but when you're laying off some of your key people, it's awful. But then more came out steel and we found out that they laid off somebody like a Lorraine McLeese. And a lot of you might be saying, well, who the hell is Lorraine McLeese? I've never heard her name before. She's been there for two decades, Steel. She is the original designer of the Halo logo. These are people that obviously internally at the company garner massive respect. And obviously their salaries are going to be higher because they've been there for a long time. So then you go, well, yeah, this is just numbers. You Now you're treating everybody just like numbers. You see somebody like the veteran uh, composer, Michael Salvatore, supposedly is gone as well. Somebody who worked on Halo 1 and had influence along with Marty O'Donnell on the original scores. Like, that, like this isn't just anybody being laid off, okay? These are very specific people 
that when you are down is a very important. Now, again, you guys all know me. I take the personal side of things, whether as a gamer or looking at the human side, and I'll look at the business side as well and say, yeah, across the industry, a lot of layoffs are happening. A lot of projections based upon the pandemic numbers are now coming back to more normal. Uh, a lot of the hiring, massive hiring that they did during the pandemic because everybody needed bodies, that's going to regress a little bit. That's normal. But this isn't normal here, missing by 45% of projection and then wiping out your community management team along with a bunch of veteran, core veterans to your actual development team. Right. That's not normal. And we come to find out on top of that two steel that a lot of these people that didn't have vested shares when Sony bought them were on the cusp of getting vested in those shares. And if you cut them, those shares actually go back to Bungie now. Any layoff situation is horrible. As I tweeted or posted on X, I said that, that any situation like this is horrible yeah. when it comes to mismanagement, poor decisions. I tweeted, but there are levels to each situation. Like I said, like there are levels to hell, right? And I said, this one is, if, if all this is true, this is just about in Satan's living room. This was a greed move as well for Pete Parsons. Um, but again, his decisions and his upper management team's decisions led them to a point that I brought up, Steele, that you brought up, where we're hearing that internally he talked about that the studio was in danger of shutting down if they didn't get acquired by Sony. That is on them 1,000%. Mm -hmm. And now they come in to Sony to be the games as a service quality assurance team, mm -hmm. along with continuing to produce Destiny 2 content and moving forward, obviously, with Marathon, which was showing off at a Sony showcase. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me, Steele, that this expertise that was brought in, that Sony paid a premium for up and beyond their normal value, including the 1.5 or whatever it was billion for employee retention. You paid for this expertise, but this expert turns out to be cooking his books. That's a bad buy. And that's all on Sony. That's all on PlayStation. That's a bad buy. Yeah. Okay. That, that is something that now we're with where PlayStation currently is at trying to navigate rough waters, trying to figure out where they go into the future. And how they not only continue to produce those single player experiences that got them to king of the world status in the video game console space, but also pivot and find diversity in your lineup and start introducing games as a service, which will give you more revenue, which will give you more engagement. Also adding PC to it, also potentially going mobile with your games they are in rough shape. And now the one expert that you overpaid for to come in, you find out, well, may maybe doesn't have their own shit together in-house, right. right? That's a bad buy. That's on PlayStation. So no, PlayStation doesn't get out of the responsibility of owning Bungie just because you say, well, they got the deal and they're, they're independent and all this kind of... No, 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 no. They still paid $3.6 billion. They're included in on all this mess, especially when their own house is on fire as well. And they're doing their own layoffs, again, across the board in their studios. Yeah, They don't get away from this. But Bungie and how this was handled, Steel, was awful. How Pete Parsons did this 
again, let's let's go back a little bit, Steele. And if, you, and if you did say this, I might have missed it. No, you're good. They they had a rally a few weeks ago with the entire team, all hands on deck rally at Bungie, mm-hmm. talking about the situation up front with their employees, which should be done. Right. Again, I get the feeling that they knew about this a long time ago and probably should have been addressed with the team a long time ago, but they hope they could, you know, get things right. And then they wouldn't even have to talk about it at some point. But obviously, once it was clear that their next expansion, uh, what is it? The last, uh, what is it? The last, uh, God dang the final it, shape. The, next expansion? the final shape. Thank you. The final shape. Once they figured out the final shape wasn't going to be as good as it, they expected mm-hmm. internally, at least as far as what people thought of it. And they were going to have to delay it. Then all of a sudden, well, we got to talk about this. So they have an all hands on deck meeting a few weeks ago. Rally the troops. This was a rally meeting. Steel. We've all been a part of that. If you've been part of any big corporation and numbers are down, get upper management, generally speaking, will have an all hands on deck meeting where they rally the troops. Right. Mm-hmm. We got this. We're doing this, this and this to make things right. We need you guys to help us out. You guys are the front line. You guys need to push. We we've got this. We're going to make this right. So you have this deck, all hands on deck meeting. Everybody's behind it. Everybody's of course supportive as, as good team players always are. The word was that everybody doubled their efforts, tripled their efforts was wanting to make sure that this, they got this right. And then two weeks later, after that all hands on deck meeting, you call everybody in out of the blue And in fact, if people were on vacation or weren't able to come in, you sent them an email. And by the way, we're laying you off. Yeah. And then to follow that up with Parsons out on X from his own personal Twitter account, talking about how sad a day it was. And then turning around and having a meeting with the the remaining staff and saying, the right people are here. So you're telling me Lorraine McLeese wasn't a right person after two decades of work. You're telling me Michael Savatori who created some of the greatest scores, helped create some of the greatest scores ever known in video games. Wasn't a right person. He ain't scoring no more, man. You're, you're going to say that you're sad. Those, those people were ultra talented and you hope they land on their feet and you know, you, you'll do what you can to help them. But then you turn to their friends, their coworkers internally and say, well, you're, you, you know, that person that you just got done crying about that we had to let go. Yeah. They, they weren't right for how we're going to make this ship. Yeah. Work. They couldn't help anymore. They did. That I, thing. Again, this is when management has lost everything. I said in the DMS, whatever, because this doesn't just stay in house steel. This stuff no. is now out in the wild. And Let's say that they do start to write the ship steel. Mm-hmm. Let's say that the final shape does hit, which again, they're going to have to deal with the fallout because there's a lot of people canceling that now too. Again, just like any other popular game players put up a big stink, but then they come back because they can't help themselves. People have 10 years plus. Yeah, yeah you're, you're going to, if they're going to see it through. Like they're going to see it through the end, whatever. So let's say final shape does come out steel and things are getting right. Well, now you got to start hiring back talent steel. Because you probably are going to say, okay, we got things fixed. We got to get some more talent in here to keep working on our projects. We need some of these people back. You think the industry doesn't now side-eye you the entire way, just like they were side-eyeing Activision and Blizzard, right? When they were losing talent for all the problems they were having. People are going to side-eye this. Any last little respect that you had as an upper management team 
for being Bungie, you just burned up all in one job. Yeah. You burned it all up. Now people are never going to be able to take your word or trust you. And again, you shouldn't ever in management. It's like any position of power again. Um, but at the end of the day, that still determines whether somebody wants to come work for you or not. And if you treated a bunch of people horribly or cast them aside and said, well, they were the wrong people for the job, but we kept the right people. You're going to have a harder time bringing back more talent. Again, it's all business at the end of the day. This is all big business. This romanticism of the video game industry or the movie industry or of even, even writing books, of being an author, the romanticism about it is a lot of illusion because at the end of the day, it's big business. At the end of the day, especially in the AAA space, we all know this. It is a numbers game, pure and simple, and it's treated no differently. You, I still look at devs as artists, as creators, right? But that doesn't mean the upper management when they're doing the bottom line thinks of them that way. They don't. Now, are there varying degrees? Of course there is. We saw Mike Yabar tear up on stage when talking about his team. There's different people who care, but at the end of the day, it's big business. But ultimately, your reputation still matters in this industry. We've seen a lot of studios, a lot of publishers get bad reps and have a hard time and struggle with talent retention, struggle with bringing in talent throughout the history of video games. Mm -hmm. You can't take this back, Steel. You can't take what you just did back. And, and Parsons had no self-awareness of what he was actually doing in this case. Some That happens sometimes when people get high up. But he said more than he let on by the, his actions and by his words publicly. And that's going to have ripple effect going down the road when Bungie tries to get back on track. But Bungie's mistakes lie at the top. Yep. And 1,000%, they created this bed. They made this bed. PlayStation thought they were buying a nice, neat, military-made bed. Nope. They found out they bought a messy bed. They found out that the sheets were ripped, that there were stains everywhere, the pillowcases were dirty, and the blankets were wrinkled. This isn't what they thought they were buying. And so this adds to PlayStation's problems right now. And now even the media is starting to catch on to steel that, that they're starting to write articles. What is PlayStation doing? Where are they going with this? Do they have a plan in the future? And right now, with everything else on top of it, Jim Ryan's retiring, Connie Booth's firing, obviously the dev layoffs internally at first party studios. They don't have a plan, in my opinion. They are lost at sea right now. And Bungie, they thought might help steer the rudder a little bit. Bungie walked up to the big wheel on that ship and spun it <laughs> and said, hey, this is what we got. They created more turmoil. So that's where I'm at with it. That's my personal opinion. Again, it's just uh, my outside appearing in. They've got issues. They, they didn't calm the fire. They threw gasoline on the fire. Um, it's, it's obviously Bungie's management's fault for a lot of it, but it's the overall picture at PlayStation 2 that Bungie just, they are a part of that team no matter what you want to say. They are owned by PlayStation, and so PlayStation has to take responsibility for this as well, and they've got a chore cleaning this up. Yeah. They really do. So. Thousand percent. God Emperor Sofa King with the dollar ninety nine says, "Are you implying that Sony f around and found out?" 
Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I, I, I had to prevent myself from saying it like Cognito does. Uh, because he says it's so fucking funny. Uh, and every every time that I see implying now, I I, have, I think about it the way that he says it, implying. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, Bungie has a lot to prove still to me. Uh, I do want to see how the final shape is going to end. I have been with Destiny uh, for a lot of the ride. I have skipped out on some seasons, uh, but they typically bring me back and if they do have good pvp it's also going to depend on what's going on or at that time that's the thing that's unfortunate about the situation also is that it's going to be telling how good bungie is or not if they can get every if they can get the ship put together everything all the holes fixed and get the get all the water out of the ship to get a major influx of players back into the ecosystem and consistent because they can get an influx of players. It happens every, every DLC drop that happens, but are those players going to stay? That was the issue that Fortnite was having. And I think that they might've fixed that. We're bringing back the old map. Um, again, a lot of people seem to be extremely happy and satisfied with that. Now uh, let's see how long that lasts. It may not last for too long, but again, uh, Destiny has a lot to prove, man, and it'd be unfortunate if, after all this time, if you, if your way of monetization is going through Eververse and making it, just doing egregious stuff, paying for all these expansions, uh, and you still aren't making enough money, to the point to where if you weren't acquired by quote unquote Sony in this situation, that you were going to be in dire straits anyway, what does that say about your model up to this point? I think that it speaks very poorly about what you've done to this point. It speaks very poorly about what management has going on. It speaks very poorly to how the impact for Sony is going to be if within almost 15 years of a Destiny 1 and 2, you still don't know how to monetize your game properly. In order for you to have everything that you need to put out good content. It sounds like the Halo problem. But in my, in, 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 this sounds like the Halo Infinite problem that we were talking about with 343 and all the management uh, issues and people not talking mm-hmm. and yeah. maybe Bonnie getting this information or getting that information. People have maybe having trust in certain people. It sounds a lot like that, but this has been going on for at least to me way longer than what it needed to and nobody ever threw these certain things in question and now it's starting to look like maybe it wasn't Activision that was the problem for Bungie maybe it was Bungie yeah it's it's starting to feel that way it's a great point it's a great point right Steel everybody assumed that it was Activision uh, Bungie Destiny players have blamed Activision yeah. in the past for Bungie's problems mm-hmm. right um maybe 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 it's time i i say that it is like i said any re- you know any respect that bungie had in this industry um you know it's kind of thrown out the window with parsons uh actions and words recently but i i think oh, that maybe close. it is yeah maybe it is starting to sink in now that this is a bungie problem it's not an everybody else problem and i think you're absolutely spot on steel i think you're spot on i don't know I guess we'll I guess we'll find out depending on how things play. Uh, again, Parsons being at the top, uh, he keeps showing time and time again that he literally is clueless. 
Um, he has shown time and time again that they clearly don't get what their base wants or what their players are looking for. Mm-hmm. And fixing it eight years later, seven years later, I, I, I put you behind the ball, man. I don't know. Yeah, and it's it's not. We see this. We see this with ongoing. This is games of service. This yeah, is these franchises easy. that have been around for a long time. We saw it with World of Warcraft over the past five years. Seal, World yeah. of Warcraft lost the narrative. They lost their fans. Yeah. And again, they had a great showing yesterday at BlizzCon at World of Warcraft mm-hmm. because they brought back Chris Metzel, the original one of the original founders of Blizzard and the main brains behind World of Warcraft. They brought him back for stability for this reason because they had lost touch with what the community wanted. Now, a lot of people say that's because of Bobby Kotick and Activision being over their shoulder, maybe. forcing them out. Maybe. maybe. But, or maybe, maybe, you know, the people in charge of World of Warcraft kind of lost it and I didn't know did. what they were doing. I think they did. Um, but then again, now, today, Steel, breaking news, <laughs> the new World of Warcraft, the War Within expansion has a $90 early access pre-order bonus. I bet it does. That's way freaking out of touch, bro. I mean, that's like, what? $90 to play three days early access on a multiplayer game, which does give you an advantage. Come on, man. Come on. So, it, it, again, this is why, why I was pointing this out. I mean, it's an MMO, though. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, okay. Right, but it is out of it. What I'm saying is, is that it's not a Bungie alone thing. Yeah, We've seen companies struggle with this concept steal. And you've talked about this constantly. There is a balancing point. You can't do everything your community asks for. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't let the fans. That's build gears your problem. Game. That's gears problem. Right. We've seen that plenty of time. You can't let the fans ultimately build your game. You have to build your game, but you have to adapt to fans requests. Like we're seeing Diablo currently go yes. through, right? Diablo's better for Diablo. It. Diablo is much better for it. There are like people like me and praising it right now because of how much better the changes are. But there is a balance to that whole game, mm-hmm. but there are moments that we do see this where they lose sight of everything of what the game was supposed to be, whether for financial reasons or because management stops listening to anything the fans have to say and just bullishly do what they're going to do no matter what. And they think that they know better, right? And they, they're going to just do... There is always these examples that pop up, but Bungie is definitely the latest, especially because... It wasn't just one. It hasn't been just one. No, uh, no. It's been it's multiple. Been, it, 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 yes. Years. And this continuing problem where they've just bad decision after bad decision after bad decision leading up to this week where you have to come out and admit that you're mi- missing your projected forecast by 40 45% delaying your next gigantic kind of ending expansion to this decades long franchise, which makes at least six, which months. makes the season longer, yep. which means you're going to have an even longer fall off of people Correct. for hope that people Unless are going to jump in and yes. people are already saying about the final shape that it's not as great right. as it's which anticipated to be. Mm-hmm which is why you're delaying it. And then your brand new baby that you just showed up at a PlayStation showcase with marathon. Now we're hearing that was supposedly scheduled for next year. 
but now you've pushed that off because of its reception until 2025. Mm -hmm. So that alters those projections as well. If it comes out, I don't think it's going to come out in 2025. If, this if, is a continuing problem. If if it's they ha- if they had a bad play test, there's no way that game's coming out in 2025. No way. I, I well, just it depends I don't how much it. staff they put on it, right? So, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, the uh, that, yeah. that's the other thing that's being yeah, speculated true, about. Astrocross, uh, who is a Aztec. big destiny. What is it? Go ahead. Uh, I believe I believe it says Aztec Cross. Aztec Cross. Okay, Aztec Cross. Um, I believe I just went with Astrocross because it's all one. Yeah, I didn't see two seasons, but anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, he's a big follower of Bungie and a big destiny player. And he, he, his opinion is, is that marathon is the new baby and that they're trying to to kind of leave destiny behind. Mm -hmm. And he thinks that they've got a lot of their team, most of their team on marathon. And then that's been the problem with destiny because they haven't had all hands on deck for destiny too. So they've been putting out subpar content and making subpar decisions because they're staffing. And that he thinks that Marathon is getting the majority of the attention. But Destiny in-house. 2 was your moneymaker. Right. That's the it only was, game that's that what you he's saying. That's what he's saying. And that that's the problem is Oof. that they took the eyes off the ball, oh Steel. Right? For the new shiny one, right? For the new shiny one. And that's where the problems may. Again, that's just one person's opinion about it. Yeah, no, no. It I is get, what it yeah, is. It's just something that does follow Bungie. But yeah. So if that's the case, now you're going to have to move. You're going to have to reallocate staff back to Destiny 2 (laughs) to get the final shape up to par. Meanwhile, Marathon is now delayed because you're not full steam ahead. It's it's these ripple effects. Like, that's what I was pointing out. It's it's bad decision after bad decision that's been happening for a long time at Bungie that have kind of culminated to this moment where we're seeing all of this kind of out in the public now. Like, this is everything all at one time. Man, man, God, I I really hope that the multiplayer team for Destiny has been on Marathon because maybe we'll fucking finally get some PvP, get some good fucking multiplayer PvP action going. Maybe that's where where it went. They said, you know what? Fuck PvP in this game. We got a whole other game that's strictly focused on PvP. So let's just focus on that. We're not going to add any additional content, although it's supposed to be the other part of my game, although it's been advertised as another part of my game, half of my game. I am now going to mysteriously and magically over time cause the pve side of it to be an 80 percent to 20 percent difference for content without any clear indication of what my goal truly is what we're trying to accomplish what we're trying to do with marathon uh because it's you know it's it's still rumored oh it's supposed to be an extraction shooter well is it still going to be an extraction shooter because apparently before it was supposed to be a battle royale and the reason yeah. why they changed it was because extraction shooters were coming were becoming were becoming popular although tarkov is the only one that we have and tarkov's biggest problem is cheaters on pc and tarkov isn't available anywhere else so where is it becoming popular at tell me that you're desperate without telling me you're desperate and you're chasing a golden goose around steel you're trying to chase that which we've said does not work instead of being the defining developer that you were when you created halo and then took the halo model and expanded it and made destiny and you were the ones driving the innovation or driving those genres you're now chasing. Never a good thing, bro. Never a good no. thing. Not that you can't find success. Not that you can't 
you know, that got jump the best and grab that golden goose they and got, wind up with something good. But chasing is never good. You want to be the leaders, they got, especially they when got you're a team the, like Bungie. They got the top. They're they're in the top yes. three for best gunplay in the industry yes. when it comes yes. to first person games. Correct. Um, what am I? What am I missing? Chasing trends. What am I missing? I'm just chasing saying. trends. Ooh boy, slippery slope, man. Speaking of which. Threw a, threw a little bit of factions in there. I feel like it's a good transition to get into. Um, apparently, The Last of Us Season 2 is expected to start production in uh, early 2024. Wow. When are you going to start the production on factions? Oh, I said, breaking news in the beginning of the show. Still, the, you know, the director says it's still oh, it's still going. Oh, okay. Is he helping? What does I that got, mean? I, I, think, I, think it's, I think he meant the show. Yeah, I, see, I, I, think, he, I think he meant the show. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he was talking about the game. He, I think he was talking about the show. I, I don't. Uh... <laughs> we, and again, if I don't see anything at the TGAs about factions either, oh man, I'm 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 about to be up in arms. Tell me, tell me. Um. Anyway, but yeah. So for those interested, I thought the Last of Us TV show was. I thought it was good. I wasn't overly critical about it. Again, if you like the game, you're uh, you're probably gonna like the show. They literally treaded all the same steps um for the most part changed some things i didn't think it was as critical as people made it but um yeah i thought it was all right so there's that if you're uh, i'm interested in season two i'll probably end up watching it with the wife she really loves season one um so we'll go from there and she watched me play the first game so uh all right now we'll get into a little bit of xbox here um so I guess we'll start off with something that's a little bit, little bit exciting. Something that was anticipated. Um, Starfield's <laughs> next big patch um, is going to add NVIDIA DLSS, uh, DLSS support. Excuse me, with frame generation, which is that's really dope. Um, for Starfield can use it. Um, display and HDR controls and other improvement goes in Steam beta next week before it goes live on PC and Xbox. Um, DLSS coming to Starfield is important uh although it has been it's been modded in since day one uh since the game released so there's that i kind of am more so curious as to why xbox microsoft bethesda whoever doesn't reach out to these people who are imp implementing these mods much sooner than later to implement changes quicker because again if somebody already has the dlss mod why don't why not reach out to them maybe give them a little some ducats i think that would do well for the community too and say hey you see you see we saw you got this up and running where'd you do let's bring you in we'll pay you for it maybe even become part of the team um and they kind of go from there there's obviously a plan still obviously I mean, of course because they because they do reach out to mods right bethesda's yeah, hired but tons of mods sooner sooner you know? sooner than later I'll, right no 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 i'm just like saying there's obviously some reason behind the scenes right there is something that for that kind of stuff we and we know microsoft is extremely right. well xbox is extremely crucial about their yeah. um the quality process right um when you got to when you get things approved uh that's been the kind of like the consistent thing that people have said yeah. is that xbox their kind of quality assurance kind of thing that they have going on uh where their certification process excuse me is um yeah. can be two weeks and like there's no getting around it there's not like can't speed it up it's it, it is different um in many ways so well there is because they made workarounds for final fantasy 14 it, it depends, coming. It depends. <laughs> we're coming so, to find out it depends even more interesting about this patch too that's been that years, though, too. yeah even more interesting about the patch in dlss though is they have a deal with amd and fsr3 mm-hmm 
is not coming in this patch. It's coming down the road and they have a deal directly with AMD, right? The marketing deal. That's, that's, that's curious, curious well, to say the least. I understand why they're doing DLSS. Don't get me wrong right, right, again, right. but it's just weird that they're not getting FSR 3.0 in the same patch. Because there may there may be some other things that need to be changed with FSR 3, especially when it comes to consoles. Possibly. Probably needs yeah. to all happen at the same time. Maybe that's, that's part that's, of the deal. That's probably a good point. It, the consoles are in play with that. That's probably um, the point. that's the big that's the biggest thing that I can think of why that would that be. The, might be yeah, yeah, Microsoft yeah. probably is held holding that yeah. up. It's yep. just again that could be a negative, um, but. Yep. It, it, it'll 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 come yeah it'll come um bold alpha with the 20 dollars oh shout out to you alpha. i appreciate Jeez. you enjoying Man. what you're what we're giving to you the energy that we're bringing he says you chase two rabbits you catch neither one sony can't do yeah. games as a service and still do single player they don't have the manpower but if they walk away from their pedigree and fail they'll drown that's right. a good that's a good that's a good perspective to put uh, it I, the, the, that's how i look yeah. at it well, in a lot of ways, um, we, we yeah. talked about it. Still, the, them ignoring where the, the the industry was going because of their success during PlayStation Four is mm-hmm. my opinion. Okay, but them resting on their laurels during a generation that they dominated and didn't have to do anything different. They yeah. looked around and said, "Life they was good." Been. They should is not. They should have been preparing. They had it. They had it. Right. They should have been alive. preparing. I mean, correct. The multiplayer correct. was alive. So. But they they rested on their laurels, said life was good, and didn't prepare for the future, much like the grasshopper and the ant fable story, right? That has now yeah. brought them to this moment where they are lost and they are trying to catch up. They go spend $3.6 billion to cut corners to bring in an expert, quote-unquote, in games as a service in Bungie. They're trying to cut corners and we know how that generally turns out. Not that you can't. You can certainly shorten the time frame that you need. But again, we've seen time and time again, it doesn't work. So this is where they're at. They're now stuck. They have to continue to make their single player games. They have to beef up their staffing. But now they're cutting back. It's a tough spot to be in when you're this far behind in the overall industry and you don't have diversity. That's why I said we can sit back and say, Xbox could use some of those single player experiences like Sony has, but they've got everything else in spades. Yeah. And because Xbox created their own games as a service, figured out models for that. Yeah. And now they just added some of the biggest games as a service franchises in history. And they're coming. With the Activision Blizzard King they're coming to game pass too. By the way. They now have, more flexibility to go find their way in the single player space with a game like Hellblade 2 and others. They can they can take their time finding their way. They don't have to shortcut because they've got everything else in play right now. That's the difference right now. Sony's got one thing in play. They don't have everything else. And so that's going to be a lot harder for them to catch up and to make up. And actually, and what we've heard from Sony too, um, coming off the heels of, uh, of Starfield or whatnot is, I mean, they are doubling, um, doubling down on their current strategy. Right. Um, as far as them moving down, whatever gameplay path that they, that they want, that third person, uh, the quality more. So I think, and I'm not going to say necessarily that like they're, they're trounced or they're, in a terrible spot uh per se because again nothing is proven right uh yeah, i mean we're getting more and more information to support the fact that game pass might be 
a good strategy for Microsoft overall, for Xbox overall, right? We're getting more and more information. Now, there are some things in there in between the information, right? Look at it like a sandwich. You got the lettuce in there, maybe some cheese that's telling you, hey, well, I don't know. You know, some people are saying, ah, I wouldn't want my game in there because it might do more damage than good. And then you have the bread really holding it together. And other people coming in to say, ah, I'm kind of grateful that I've been in here. I, I kind of like the fact that I had this option, you know? So, so what you're saying, Steel, is it's never all utopian and it's never all dystopian. Oh, no. Somewhere no. in the middle, bro. No. Everything falls in the middle. Everything man. is in the gray, man. Everything is yes. in the gray. Yes. Yes. Forever, yes. forever and always. It balances out. So, yeah, no, no. It is it is interesting. Like I said, now we talk about things sometimes and, and obviously both Steel and I are pretty positive and we're so excited and passionate about the industry that, you know, some people might listen to some of our stuff and think that, you know, we have the utopian point of view, but ultimately as healthy as this Not industry is, is, as dynamic as it is, there are, there are problems. Um, yeah. There are problems currently, and there are problems on the horizon that could affect this industry. Right. And that could really make waves as far as changes go down the road. And there's a lot of that, that we could sit here and do a whole show on. Yeah. So, you know, again, I don't think the triple a space is necessarily as healthy as it as it once was and i think that there is a day of reckoning coming for triple a development where these budgets are getting out of hand and the staffing for those budgets as sad as it is to say these studios are overstaffed not now because the budgets are so giant but there's going to come a time and point where the head, the, with the powers that be show up at those studios doorsteps and say, yeah, that 250 million you got for that last game. Yeah. The sequel, you got a hundred million dollar budget. Yeah. And you guys are going to have to deal. You but, guys are going to have to deal with it no matter how successful it was. But even back in the day that proved that yeah. you had to make a better game, right? Um, at the end of That's, the day, it buckled you down. Because you had to That's, make something that was concise. There's a lot of excess right now, mm-hmm. Steel. And I think that the powers that be are going to cut down on that excess. That and they're going to be like, yeah, you're going to have to do it with a much smaller staff. You're going to have to keep the quality. You're gonna, but you're going to have to learn those old tricks and you know things that you guys used to do back in the day. Yeah. That's what made, you guys are going to have to go back to that stuff. You guys are going to have to figure this out because you're not getting that big budget anymore or as big a budget anymore. Um, I do believe that day of reckoning potentially is coming even with yeah. 10, 15, 20 million sold. Games not, aren't like going to keep said it's not sustainable. Games are not going to keep costing a hundred million plus no. and um, there not be a significant change. Have to come down. Something's going to have to change. Because just because there's we expect be a, a bigger yep. game, again, yeah. there's there's obviously a problem with small games. Obviously, yep. right? Yep. Um, I mean, even uh, Bold Alpha says I. Uh, he makes a good point. I want them to add longevity to all their big single player games. There has to yep. be something there, right? Yep. I'm not saying that it has to be played forever. I'm never expecting that. But like mm-hmm. again, I use the, when I use the reference of Spider Man, and I go back to Batman, and I go back to the Arkham games. Their yeah. form of longevity was giving you modes that you can additionally work on your combat skills, survival yeah. type modes, horde type modes, things like that. That add and maybe it's a perceived longevity, but it's an additional option for you to to maybe get lost in it. Maybe you're listening to a podcast for four hours, like hours, and you could just sit there in, in your survival mode, tuning in, playing the game. Just there are things that you can add on. It's like, why aren't you 
that's always going to be my thing too. Why aren't more devs, and they say that they do, looking at everybody around them and saying, hey, what is working? What's not working? What can, what things can we change? I see this more so in MMOs and online games than I do in anything else. But even in single player games, it's like we they have to start looking more like God of War can't be the same kind of combat. And we're, we're hearing again that there's DLC that's coming for this next game. And it's probably going to be standalone. So it's like, is that just going to be that rotation? But anyway. No, I think I think it, I think it is. It, it is, you know, Seal, this is what we always do here in these shows when other topics that aren't even relevant to this week's news come up. But it's the overall talking points of the industry are interesting and they continue to evolve as we go forward because of how dynamic this industry is. That's why, you know, again, we continue to promote exactly what the EA CEO came out and said this week and said that he doesn't have a problem with the Activision mm-hmm. Blizzard acquisition because it just means the world's one of the world's largest companies is going to continue to invest in this industry, uh, which creates more opportunities, right? This, this industry is healthy. It's dynamic. It's in a good spot, but there are questions to be asked about, longevity and about where it's going mm-hmm. and what's going to change. We've got AI coming into play now. Yes. We've got cloud development and cloud gaming coming into play um, at this point. And it's only going to grow down in the future. If Microsoft and Xbox have their way, we've got a bunch of things on the horizon and we're seeing publishers struggle with the risk factor in a lot of these games. And Nixie said it too, this year, especially yeah. Steel, proved to a lot of people that single player games it's still viable still for can sure. Be a driving yeah. force can be, viable. can be a driving force. I don't want deal. people to get confused because no. again, not every game could be Baldur's Gate. Nope. And not every game is going to be given three years to be built not, up with this community. Not every game is going to be Starfield. Not every game is going to be a true. lot of those games. However, <laughs> for a lot of people, we're thinking that games as a service and multiplayer games were going to take over, yeah, and that was going to be all. And we're seeing more and more that multiplayer space is getting saturated. Games as a service is getting saturated and it's a higher, higher risk to jump into that space and single player games, focus games still have a high potential for being those driving forces revenue wise, engagement wise, depending on the game. Right. Mm -hmm. But they still push your, your platform, your ecosystem forward. And I think more and more publishers and devs woke up this year to that fact. Ooh, boy. Yeah. All that investment we did in all those games as a service and multiplayer games. Yeah. Some turned out, some didn't turn out. Maybe we need to start thinking about that single player stuff more, a little bit uh, more seriously again. Um, That's what I'm saying. We're going to see these ebbs and flows in this industry. It's always going to be interesting to see what the trends are going to be moving Mm -hmm. forward. Who's going to find the next big Fortnite hit. Is there going to be a next big Fortnite hit? You know, how long can Call of Duty remain the top selling game every single year? Like these trends eventually do break. And we've seen it time and time again or change. And I think that that's coming. I mean, I leading into next generation and depending on what Xbox decides to do and what PlayStation decides to do and what Nintendo does with Switch 2, it's going to decide a whole lot what it we're is. seeing. The next, the next 10 years are definitely going to be different from the, the previous yeah. 10 years and what we got going on yeah. right now. When we get to the end of this generation, I'm telling y'all, man, like the things that we didn't think that were possible, it's it happens every time. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, yeah, Bo, uh, yeah, Alpha, that's 
Unfortunately, that, that doesn't work for me. But he says, Bethesda broke the mold because I can always come back to Skyrim and find something new. I'm not saying God of War has to do something new like that, but I would be amazed. It would be amazing if they got close um, as possible. And, and I, I, the thing for me is just growing out that game, right? Not f figuring out ways that's going to be best to get people to get drawn in. I do think that a certain level, what makes single player games stand out from multiplayer is that multiplayer games typically become more popular over time, right? They have grow. They, they have room to grow. That's kind of been the idea behind them. They, it is very rare that we get a multiplayer game outside of, again, the most recent one, um, the finals. And even that one has work that needs to be done, but it's very rare, rare that we get a multiplayer game that is working well day one or within its first year and where, where how it needs to be. What, what's up, Paul? Yep. What happened? No, no. <laughs> no, Steel, I saw the, sc the screen name. Caught me off guard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we Not play a it story we can tell we, on air. We play it to it. We play it to it. I, I, bro, I just saw it pop up. And it, just, it makes me laugh because I know the it. background. It just, it just, oh my God. We, we play it to it. It was funny. Sorry, that's a totally inside. It's not, it's not anything appropriate for podcast. Yeah, you guys, you guys ever uh, yeah. want to play with me or Call of Duty? Let, let me know. Uh, yeah. I, I can't guarantee that I'll carry you, but you can at least come, come take a chuckle at my name and maybe i got a story for you um if you're interested to hear, to hear that story my my name is not steel rain and call of duty by the way no no um, it was but due to some funny things that happened behind the scenes we we ran with something that was uh was tried was tried to be a negative and turned it into our own funny things so. yeah, yeah 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 and we've been having fun with it since so i was just watching the gameplay and admiring how your reflexes are so much better than mine in certain situations. All of a sudden it popped up and I, I just busted out laughing. I couldn't, I couldn't. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's funny. Yeah. I, I laugh at all the time because people, because yeah. people call it. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, it's fine. Yes. <laughs> um, but back to Starfield. So it was dope to see them get that DLSS support. Um, and the improvements continued. Uh, we also got some additional news from Xbox that Microsoft employees were apparently going to lose their Game Pass benefits. Uh, that has since then been corrected. <laughs> yeah, Phil, um, Phil, 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 Phil had to step in because <laughs> apparently Phil didn't know about this. Which... Another another nerdy accountant in the back of the room still going, yeah, we can uh, save uh, you know $300,000 if we don't give our employees Game Pass Ultimate anymore. And somebody was like, yeah, sounds great. And Phil walked in and said what why what? really really why out of all why? things why again yeah. both ways not a big deal i mean no but <laughs> not a big deal been but the expectation though up to this yeah. point like you can't yeah. why 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 take it away right. you literally work again, for Microsoft. guy Come decision on. jesus uh so that Penny was pictures. weird but they did they ended up reversing that reversing. So that was interesting yeah. to see um yeah. Let's see here. Uh, real quick, I'll do some of the Game Pass games that are coming in. We got Thirsty Suitors, Football Manager 24, which I think is going to get a lot of plays from people um, <laughs> that have been sleeping on Football Manager. A lot of people get into it, man. EU. EU, man. Um, it's huge. Yeah, game, it, it is. Uh, UK like a, and EU. Like exactly. a Dragon Gaiden. Uh, we talked about that a little bit yep, earlier. About that. That's coming in. Yep. Dungeons 4, Spirit. Spirit. Shout out to Dungeons 4. Spirity? Spiritea? Spirity? Spiritea? I don't uh, know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Maybe that's how you say it. I'm not sure. Um, Coral Island Wild Hearts Yo. is coming in. I do think that they, they they did announce that I don't think they're doing anything they're additionally it. They're not with Wild Hearts. 
Um, so that is unfortunate. Now, speaking of wild hearts, it does bring this up because there's some things happening behind the scenes for Capcom um, that are rumored uh, that could be being worked on right now. And uh, the, the thing that's happening behind the scenes is that at least this is what I'm kind of along the lines of is that it, I think that the next monster hunter thing that's going to be coming is monster hunter yeah. world two. Okay. That you're, you're talking about to clarify still. Just oh yeah. Go ahead, please to clarify that there is Capcom um, once again, confirmed that they have a big unannounced game that is going to launch first quarter. So early yes. next year, yes, that's what they I reconfirm that again. They were asked about that and they reconfirmed. So like dragon's dogma two has already been announced. Mm -hmm. Like uh, you know, we know their roadmap for Capcom, a lot of it, mm -hmm. but they still supposedly have one ACE that they haven't talked about yet. And they reconfirmed this week that it is coming first quarter next year. So um, Steel is obviously speculating from his point of view that it is probably Monster Hunter World 2, which is a great Main, guess. And that's mainly because of the success that Monster Hunter World had. Yeah. Right. Um, it was the one that like Drove that really strayed off of what Monster Hunter was traditionally before that um, by making it more open. Now, they did carry over some of that and, and accessible for sure. Um, they did con carry over some of that into Rise, but Rise is also more along their traditional what you mm -hmm. would expect out of Monster Hunter. And since it's been I believe it's going on six years since Monster Hunter World has released it it would make sense to me because of your success and because of how consistent monster hunter is especially when they see that something's working that world 2 would have to be in the works right um that's the most yeah. obvious that's if you're looking for a if you tell Next me that there's a be big game still, by the way that's perfect and especially for for your number 2 right and if you're telling me that you're there's another big unannounced game. Will you tell me big unannounced game? Rise just came out. Resident Evil just came out. It's in VR now. Um, Exo Primal's doing all right. Um, there's a game that's coming into Game Pass uh, that I that I that I'm really interested in that I can't remember the name of right now. Uh, it's coming from them. Um, that only leaves so many things out on the table. And Monster Hunter World 2, just it seems to be the most obvious answer just because of previous success. The only other thing it could possibly be is an old franchise coming back as a as, as a reboot, right? That's but you the think only, that that's a big or a remake. Think that would they consider that a big game though for them? From Cap from Capcom's perspective, yes, if, if they're projecting because the IPs big. Let's let's say it's Dino Crisis, okay. The popularity and the fan base of Dino Crisis could make that a big release mm. for them. I ultimately believe, Steel, that you are correct, right? I ultimately believe that is is a current established franchise, and Monster Hunter World is obviously that. I mean, that that's the last one, like you said, on the list. Yes. So, uh, but that's the only other inkling I could throw a wrinkle, I should say, not inkling, but wrinkle I could throw into that would be that it is a franchise that they, they know that fans have been asking for um, to come back again and that they think it is going to be a big launch. Right. Yeah. So sure, that's the only other thing. Good, that's yeah. good. I can yeah. see where you're going with that. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, I, I hope that it's Monster Hunter World too. Yes. Just because yeah. man, that on current gen console only, 
especially with how impressive Monster Hunter World was on the on on that last gen console. But Steel, and I'm excited too because I didn't, ha- I wasn't a part of this community when Monster Hunter World released. Mm-hmm. So I played Monster Hunter. I, I used to play Monster Hunters back in the day. You know, again, I love Monster Hunters, but I've never had a crew to run with. And again, as a single player game, some of the older ones were good, and I really enjoyed them. But now, with like a game like Monster Hunter World, I jumped into it again. I bought. I, I was day one on Monster Hunter World, but mm-hmm. I fell off right away just because. I didn't have that community aspect and a lot of it is going out there with your friends and hunting down these things. It, does, and it, obviously it makes a lot we did of a little, yeah. We did a little bit um, with the one that came out in game pass rising. Rise. Uh, yeah. Must yeah. Rise. rise, rise, rise. Uh, we did a little bit and I had a great time with you. Uh, y'all all said Hunter that world, world was better for y'all. Yeah. 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 If monster hunter world two is this game, I'm going to be freaking massively excited to jump yeah, in it's day one for and me. get yeah, out there definitely. yeah exactly but my god next year if that is true that's a good way to start bro final fantasy 14 monster hunter world 2 both early on at least for the beta for final fantasy 4 man we got some massive games already next year still yeah I, and if they drop monster hunter world 2 in the beginning of the year and they cap it off with dragon's dogma 2 you know Capcom that's a year that's a definitely that's a they're (laughs) that's two big like game of the year contenders that they could have off rip just from capcom and that's that's just that's somebody else next year is gonna next year will rival this year it might not have the tears of the kingdom the star fields the diablos like those party wise like matt for like those massive type but overall, next year's gonna rival this yeah, year in terms of quality and content. We got Hellblade Avowed. We got we, I mean we're gonna have a good mix. We're gonna have another good mix. We're gonna have another good mix. Um back from the dead says Rise is much more accessible than World. I, I see why you say that back, and I do agree with you. But it's more focused experience. The, but the the reason I will kind of agree with pong and other casual monster hunter fans that they think that world is more accessible is because of how the game plays yes how the game feels rise Um, was much more classic monster hunter like steel said whereas world definitely was more forgiving that that's why now like overall is world the harder game to play yes yes i definitely is but up front if i was trying to get somebody interested like oh well i never played a monster hunting game before what do i i wouldn't point them to rise only because a lot of people seem to be turned off about the anime-ish style that cartoonish style that certain aesthetic um that those monster hunter games typically go for whereas world broke out of that while still being true to what it was right or what it is I think they blended it really nicely. So I think that that's why it sticks out for people as the more accessible game. Um, I think, I don't know. That's just me. Um, Google says, did you try wild heart said it didn't do as uh, well, supposed to be a good hunter game. I did try wild hearts and I had a lot of fun with wild hearts. Um, the main negatives about wild hearts is that the, performance was god awful when the game released um in a lot of ways i don't know what was going on with the resolution scaling if that's what was going on um whatever was happening behind the scenes but when you're playing at a native resolution for whatever reason it looked like it was half that resolution it looked pixelated at some moments um the graphics weren't consistent uh there was a lot of things that uh performance wise didn't stand out well on the console side of things also uh so it, it 
it garnered a, le- a lot of negative attention early on. I do think it is a really good monster hunting game, but I also think that EA is not in a place to where if they don't, EA, well, EA, I personally believe, is in a place if a live service game doesn't get a certain amount of engagement consistently, they don't believe on throwing continuously throwing money at it. And that's an EA thing. They did it with Anthem. Anthem next. If they would have continued with Anthem next, I'm telling you that that would have been EA's breadwinner right now because of what that game presented. If they would have had it, if they had a team on it that was dedicated to it, continued to flesh that experience out, Anthem next would have been everything that EA was looking for. But they pulled it. Maybe they saw something we didn't, but uh, Wild Hearts definitely had a lot of potential there. Um, Nixie says, Steel Pong, what's your guess as what the Sega Super Game is? Uh, existing or new IP? Uh, you got your muted, Pong. Shit. It's multiple games, up to three games. That's something that everybody has lost. It was a Super Game initiative, right? And they were that. talking they were that. talking about so the the initial rumors are we know two of them okay and there's potentially a third now again that's never been confirmed Sega's never talked about it but the the rumors are because Sega said certain names when they were talking about franchises they wanted to bring back in a different form so the rumors are is is crazy taxi um and then it's um jet set um, and they are supposedly going to make them online games. Now, how all this is going to work, that's up for debate. Is Sega chasing a trend again and trying to turn some of their, you know, kind of dormant franchises into something new in 2020, whatever they said now, 20, what do they say? 26 or 27. I can't remember. Um, but the super game initiative wasn't just one game. It was multiple games that they were spending. Cause I think the numbers were thrown around like the, it was like, uh, what was it, 500 million or something like that? Mm-hmm. It was over multiple game franchises. So, um, but mean, yeah, t- Crazy Taxi and Jet Set were the two that I, I'm aware of personally. Uh, apparently, Prong, real quick, some more breaking news here. Uh, oh, this kind of oh, came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the PS5 Pro is a beast, says YouTube channel Red Gaming Tech. And I oh, would te- tell you oh, to... Uh, Take this with a major this. grain of salt. This week. Oh, Apparently, it is claimed, grain of salt, it is claimed that the PlayStation Pro will feature eight core Zen 2 CPUs, which clock in at 4 gigahertz, and an RDNA 3 GPU at 2.8 gigahertz, as well as a 16 gigs of 1800 uh, MT's GD, uh, GDDR6 memory with a bandwidth of 587 gigs per second. And I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if that is anywhere <laughs> remotely closely to true, give me give me the price, Steel. Give me the price if that's true. Give me the price. It's it's no less than six hundred dollars, no less. With what they're talking about there, Steel. That's a that's I a seven hundred dollars. Seven to console. eight. Seven to eight. With 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 PlayStation Premium tacked on there. I mean, as far not that's not the n- service, but I'm just saying they're 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 qual they're they're standard seven to eight. Again, if they're willing to take a loss, it's definitely not going to be less than six. No. Guarantee that. No, 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 no. If that is any more <laughs> remotely close to the true, and 
And yeah, I've, that God Emperor, that's kind of my point. Um, he's uh, the YouTuber currently in, uh, that this yes. information is coming yes. from oh. has not been accurate. Yes. And okay. I, I, but I did want to throw this out there because there are, has been a lot of speculation about the PlayStation Pro. Um, and if this is a rumor that's getting put out there, um, then yeah, it's going to be a seven hundred. It's definitely going to be a seven hundred dollar console. Um, so no less than the six. Last, King's yeah. prediction may come true. It might be their last console ever if they do if they tried this. No, this would tank them. One <laughs> one that that would this would tank them if they did that. <laughs> Xbox has the next generation. There's no way. There there's just no way. There's no there's no I, hey bro because there, there's no way they could put that out next year and then flip around no. and then put out no. even something more powerful no. than that in another three, four years, bro. Like the, they would be all in. That'd be basically the start of new PlayStation generation. That would be start out. of their <laughs> becoming Apple. <laughs> That'd be the start of them becoming Apple. Uh, start expecting new iterations of consoles to be released every three years. Oh, yes, um, yes, Dixie. Yeah. I can't wait for the uh, Cerny breakdown of the uh, pro and his creepy stare. He's, he is he, so weird is every more... time that he talks about that. I mean, and well, I listen to him because he's, I can believe yes, him. Yes, he but, is knowledgeable. There is no But one. he is so weird when he talks about that. <laughs> he is more Android <laughs> oh, shit. than Mr. Meta. He is more Android. I, 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 yeah, it is weird, man. It, it is, is it, weird. Hey, he gets the message across, but man, hey, sir, if you need somebody to come sell your, come, come holler at me. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm willing to work. I'll do it for less money than most of the other and, people. And he would. does look like I'll sell the message. He does look like Dana Carvey in Church Lady. He does. He does. I'm not gonna lie. When people put that meme up, he does look like it. He does look like the Church Lady, oh, Dana goodness. Carvey's character. <laughs> Um, all right, getting back in line with some of this uh, Xbox news here. Now, there is a, uh, there was a policy that has been changed um, that Microsoft changed a policy and will no longer allow unauthorized third-party Xbox accessories mm. starting November 12th. Yep. Um, according to WC sources, Xbox is expanding its approval for third-party wireless controllers. Correct. Correct. Now, yep. this is to directly deal with cheaters. Mm-hmm. That's what this is for. Um, especially on, I mean, it's going to be, they're going to have to do more work on the PC side of things, but at least for the console directly, you can go get a Cronus from GameStop right now, plug it into your console and it would work because there isn't now. I mean, it's not as easy. Um, there may be some things that you got to hook it up to a computer, adjust some things, but that's, what's been going on. Right. So, um, in order to fight back against that for better or for worse, depending on how you want to look at it. Because I've seen some people run away. Oh, look at them limiting third-party hardware. And no, people aren't going to... You're going to force them to have to buy Xbox exclusives. People are worried about Sony becoming Apple. But look at what Microsoft is doing. The next thing they're going to do is they're going to change the power outlet on the back of the box and make us buy a special cord for it. Oh, man. Look at what Microsoft is doing. You guys have no... Look what they did with the storage device, guys. They're going to do the same thing with this now. And uh, I don't, I don't believe that, that that's the case here. Uh, again, I'm also kind of biased in that because I am a multiplayer focused gamer, and as as prevalent as cheating has been over the years, I also <laughs> I'm in many different sides of it because because I did come up in a different era of gaming. 
I don't look at, I'm not looking for cheaters all the time, right? Uh, I'm, j- I'm just not. Um, if somebody's cheating, they are. Uh, a lot of the time, I can't tell unless I look at them. I just assume that that person was better than me. Um, it's also just my been my mentality in gaming uh, because of that era that I came up in. And I don't just I don't take multiplayer gaming overly serious. Um, and I, I never really have. Um, I have been more competitive in my past, but I've never been like the overseer. I don't talk a lot of smack talk uh, unless people start talking smack talk to me. I'm not that overly talkative person in a party either. Pretty sure the the fun speculation family can say that. Unless it's like late at night, we start getting towards the midnight area, then you know I might get a little get a little wild. Um, <laughs> now says, "What voice is that? That's the, that's the voice of somebody who wants to who just is finding something to complain about." <laughs> but for me i do think this is a step in the right direction because i am somebody again if you have an elite controller i feel like that's that's already kind of getting an advantage enough even for somebody as you get older again pong makes that make that uh, makes those statements a lot of the time the reflexes do get off i do notice when i do take my trigger locks off where it's not as obvious um but it's also because of i've gotten used to it also at this point the comfortability factors so many things that get put in there the last thing that i do want to worry about is people getting onto a console and i do agree for this for console players if you're on a console experience and you only want to deal with console players you shouldn't have to also deal with cheating um on the console side of things now i'm always going to put it in the hands of the publisher the devs um for them to create more ways to help fight against cheating across the board. I don't think that eliminating crossplay is the option because crossplay is supposed to be uh, a way of expanding the player base. When I, it, it is frustrating to hear players consistently say that, oh, well, we got to separate keyboard, we got to separate these keyboard and mouse players and controller players because the frustrating part for me is keyboard and mouse players always com- complain about controller players because of aim assist, and then controller players complain about keyboard and mouse players because, again, it is a proven fact that you have more aim control with a mouse than you will ever have with one thumb on a thumbstick. I don't care who you try to point me to and explain. I was a PC gamer. I came from keyboard and mouse playing. I am telling you, there is a vast and extremely terrifying distance between somebody who is good at playing mouse and keyboard and somebody who is good at controlling. There, there's there's a vast difference. It is an unexplainable amount of a difference. Now, does Amos has aim assist been brought in at a level that it is somewhat inconsistent and comes across like cheating? Yes. In some ways, I do feel like we have gone too far in the opposite direction. Right? Again, we mentioned earlier, everything has a gray side. We sh- I shouldn't be playing Call of Duty in the controller. I don't have to touch the stick. It's automatically moving towards the character. Now, if I'm adding input to that, that's what aim assist is for, to assist with the aim because you are a controller player playing against people that have keyboard and mouse or whatever other configuration that they like to use for their games. I just want for there to be a more consistent experience. And this is something that we have to continuously iterate on 
to make sure it's as balanced as possible. One answer isn't better than the other. Let's continue to work on people either running programs in the background on their computers or installing or adding on third-party devices to give them aim that literally doesn't exist or allowing them to see things that nobody should be able to see, like seeing through walls. That's not fun. Or glitching under the map. That's not fun. Making Desert Eagles fully automatic. That's not fun. You know? So, again, uh, I, I, I'm in, in somewhat of an alliance with the uh, with them doubling down uh, on their third-party devices and making it more streamlined, like, hey, this is what Xbox has approved that you can use, and they're kind of going from there. How do you feel about this whole um, accessory thing? Does it give you some worries, like I kind of led into earlier um, about feeling like, man, this is, Microsoft is really dipping into that bag of uh, you need to buy Xbox only. As long as they follow through with the them opening up more um certification for other third parties to start doing the wireless thing uh that's been my main problem is that there isn't a lot of options for the wireless controllers there's a lot of wired third-party stuff that's certified xbox but not the wireless side so if this move does in fact open that up and we do see more third parties able to make wireless controllers i'm cool with it uh i understand the concept behind it and i'm for it i mean again at the end of the day I will never understand the cheating mentality, especially in multiplayer games. I don't, I don't get it. Either. Games get play it. how you want to play. Like I've taken advantage of things in single player games, but as somebody I, who's I been playing call of duties and battlefields and all the multiplayer games for all these generations and watch cheating become rampant, I never will get that mentality and anything they can do to help with that. I'm, for like that that that's fine if they want to do this and that that's their ultimate goal then i'm good with it and the fact that it's not going to affect like the accessibility controller they made that clear all that kind of stuff they did what they needed to do here and now i know there's some people in the fighting community who are upset because there are some um not xbox certified fighting controller sticks that people do use in competition Mm -hmm. that would be affected by this but then I say, well, things change. There's a new rule in place and those fighting stick makers, then it's their responsibility. If they're that popular with the fighting community, go through the certification process, apply to Xbox and get certified and then put the stamp of approval on your boxes and you're good to go. Right. That that's yeah. how it works. And Xbox, make so, sure you reach out to those people. Yeah. You know, yeah reach out that's to those insane. again. They actually same. Very good point. Steel also on Xbox's side, they need to have an understanding of those specific situations where this will affect something that is a part of a pretty large community when it comes to the fighting scene. Right. Mm-hmm. If it is going to do that, then they have to, they should also be, um, God, I just lost the word. I was again, old brain. I hate it. Um, they should obviously be aware of that and approach those companies as well and make that happen. So you're absolutely correct. Still good point. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think this is a good thing. 
Um, again, it's Microsoft's decision. Protect, you know, protect the, your your ecosystem as you need to. And, yeah. and if one of them is giving unfair advantages to people and and making the experience for other people less than when they do play some of these games, and you have the power to maybe curb some of that, curb go for it. it. Yeah. Like, curb it. That that's that's your right. Just make so sure you don't curb it too too far. Yeah, in the wrong and, direction. Make, and again, do what you say you're going to do, and open up the certification process more. Again, we heard this. Remember with the memory stick too, steel mm -hmm. that they were going to open it up to third parties. That Seagate wasn't going to be the right. only maker of that. Mm -hmm. We saw what happened. That price remained astronomical to get yeah. the extra it's memory, which was stupid. It was proprietary. And it took them forever to open up that third-party licensing. And now we have Western Digital, which is great, but we still only have two people making them. Mm -hmm. Xbox needs to be better. at If you're going to say you're going to open up that process and you're going to allow and third parties to do it, open it up. Open it up and let other people come in. So And have competition there in that space. Froggy, I do agree with that. Um, he says, I think uh, Xbox should have been more proactive with this than pushing it out stealth. Yeah. Uh, I do think that. They should have came out. Um, again, it's, it's, it's like, it's just, it's the customer facing side of it. These are things that impact your community. Come out and talk about it. Hey, this is what are we doing? This is how we're going to fix it. Um, Tim says Paul soul, but in the fighting game community, they use a USB bridge to use all fights and that's, and that's, and that's fine, Tim, but that's why I was making the point that Microsoft Xbox needs to make sure that they've also reached out to those hardware makers yeah. and say, Hey, this is this is what we're doing. We want to just want to put you through a certification process, make sure nothing going crazy, and you can use your device, right? I, I don't think that they would be and yeah, not yeah. want to do that for any reason. Yeah, and, and Froggy, thank you for using the word that I slipped out of my mind. Proactive is what I was looking for, so thank you for that. <laughs> I feel better because it was going to bother me what word I was looking for, but proactive is the word I was looking for there. And yes, I I. Again, we don't know what was done behind the scenes mm -hmm. either, Froggy. We don't know if Microsoft did reach out ahead of time and let the companies know that this was going to go on. We don't necessarily know that. I, I haven't been specifically hunting down the companies to see if they're out here right. crying foul, saying we never got notification of this. This is going to be detrimental to what we're doing. I don't know that, so I'm not going to say that. But again, if they didn't do that, then I would say, sure, Microsoft should have probably reached out ahead of time. And, said and, I, and I haven't seen... Usually when changes like this happen, and I haven't seen a yeah. huge cry out either of people saying like, oh, all of a sudden my stuff isn't working. So and maybe there was some things done behind the scenes. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't looked yeah. into it. It hasn't been on my timeline. I haven't seen any videos pop up about it um, or anybody talking about these things on like Reddit or anything to see that they were being blocked from uh, from from using their devices. So uh, we'll see. Um, Bo Alpha with, with the $10 back at it again. Appreciate you, Alpha. Um, he says a fighting pad is cheating macro combos. So, yeah, sometimes it can be, man. Uh, it can be. It, yeah, it depends was, on how it's set up. I was talking more about the specific, the, the competitive fighting scene. Obviously, they, they have very large restrictions on what people can do in those right. competitive scenes. Um, but yeah, overall, somebody is sitting at home certainly could use a fighting pad and, and do my and macro combos and, and that kind of stuff program. So it is, it is a part of it. Yeah, for sure. 100%. All right. Um, well, we, then I think we can, this will be the perfect transition to get into BlizzCon because Jacob Novick drops in and he says, steal about BlizzCon. Do you think Blizzard was going to sell their new show, their new survival game, uh, but Phil wanted to save it because the time was too early for exclusivity? 
Well, Jacob, I think that's uh, you. You led us into a good transition there. Let's talk about BlitzCon. And I'll uh, and I'll start it off by talking about your statement right there. So the new survival game, uh, what was it? What was the what's the code name for it right now? Odyssey. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the the new survival game, um, code name Odyssey, that was rumored. Um, and we we thought was going to be shown here. A lot of people thought. Um, in some way, <laughs> yeah. shape, or form. Yeah. Do I think that the game was shelved from being shown for exclusivity reasons? Uh, I heard you guys talk about this last night. It led into a long drawn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna say it was drawn out. It was a good conversation. No, no, just a long conversation. Uh, different perspectives. Uh, Jasper yep. on the complete opposite side, uh, for the most Contrarian part. Contrarian, Jasper. Um, yes. Do I think that they held it? I don't. I don't know if they held it more so than they. I don't know. I more so feel like maybe they didn't have something to show, or whatever. Whatever they thought that they were going to have have the show, it wasn't ready yet. I think it may be more so something along those lines than anything else. Because uh, I don't think it would have been bad to use that stage to at least tease something. Uh, I don't think that whether it, was, whether it was going to be exclusive or not really matters in the scope of it all. Uh, because Blizzard fans, if they've proven anything, um, are going to support Blizzard wherever they are. Most of them are PC players. So it would have been accessible to them on the PC side of things regardless, right? So that's kind of my mindset on why it wasn't there. Now, I do have to take in the information about the rumors of it possibly being there. And I can understand why, because of that, people may think that it got it pulled uh, for exclusivity reasons. Um, it makes sense. I, I honestly can hear either side of the conversation because in today, in today's day and era, especially from coming out of Blizzard, I don't have anything to say that, oh, they have a consecutive record of making these style of games. They're making a survival game. What is the survival game going to be based off of? If, if it's going to be, if it is a brand new IP, not based off of anything, Blizzard hasn't created anything new in some time. Um, the last thing that they made that was new was Heroes of the Storm, and Heroes of the Storm ended up not being very successful. So I'd have to imagine that they're probably a little bit more standoffish, shy about new games that being that they're putting out, which is why I feel like maybe it just wasn't ready. Uh, maybe they need to hammer some things that out additionally, which is why some things got put in its place, like Warcraft Rumble, which I actually did end up trying out. Um, and it reminds me a lot of... Uh, clash of clans if i'm thinking about the game right i think that's the same i think that's the game that i'm thinking about um clash of clans where you send different enemies up the the, the different lanes and yes it plays exactly the same for the most part from what i've experienced uh as it has its own warcraft elements but maybe that's why they threw that in there and said i know that they were going to do that regardless but that's kind of my thought process i mean what do you think about that from jacob uh pong as we get into this blizzcon there's a good possibility um, I think there's a really good possibility uh, that it was pulled to hold for the Xbox show next year. Um, I think that, uh, you know, again, we, we'll, we'll talk more about BlizzCon overall, but with Phil being there and them putting a stamp that Xbox now owns Blizzard immediately on this, right? I think that if they've made the decision internally, now there's 
there's conversations to be had of why you would not make this exclusive mm-hmm. if it is a survival MMO kind of game, right? There are arguments to be made. Oh, that it's going to been... be exclusive to the Xbox ecosystem. It is. Okay, well, I if that's the case, if we're, if we're going to, I, I still think there's a possibility. That it might happen. But if that is the case, Steel, I'll just, we'll rock with that. That it is going to be exclusive. Then yes, different. they pulled it's it. It's different. They pulled it. They pulled it. It's a brand new IP. Uh, as the, we had the conversation last night on Xbox Ultimate, um, I see Jasper's point with how Blizzard normally does things. However, they are now owned by Xbox. Xbox, Phil and his team are going to do what's best for their ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And exclusives still do matter. They still do drive things. And a Blizzard brand new IP exclusive will carry weight. We saw how passionate the Blizzard community is. If you guys have never paid attention to Blizzard because you haven't played on PC a whole lot, just wasn't part of that fan base, you don't realize how big the Blizzard fan base is. Having an exclusive will make an impact for your ecosystem. It will be something that you want to trumpet. It will be something that you want to call from the rooftops. And I think that that probably decision was made to pull it from the show and save it for next year's summer showcase, June E3 event, whatever you want to call it. I think they will save it for that. And then like we talked about last night, because Jasper's pushback was like, oh, they always show up. They always announce their games at BlizzCon. Like that's the thing. They still would have the opportunity to do a deep dive. Let's say it's going to launch later in 2024. They would still have an opportunity to do that deep dive at BlizzCon. Even if the game was already out, they could be talking about, you know, future expansion plans because it's going to be a games of the service. It's going to be a game that lives on. They will have that opportunity to talk about it on the BlizzCon stage for their direct fan base that show up at BlizzCons every year. That opportunity will not go away just because it's announced first at an Xbox show. But I think that is definitely a high probability if we're going to go under the assumption that it has been made exclusive because it is a new IP. Um, it's not beholden to any other platforms whatsoever. Definitely think that that is the, that it is the case. Phil made the call um, and pulled it. So because, again, they are owned now. And that the, with that ownership does come some advantages and Phil Phil obviously lets the teams kind of run themselves. They're obviously not going to manhandle blizzard. We've seen it time and time again with their acquisitions. They let those teams do what they do best. Phil talked about it on stage on blue at BlizzCon yesterday, but there are certain things that you do have power over. And one of them is Nope, that IP is going to be announced at our show. I think it's a possibility still for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see why. I, I mean, I do agree with that for sure that uh, they should if anything, save it for an Xbox, more so Xbox so focused show. Um, again, showing that next year's showcase, I think would be a better time. Give us some more time in the oven, maybe uh, work on those cinematics. Now that again, uh, Blizzard now has more of an influx of money too. So the, uh, the cinematic team has more time to get something really nice together. Right. There's one thing the cinematic team doesn't need. It's, it's more money. Cause that cinematic hey, team uh, is freaking unbelievable. Bro. Well, they got it. They, they got it now. So second to none, bro. Second to none. They, they just need to grow them. They, like I said before, and after watching that yesterday, Phil, just grow that team so they can work on cinematics for Xbox games. Please grow that team out. That team oh, and they were um, none, some of them were coming out and teasing yes. about it, saying that yes. uh, that they would love to do one for gear for gears. Yeah, the guy who created Lilith, the guy yeah. who created Lilith and how she looks for Diablo Four came out on x and said now that i'm a part of microsoft i'd love to do something for gears 
That would be crazy. Please, please. Again, no, no shade to Coalition and what they do. Their cinematics are very oh, good. No, Their they're on point. Designs yeah. are very good. But this is the opportunities Mix that them. you now That's have. Right. Yes, absolutely. Go if you can do, please if you can ahead. blend them together. Oh yeah. man, that would that would definitely up the quality, uh, for, yep. especially for the cutscenes. Uh, OCD gamer says Steel likes COD Mobile. I think. Uh, no, I don't. I didn't. I didn't like COD Mobile. I was playing COD Mobile because Call Battle.net was giving me issues. Uh, had me locked out of my account for whatever reason. And you didn't uh, mind it. You didn't. Was mind working, it but yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. Uh, I was playing it. I wasn't playing it on mobile though. I was playing it on PC. Yeah. So there, there's with other PC players. So, right. I mean, as far as that goes, I was enjoying it because it was literally. It didn't. It doesn't take itself overly seriously. It's literally everything that COD should be right now. It has every game mode in there, every map in there, every. Why does COD Mobile have all those things, but the current Call of Duty doesn't? Ah, That's all they did. They need. They're if moving towards it. If it's going to be, if it's going to be a, uh, yeah, they are. Which is there because they're changing Call. I think no Call of Duty Mobile is still going to be a thing, but it's Warzone Mobile. Um, there's going to be a thing. And Warzone Mobile is going to be, um, in tandem with. Uh, what we get on console. So there, there, there's that. Um, so BlizzCon, man, I mean, yep. what? Yep. I know for me, uh, outside of World of Warcraft, possibly getting me, giving me some interest. I never played World of Warcraft myself. I uh, just never had that interest in the MMO like that. I, I am a Warcraft fan though, right? So uh, when, when, he, when they were making the, the work, 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 it's kind of sounds and stuff like that. Uh, that. That really took me back to my Warcraft 2 days, uh, Warcraft 3, Reforce, and all the custom matches that I played in there. Um, again, I always talk about Dota uh, and where it being really the, the granddaddy of, um, or the father more so of what League of Legends is today. Uh, but that was a, that was probably my my most ex- exciting parts of it, uh, and the the new hero for Overwatch. I will say that the cinematics for Overwatch Two, uh, all well, I should say, also impressed me yes. because they yes. it did give me like those Pixar feels, right? And I and I know that that's something that they're trying to work further into. Um, Blizzard, you need to find a way to really flesh that out more. Um, whether it's making movies, whether it's making shows, whether it's doing better uh, with your game in totality, I'll tell you what, if there's one thing that you did, you you made me think about downloading some Overwatch again. You know, you, you made me think about it. <laughs> New character uh, that looked yeah. like Maui, uh, but his yeah. name is Mauga. Um, yeah. Simone, really he, cool. he was really cool. He was really dope. Yeah. He really spoke to me, at least. I, I like what he was presenting to the table. He was beefy. He had uh, he had the double gun. He had the double machine guns. He had uh, he had the ultimate that was like a pulling ability. I thought that was really cool, dope. He was chaining them up and had unlimited ammo. I, I thought that was really cool. They did a lot of things to entice someone like myself uh, to possibly play Overwatch Two again. I did play it when it released, but uh, so that was good. And then Phil uh, mentioning StarCraft again, I'm always going to hint back Multiple at that. Times. StarCraft is it does have a special place in my heart. There's one RTS that will get me to play it again um, or get me back into it, into the genre somewhat. And it may only be StarCraft, but it would be a StarCraft 3. Uh, StarCraft three, I could see it already. The three lines behind the StarCraft, um, bringing them, bringing the the Space Marines back, um, full force. 
I just as long as they do, if they're if they do a StarCraft three, you don't even need to make another Halo Wars because I I didn't play Halo Wars. But if you can make a StarCraft, I think that would take precedent. A StarCraft three would take precedent over any other RTS game that you could possibly have in your wheelhouse right now because it's the one that's really going to turn that butter for you it instantly um, across the globe. And that's also a I feel like that's a key to a very special door to the heart of the East that I think would be an instant um, mover and shaker, especially uh, for Game Pass. So uh, I know you had a little bit more excitement that you were able to pull out from BlizzCon itself. Uh, I'll be fair and say I was only able to watch the first about hour or so. um, Then I watched some of y'all's. Well, no, you weren't there, but uh, some of the fun, uh, fun, uh, what Mavs and, and the crews, when they were watching it, and I watched some other folks who were tuning in too. Uh, but how did you feel about BlizzCon overall, man? Did it did it excite awesome. you? What yeah. uh, what'd you pull out of it? Awesome energy, man. Um, just incredible yes. energy. First time in almost four years that they've been back in person, awesome. right? So it was a big moment for them overall. Again, like I just said, if you're not aware of how big the, the Blizzard community is, how passionate they are about their games, what it means to people, all you had to do was see the crowd reactions, people yelling out at Mike Yabara. I mean, just that's legit excitement from a fan base. And I thought that was awesome. And again, as I talked about last night, it feels like it. everybody had a little extra step. And from the opening with Mike Yabar getting emotional talking about the devs and then bring the fact that they brought up in the opening ceremony that they are now owned by Xbox that the acquisition is through and then bring out Phil breath of fresh air and Phil did what Phil and again I gotta give props to Yabara seeing Yabara on stage give that opening ceremony the first time I've really seen him take the stage like that because I don't I've never really watched a whole lot of blues kind of watch highlights and that kind of stuff um but to see Mike Yabara as the leader now um in his first BlizzCon as the leader up there on stage I still think he's the man for the job. Over no, he is. no, he definitely. I, 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 again, I think he's the man. I think he's commands attention. He, he has a passion for what they're doing. I, I just really think that he would be the perfect leader over there. But <clears throat> then Phil came out on stage and, uh, oh, I got to say, Yabara also using Phil's language, yes. right, was also yeah. very indicative of already kind of the philosophy or the culture change, right? Steel relationship him saying that the, yeah, the fans are the center of everything we do. Mike said it a little bit different way, but it was, it was almost exactly. I said it in fun speculations chat because I was lurking while I was working and I was like, he just used Phil's language. That's freaking awesome. Um, Phil came out then and the reception that Phil got for anybody who doesn't know Blizzard fans are extremely passionate. They're also a tough crowd. They will let you know, again, famously, go back and watch the Diablo Immortal (laughs) announcement on BlizzCon and how that was handled by the audience. They are notoriously hard to please, and they will let you know. And Phil came out to a round of applause, like a really excitement. I think people understand that Bobby Kotick and his his crew – really put a kind of obviously put a shadow over everything over the entire company. 
And their fans understand that. And now it's a breath of fresh air. The windows are open. Everything is being aired out. There's more cleaning to do for sure. But Phil and Xbox represent possibilities, represent opportunities, represent a brighter future. And Phil talked about that for Blizzard. And Phil did his thing as he always does. We've heard a lot of the same speak from Phil as acquisitions have happened. And he always says kind of the same thing but he's shown already with the other acquisitions that they mean it, that they are to step aside. They are to be there as a resource to allow the developers at Blizzard to do what they do best, which is to continue to create new experiences along with evolve the fan favorite experiences. Phil showed up as a gamer, not as a suit as he always does in these instances. He is relatable to other gamers, which was the audience he talked about how much he plays Diablo 4. He played it up perfectly, and the crowd ate it all up and loved it. And I think this just represents a new opportunity overall. For this being the first BlizzCon in person in four years, for it to be right after this acquisition, to have Phil show up at his first BlizzCon on stage and say kind of welcome to the Xbox family, Blizzard fans. We got a lot in store for you and your favorite company, your favorite developer is going to be given everything they need to make things even better than they have been that you remember in the past. Mm -hmm really sold right it, it sold and i think that that was a huge defining moment his handshake with yabara at the end again perfect encapsulation of what's going on right now with this acquisition big big moment um and then just nitty-gritty like i said everybody else all the devs coming out even like you said steel the overwatch too i i don't have any love for overwatch i've played overwatch i think it's a fun game whatever else i'm not necessarily into hero shooters like that right. but i've played enough of it to enjoy it we played overwatch 2 when it first dropped right we we were on it opening night but even the overwatch 2 devs who obviously have had some criticism thrown their way along with a lot of the other blizzard devs um with some of their decisions they just canceled that campaign the single player campaign mode that people have been clamoring for they just canceled it they came out with an extra step extra skip in their step right they took on that energy and then like they said they introduced this new character and they're talking about what they got coming up next year seasons all this changes that they're going to make to overwatch 2 and that new character trailer did hit as well for me as non overwatch necessarily fan it still hit for me i thought that dude was totally cool and i was like hey that's somebody i'd like to jump in and try out yeah, and like you said the cinematics were great all of it and then it just continued to roll from there they showed off all their products all their different games that they do have currently everybody was super excited sure some were very awkward obviously not comfortable in that setting um but that's normal again it just shows that they're human beings um but then again i'll go back to two spots specifically here diablo rod coming out once again being rod but you could see again, some of the energy return after they struggled with season one and they made mistakes and hurt their community and really brought down Diablo four from yes. its, it, from its opening when everybody was super excited from the beta to the opening. Everybody was, I mean, we were out here just talking about nonstop. They made changes, terrible changes, terrible decisions for the game early on season one did not hit the way they thought it was going to. They promised fireside chat after fireside chat that they were going to go back and, and, and correct this. It was just going to take time. Season two drops. You guys have heard me praise season two. You've seen people, more people jumping back into season two, having a fantastic time up the experience. So you level 
faster. The loot is off the charts. You could see that in Rod, that he was feeling good. And they came out with the with the Vessel of Rage, um, right? Or the Vessel of Hatred, excuse me. Vessel of Hatred expansion coming next year, which is going to be a massive expansion. New lands, new character, right? All of that kind of stuff. Continuing the story, which we all praised as a, the best Diablo story, I think, overall. Just a different different kind of atmosphere diablo 4 is back folks not that it ever left but it's back people are talking about it people have been talking about vessel of hatred wondering what this new yeah. character is going to be because they said it's a lot of people speculating it was going to be like the witch doctor but they flat out said on stage that it was going to be a completely new character class that's never been seen before in diablo the jungle looked great the jungle setting that they're going to have in there different Love it again as a Diablo fan. I'm all in back in Diablo. I, I, I absolutely will yeah. not be getting rid of it. And then World of Warcraft, and I talked about this earlier in the show, Steel. World of Warcraft has seen its ups and downs, massive player loss at one point. Everybody yeah, transferred Fantasy, over to actually. Final C 14. Yeah, yeah, everybody moving over to Final Fantasy 14 because of the mistakes that they made pumping out subpar content for World of Warcraft, making many decisions, seemingly not listening to fans. To now, the past couple years, starting to listen to the fans, they come out with their uh, Dragonflight expansion to really good reviews, people coming back again, and now, Steel, they bring back an absolute icon in the industry. For those that weren't here earlier, or, or whatever the case may be, maybe you missed it, Chris Metzel, one of the original founders of Blizzard, and a, the main brain... Most people give him credit for creating World of Warcraft. He had retired. He legit retired. He didn't do the retirement. Oh, I'm opening a new studio. He didn't do the retirement. Oh, I'm going to go work with these people. No, he legit retired, was enjoying his time on the couch at home. Has come out of retirement. And I said this last night on Xbox Wall, and this was announced in September. I think the end of September that he was coming back to take over World of Warcraft again. I think that that, decision i think yabara got him off the couch partially because of the acquisition because the positivity at that point was that this this acquisition was going to go through yeah and that this was going to be a new new era for blizzard underneath xbox and i think metzel probably saw that as a great opportunity he, he again when he came out and say i've never seen the man talk before steel i've never seen the man i've heard his name never seen i've heard his name before. but i've never yeah i never knew yeah that dude, you know why he is an icon for the Blizzard fan base and especially for the World of Warcraft people. Talk about commanding the stage, Steel. Talk about bringing passion and energy and just knowing you are the creator of one of the biggest franchises in video game history. And you have that confidence and you show up on stage and none of that's gone. And you come out and tell everybody i'm back and guess what i am excited to be back i love you all i missed this i missed my game and not only that i'm bringing my vision to world of warcraft i know we blizzard while well, i've been gone haven't haven't done things necessarily the correct maybe way that's part of why but, i left yeah. but now yeah correct maybe there's a lot of other stuff behind the scenes but i'm bringing back my vision and my vision is going to include not one, not two, but three expansions. I'm laying out the next six plus years 
for you guys right here. We're going to have a cohesive story. Shout out to Jez. I was listening to Jez and Rand on their late Xbox Two podcast a little bit yesterday. But Jez talked about this. He Obviously, everybody knows that Jez is a gigantic World of Warcraft player. And he's been around from the beginning. And he said that one of the main problems with their expansions over the past five years have been no no cohesiveness with the stories because they've always done just kind of like these random expansions. So Chris Metzl shows back up again and says, I got the team together. We talked about the future, what we're going to do for World of Warcraft. And we decided that we're going to give you three expansions. And we're going to tell you a little bit about those expansions mm-hmm. right here. He announces the expansions. The crowd is going wild this entire time. You could feel it. People standing up and clapping for him. This is a return potentially to glory. Not that Blizzard lost all of their glory, but let's be real. The popularity of some of their games have been down. This is a return to Mm. Blizzard Prime. And this was the second pillar that Xbox and Microsoft talked about when acquiring Activision Blizzard King. The first was the mobile side, and they have obviously got that noun spades. But the second main reason why they wanted ABK was the PC side, because Blizzard. Blizzard is PC. Now, I'm hoping they expand out to the console. Obviously, I had speculated that maybe they got a console version of World of Warcraft coming. Maybe they could announce something like StarCraft 3 here and say building from the ground up with consoles in mind as well. I thought a lot of that would be a good spot here. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Do I still think it's coming? Yes, I do. But this is a return to PC greatness for Blizzard. This sparks a moment in time where we could see them once again become the almighty PC developers that they've always been known as, but have, again, had some dips lately. This might be that prime form where they're back again, steal full time and everything they put out, everything that they touch is gold. And and I think they're making those moves. Bringing Chris Metzl back was a huge, huge part of this. Um, Just from the outside looking in, it is obvious what this guy's going to bring. Stability knows the lore because he created the original original lore, created the world. Like this dude is going to bring back World of Warcraft. And I hope it does expand to consoles because it's an untapped market. I would love to see it happen, but there's a lot to work behind the scenes with Battle.net and all that kind of stuff. But I think that this BlizzCon just brought it. And again, if it wasn't for you, if you watch it and said, eh, not a whole lot here for me, yada, yada. I get it. That's not a big deal. I just thought it was a great show. I thought they did exactly what they needed to do with this opening ceremony. Obviously, they've got more going on today. We get another Diablo 4 fireside chat, which they're going to talk more in depth about the expansion, possibly the new class and that kind of stuff. But this was, uh, this was great. This was a huge W for Blizzard, but also for Xbox being their show, technically speaking. Yeah, they acquired was. them. It it's was. their show. Mm-hmm. People are now going to start hearing Xbox owns Blizzard. For those people that don't pay attention, they're going to start knowing this. And to see kind of all the goodness coming from this steal Mm -hmm. at the time that they acquire them, because a lot of people are trying to say, oh, you you acquired when Call of Duty is on the downswing, Activision is on the downswing, Blizzard doesn't make the games they used to. People out here trying to, people are are like, uh, I heard some, uh, some interesting things recently. Yeah. Um, of people downplaying Call of Duty, saying that Call of Duty is probably going to lose sales, it's not going to perform well, it's not going to do this. We've been saying this about the last four games. And every game 
the next year does better than the game it did last year. So, I, with all the things they're doing now, playing into the nostalgia, giving people what they wanted, I don't think that this is going to be all of a sudden be a fall off. Now, can there be a fall off after 10 years? Five years? Sure. The same thing with like World of Warcraft. As many things as they've shown me uh, that kind of piqued my interest, it's also typically not my style of MMO, especially with how old the game is. And I know it does hold its luster for the most part, right? Um, I do hear that from people. But for me now, and again, I know I don't speak for the majority. I, I, it was just one of those moments where I felt like maybe it's too late, especially with Final Fantasy coming around the corner, um, Chrono Odyssey coming around the corner, other types of MMOs that are seemingly going to be, that look interesting and look like they could be a good time. It's just... I have a lot of hope for for, for the future. Uh, hopefully it does. The, big, the biggest thing of World of Warcraft... Uh, I think brings in is going to be a player base. And if you could somehow add that player base to what you're doing with game pass and get them to believe in what yep. you're doing with game pass. And maybe they're the same way that people say that, Oh, call of duty is there's just that one game that people play. That's a war. The Warcraft is the same way, right? If it can get one, if it can get some of that base to play one other game other than world of Warcraft, or maybe when Final Fantasy 14 comes in, it gets them to also try Final Fantasy 14 because they're now, because they've worked out some Xbox has worked out third party deals. You get World of Warcraft and Game Pass, and then you have the option to maybe get a benefit of $10 to get into Final Fantasy 14 or $5 to get in for the first month. And this, that. Now, you have somebody in your ecosystem that when there's an off season for Final Fantasy 14, yep, they're in World of Warcraft. Then when there's an off season in World of Warcraft, they're right yep. back into Final Fantasy. Yeah. Don't and don't let whatever other game, maybe if they're an MMO player and they got multiple they like to juggle, boom, now you got Black Desert online that's in there, you got Chrono Odyssey that's in there, you got this, you got, there's other games that can kind of enhance and people engaged experience. in your ecosystem. And that's what you want. If you don't Here, see that picture, yeah, that's the point. So, And that's what they're doing. Again, they, 13 $1 billion plus franchises, and a lot of those are games of service engagement hoarding type games, right? Mm -hmm. So here, let me read this article real quick. So it just popped up. It just popped yeah. up and it's right on point. It. It's right on topic with what exactly we were just talking about. Games Radar actually did some journalism. Oh, okay. So they've got a gentleman, I'll shout him out because I want to give credit where credit's due. Josh West, uh, he's the UK, uh, one of their UK journalists mm -hmm. um, for Games Radar actually is at BlizzCon and sat down in an interview with uh, some of the World of Warcraft okay. developers um, and asked him specifically, about coming to console. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to read this article real okay. quick. So this just got posted. So uh, this is That's kind perfect. of breaking, awesome. breaking right. story. Yeah. Um, so he says, uh, could World of Warcraft come to console? That has been asked many times throughout the near 20 life, 20 year lifespan of the MMO. Mm -hmm. And it's rarely been met with a satisfying answer. I put the question to Holly Longdale at BlizzCon 2023 and the vice president and executive producer of for World of Warcraft. Else. Yeah. Had this to say when I asked whether the concept is something Blizzard Entertainment finds interesting. 
She said, quote, of course. Yeah, we talk about it all the time, end quote. When World of Warcraft launched on PC in 2004, the idea that it could function appropriately on the systems of the era seemed unfathomable. That's less true today, given how uh, resolutely barriers cross cross platform play have been torn down and the power of the platforms like the Series X. Um, take all of that, combine it with Microsoft Gaming's recent acquisition of Blizzard Entertainment, mm-hmm. and what was what once was a dream feels as if it could become a reality. When I asked whether it was a tech, if God, I can't talk today. When asked whether it was technical technical logistics or complexities that would hold World of Warcraft back from coming to console, mm-hmm. Longdale isn't so certain that that is the case. Quote, um, well, it depends on who you ask. I don't think it is, frankly. Frankly, I think we're pretty well positioned, which is kind of why we talk about it. End quote. As part of my conversation with Longdale, which you'll be able to read more from next week, we touched on the challenges of balancing World of Warcraft expansions for legacy, lapsed, and new players, mm-hmm. something which um, it seems more precedent um Present uh, than ever uh, with what uh, the World Soul Saga, which is the new three-part expansions they announced, on the horizon and questions surrounding an Xbox release becoming louder. Quote, it's a complicated question, and to your earlier point, for a console audience, the approachability is likely going to be different. Right now, we're focused on the World Soul Saga. But if that comes up, then we'll re-examine things. But man, we've got enough to deal with right now, laughs Longdale. We've got these three expansions and we're so excited about them. But yeah, of course, it would be very insincere to say we're not like, of course, we're talking about that. She chuckles before adding, we are Microsoft now. Longdale is keen to stress that Warcraft teams have had only had limited interactions with Xbox Game Studios in the week since the acquisition was finalized on October 13th. When it comes to big questions surrounding World of Warcraft coming to Xbox Series X or even being introduced to Game Pass for PC, it's too early to give definitive answers. Quote, we haven't actually had a conversation yet, she tells me. It's still in the early days for Blizzard and Xbox then, but it's clear Longdale is genuinely excited and enthusiastic about the possibilities for the future. Quote, Wouldn't that be cool, she says, as we discuss the prospect of Warcraft opening itself to new audiences in the shadow of its 20th anniversary? It would be, and I can't wait to see what happens next. So there you go. So been bantered about internally. Obviously, a lot of work to be done. They've got some big things on their plate with the new expansion, but obviously she understands the assignment by saying, we're Microsoft now. Yeah. So, yeah, and the 20-year anniversary is next year. So an announcement, again, not that it's dropping next year, but an announcement next year on its 20th anniversary at BlizzCon that it's finally come to console would be a pretty big deal. That would be a big deal, but uh, again, I know they still have a a lot to work that they need to do to it for sure. Uh, So it's really really going to depend to get it to work um, the way that they need it to and to be seamless. So there's something they got to take into consideration. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with it um, and kind of go from there. So nice. Well, winding down from that, um, it was announced this week that Assassin's Creed Black Flag, this was really random uh, also, by the way, um, but it surprised 30, 40 million players. I, I don't know how significant <laughs> that was, but it, they made sure to highlight that for the 10th when did, anniversary when did, of Black When did Black Flag come out, Steel? Apparently 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Oh, it was 10 years ago. So yep. so 35 million in 10 years. Okay. It's, or Assassin's that's, Creed. That's that's some solid ass numbers, man. I mean, it, you know, Skyrim announced on their ten year anniversary what forty million. Yeah. So like that. yeah, that's pretty impressive, man. 
So there you go. So shout out to Assassin's Creed showing that they still have it. Um, My Hero Rumble, this was an interesting number. This tells me that a lot of people are playing it, which is a good to see. Uh, it surpassed 7 million downloads. Uh, so at least people downloaded it and are trying it out. It's a new game coming out of nowhere. Um, I talked about it a little bit last weekend. Um, for those interested, it's uh, based off of My Hero Academia. Um, it's a battle royale melee kind of game. So, um, And then we mentioned earlier that Fortnite did end up reaching uh, a new player peak of 5 million concurrent players. Ridiculous. Ridiculous deal. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah. <laughs> there are some other small things that ended up put, being put out there. Rollerdrome is coming to Game Pass, so be on the lookout for Rollerdrome if you were interested in that. Which is huge. Uh, yeah, PlayStation it is. exclusive indie game looks super dope. Go look at the videos. I've been interested in since day one when I first saw it. Mm -hmm. Definitely going to be popping into Game Pass and downloading it when it shows up. Uh, yeah, Roller Drone looks so cool, man. I can't wait to try it. Uh, the other one that I think I did find for interesting conversation this week. I mean, you can give me some details or if you feel a little bit more um if you're willing to invest day one or not pong and uh, i might because I, I might be we might have to experience this together to see what they pitched um early access of the day before was delayed to december 7th how do you feel about that paul okay you wanna Listen, you wanna, gonna get in, gonna get in I, december 7th? I was hyped for this game when i first saw it then we started finding out about the developer then we started hearing the smoke then the delay started listen if this game is real, if this is not some massive scam in which they are showing us 100% bullshot video and this game actually looks and plays like they presented it, especially in that last trailer steal, the one that they released with this announcement, right? Yep. If it is basically division meets basically it's division with zombies okay if it, if it's division meets daisy okay with some survival stuff thrown in there absolutely i will i will jump in with this it's going to be early access that's the thing that yes. worries me yes. about it because yes. they've made sure this time around that yes. yes they they wanted to iterate that the game wasn't completely finished yes correct so. and that that's what i'm saying nixie abandoned <laughs> 2.0 if it's not abandoned 2.0 Hey man, I I didn't see how I much early access it. was. Yeah. Um, so I need to look in I need to look into that. I may also look to see if we can maybe be able to get some keys for that possibly. Yeah. Um yeah. maybe, yeah. hopefully. I, I would love to. Uh because if it's like forty dollars early yes. access, I don't yes. mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. Um the I the ideas behind the game are cool. Yeah. Again, That's if the videos aren't total bullshit and the game I Again, we've heard plenty. There was after this latest trailer, plenty of people said came out and said they're stealing assets from other games. They're flat out stealing assets and kind of piecing this game together. Listen, if it's not vaporware, I'll try it steal. I'll be in early access because I want to play it. I guess it looks cool. I guess we'll see when early access drops around yeah, this yeah. uh December seventh. So you guys be ready for that. Yeah. Um, Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising was also delayed to December fourteenth. Um. It's not the it's the fight that's the fighting game that's coming out. So mm -hmm. be on the lookout for that. Um, I'm excited for Relink. So and that's coming out yeah. next year. That did it also get delayed? And I talked about that last weekend. Yeah. Uh, Exo Primal is getting a Monster Hunter collab. Uh, they're starting yeah. on the 18th of Exo January. Primal keeps getting supported, bro. It is. Yeah, I mean they they said they were they're satisfied they were satisfied with the numbers that they got. 
yeah. with the players that are in there, the player base that they have right now. Um, I need to actually only stop really playing it because I was having an issue downloading it on PC. Um, but I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to redownload it. I might put it in rotation somewhere because I was having a good time playing it, and they've added more um different versions to the characters that they had in there, so they play quite differently. So there's there is that too. Um, Reefbud says, Sir Rain, I can get you some re- uh, some review keys. Companies love me. Oh, I know they do. Shout out to Reefbud. Appreciate you, Reefbud. Um, let's see. But you only review good games. That that is true. That is true. Sorry, um, Reefbud. From, from what we heard, you you won't review a bad game, even though you were given a key. Uh sni- yeah. Sniper Elite VR is coming to Meta Quest. That's actually cool. Um, Sniper Elite coming in there. I can see that yeah. being kind of dope in there. Absolutely. Mm, There's a Bloodborne cart, uh, which is basically Bloodborne and Mario Kart combined together. I thought that was interesting. It's in the what? It's in the PlayStation One graphics. Shut up. No, it's a it's a real thing. It's the same person. It's a deconstructed Bloodborne. It's the same person who made uh who made the Bloodborne remake. Uh, Yeah, the the remake. I say deconstructed, but yeah, this the same person is making the Bloodborne cart. Yeah. Okay. It looks interesting. It looks fun. Um. I'm not gonna. I'm not down for it. But <laughs> hey, shout, shout out to the people's imagination, yeah. bro. Like, again, I never will tell people Ooh. not to do crazy things. Now, huh? Yeah, Remnant Two. Yes, the DLC sir. releases on the yes, 14th of November. Sir. Ten days. Ah, yes, and sir. That most recent trailer was yes. pretty appealing. Mm, what you thinking was, about? Remnant 2 in the DLC. Oh, I told you, but Remnant 2 was my dark horse this year, right? I think it should be in conversations just due to its its creativity, its imagination, and what it did from a storytelling standpoint, choose your own adventure to the nth degree. I, I think it should be in the conversation. Again, it, it, it's too yeah, strong yeah, of a yeah. year to have it in there nominated, but I think more people should play Remnant 2. Um, even if you're not a Souls fan like this guy, not an overall Souls fan in any way, shape, or form. Um, if you do struggle, get get a couple guys together. Again, I played mostly with Steel and Jasper. I did play some solo for sure, but I did play mostly with Steel and Jasper. But, man, what a great time. The fact that this uh, DLC is dropping this soon, Steel, and it looks as good as it does and how they're going to go – how they're going to tackle – the story where the king returns and he's basically going after everybody it seems like in that trailer um looks cool as hell steel you know i'm down for another run in remnant two. you know i am yeah so, well i mean i yeah. think we got i think we got the crew and there's been a ton of patches since i last played there too, has so. there definitely yeah has. So, so remnant two is a great game i i absolutely am down for this for sure i uh, i think we we should probably jump back into it yeah uh, when, when it does yeah I'm, I'm again we've beat it so um yeah and actually, again, I made the statement before. Apparently, we did a lot of the things that people were doing for weeks and weeks on end um, in that playthrough that we did. So that was really unique to find out. But, um, but yeah, man, Remnant's going to be, uh, things going to have to be back on the table, man. Uh, I'm yeah. definitely going to be excited to jump in there. Um, I don't know if you want to handle this because I know you said you've been practicing with Pong, but we had good old Timmy <laughs> in there. Tim the Sorcerer <laughs> with the five living split screen memberships. Tim with the five bomb coming on through, starting that sub train. That's right. The sub train keeps us ad free, folks. That's right. So if you hate ads on my channel, 
you got to help support and the subprene definitely does whether it's a five bomb whether it's a solo bomb i don't care maybe you want to jump in with a 25 bomb we're going to take it because we are only only 195 subs away actually you know what it is in november i forgot excuse me pardon me so we are back up so that five bomb makes we are 295 away from your goal to hit for my channel in subs that's right so you guys want to hit your goal right i know you're all competitive out there so let's get the sub train rolling keep this show ad free and get more people involved. And again, if you can't do that, at least hit the like button and the subscribe button because it does help out the channel. So if you're lurking, that's cool. That's cool. But hit that like button or subscribe it out. It is the least you can do for our channel. Okay, it is the least. But guess what? I appreciate you, Tim the Sorcerer. You are the man. You are a wizard by dropping that five bomb on in here. And Nixie, I saw it. The coffee's coming soon. That's right. The the living split screen, extra strong, extra dark coffee is coming very soon. We're going to be selling beans pretty soon, folks. Get ready. Give me a second. All right. Um, and real quick, let me <laughs> shout out to the to the memberships. Uh, Rescue Squad, Culp, Nola Origins, Daya4568, Shizno Elite, and Sin. Appreciate that. Shout out to all of you. Welcome. Welcome to the splitters all right um i think at this point i think we're ready to start winding things down here um unless there was anything else that you wanted to get into real quick Paul. no perfect well good, man we covered all the major topics and even a lot of the small ones too so it was good i like it let's see here then let's get into our this day in gaming you know what? I lied, Seal. I lied real quick, okay. real quick, okay. Seal. Real, real quick, brother. Real quick. Couple smaller things again. Go ahead, real quick. We didn't even talk. We didn't even talk Cliffy B this week. Um, Max Payne one and two remakes are now in full production. Um, so all you Remedy fans, now that they've dropped Alan Wake two, obviously that's been massively successful uh max Payne one and two the remakes are in full production so we got that look forward to down the line a couple years from now i imagine um and then um still got to talk about another games as a service for xbox real quick here a game i don't play a game i have played but i don't play but a game that started out as a passion project and has turned into something massive um and that that is grounded this team over at obsidian this is what we talk about still when we talk about whether or not PlayStation has the guts to do these games as a service, whether they understand that sometimes you have to start small to make something bigger down the road. Um, this is everything in proof. Okay. Grounded started as a 14 member team who had a passion project when they were acquired by Xbox that Phil Greenland and said, go ahead, make your grounded game. This is now a massive game that is drawing in people to the ecosystem not saying on the level of a halo or a diablo or whatever but i'm saying that this is now a positive for xbox to have this game exclusive to their ecosystem grounded got announced this week still that they are launching a forge mode so they are taking what is seemingly bringing back halo infinite or at least a part of what's bringing back halo infinite and saying, you know what, we're going to give our players the creative freedom of our devs. And we're going to allow them to make their own levels, design their own games within this game. Everything that comes along with that, they are giving over the tools to the community. 
this is just unbelievable, man. A game that people dismissed that said was cartoonish. I don't want to play Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. Look at these graphics. They're stupid. It's cartoonish. It's kiddish. It's childish. Who's going to play this game? And now here it is, one of the most played games on Xbox. Legitimately. Like, this is a success story of the highest level of Phil's philosophy and Xbox's philosophy of allowing the devs to be the creatives that they are Mm -hmm stepping out of their way and just supporting them and giving them the resources to make the best damn game they possibly can. Yeah. And this is a success you can find. It's not always a guaranteed success, but when you've got creatives who know what they're doing and obviously obsidian certainly does know how to do gaming. Mm-hmm. This is what you can wind up with. So I thought that was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Grounded is special again, but people are made, uh, uh, saying in the chat, 12 people made a game it. with 15 million players. Yeah. Yep. For a passion project, for the, to have that sort of form of a reach, and then to continue to add on what you've been adding on to it. Yeah. I mean, again, how do you how do you sleep on that? It's not a game for me. Um, I've tried to play right. it. I Your can't get into it. it. My wife does play it. Um, yep. So I mean, again, I, they did something right. Sure. They did something right, and this is the create. This is what you can wind up with, and that's that's what I love to see. Also, I mentioned this earlier, so I will uh, just uh, say it real quick. I just give the news real quick. I talked about Atari earlier, yes. doing some things. This week it was announced Atari is buying Digital Eclipse. Digital Eclipse. I wanted Xbox to get steal. These are the guys who are doing all the remasters of the old IP, and they're doing it. At top level, bro. These are, this is the team who has figured out how to remaster games, old IP, not remake them, but remaster them. Digital Eclipse is on the upswing. And I got to point this out. I want to expect, listen to what Atari paid for them, Steel. I don't know if you heard this. Plus, Digital Mm. Eclipse just released Wizardry, which is actually a remake of the original, which I purchased on PC in early access. Okay. Digital Eclipse. Let me see if I can find it again. Hold on. Is it? Oh, shoot. I don't have the right one in here. Okay. Basically, what they're paying, Atari is paying for Digital Eclipse comes out to about $10 million. Whoa. Excuse me? Over 10 years steal. And most of it is in Atari stock. Wow. Xbox. Phil, come on, man. These are the guys who stood up, by the way, when Phil's been talking about Hexen, mm-hmm. right? These guys posted on X publicly and said, Hey, uh, Phil, we know a thing or two about remastering games. We're, all, we're, we're available. We're available. Come on, you know, come see us about Hexen. These guys are awesome. All the, the guys and gals over at Digital Eclipse just are really cool people. I love the head, the CEO of Digital Eclipse. Again, he followed me on uh, X after I posted about Wizardry. Just down to earth, seemingly people who know their niche, who know their place and love the history of IP and you want to bring them current and bring them forward. Shout out to Atari again, making small moves. Uh, but I love it. I absolutely love this. Uh, but yeah, ridiculously small price to be paid for that team. I think it's so damn cool. So, uh, shout out to Atari for doing it. So there we yeah, go. It's kind of crazy. I mean, again, I feel like that speaks to that. Um, what I was talking about with Atari with digging into that older bag. Oh, excuse your- me. Got a sneeze. Oh, yeah, you got Jesus. the multiples. You yeah, no, nah, I, don't, I don't have just the one. Steel is one of those people oh, that God. doesn't ever sneeze once. Never. No. It's it's always two, three, four plus. Yeah. Like it's crazy. It, I, I hate it. <laughs> I, I, 
I absolutely cannot stand it. It is one of yeah. the worst uh, curses that I've yeah. ever experienced in my life. It is kind oh, of a right. curse to have to sneeze that many times. Yep. See, here he goes. I'm okay. telling you, bro. We, we do this. We do this on Xbox Live, man. It's crazy. <laughs> Lord Jesus Christ, save me. Um, <laughs> Bless he has to save me now. I don't think he's going to save me now. Um, uh, it's all good. Well, I think that's enough excitement for me and my sneezing. So I think it's okay to get into our This Day in Gaming segment. So with This Day in Gaming, we go about 30 years into gaming history. So uh, you can understand that gaming is art and should be treated as such. Um, a lot of the times, uh, this is also treated as the make Pong feel old segment. And here Absolutely. recently, it's been making me feel old too. So here's that. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see if I can uh, get you okay. There we go. <laughs> okay. There we go. All right. Let's dive into the past. So, um, in this day in gaming, we are starting a little sooner. So, 2003. So, from 2003, you had Game Boy Advance, GameCube, PC, PlayStation, um, and Xbox released FIFA Soccer 2004. Shout out to FIFA. Uh, then in 2003, PlayStation 2 released Ratchet and Clank. Shout out to Ratchet. Been doing it for 20 years. There you go. Here we go. Here we go, Steel. Then in 2003, PlayStation 2 released SOCOM 2 U.S. Navy SEALs. Bring it back, you stupid cowards. Bring it back. Third-person tactical shooter. Let's freaking go. Ah... Bro, SOCOM was so good. People don't understand. If you weren't there for playing original SOCOM, when it came with the headset in the box, do you remember that? Headsets weren't a normal everyday thing for people yeah. on video games. Xbox so they made it bundled it. They, no, PlayStation made it a thing. Well, like Xbox, well, Xbox yeah, made yeah, it a thing. Yeah, because they bundled it in with Xbox yeah. Live. Right. But back then for PlayStation, they bundled in a SOCOM. I still got it. SOCOM branded headset. Mm -hmm. SOCOM was different, man. SOCOM was so damn good, bro. Oh my God, man. Heard so good. With a team that you actually communicated with because you had to... so damn good, man. All right, Bring it back. Definitely, definitely have heard about it. Um, then in 2003, the GameCube had Yu-Gi-Oh! The False Bound Kingdom. And then they doubled it up and went to 2003 again with the Game Boy Advance releasing Yu-Gi-Oh! The Sacred Cards. All right. And then we move into an IP that doesn't exist anymore. Um, now they're a great one, though. I think because COD pushed it out of the way, honestly. Well, they did do Medal of Honor VR, though, right? Yeah, so they, they did. did do that one a couple years ago or whatever. It was, but to be fair, because Call of Duty, because Medal of Honor I, was the competition for COD. Yes, yes. And then when everything was World War II. Call of Duty 4 released, yeah. and Medal of Honor no longer existed. Medal of Honor was a great <laughs> franchise, though. It was. I love Medal, I Medal of Honor's campaigns. Were they were freaking phenomenal, yeah. bro. For World War II stuff, yeah. as a buff, I like, I love World they War II. They did their thing with them. Phenomenal. Yeah. They did yes. Their thing. yes. Um, and that released in uh, Medal of Honor Pacific Assault, released on PC in 2004. Then in 2004, Game Boy Advance released The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap. Okay. Shout out to The Minish Cap. Uh, then in 2008, PC, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, Wii, and Xbox 360 released 007, excuse me, Quantum of Solace. This was a good game. Solid actually. game. Solid yeah, game. game. So, for, for a movie spinoff game, it was a good again, game. I'm, it was I'm a big Bond fan, so I always will. It was a fun game. Give a little bump. It was a fun game. 2008, it was a fun game. 
Um, then in 2008 on the DS, you had Dragon Ball Origins. Don't know what that is. Uh, then in 2008, the PC had Euphoria. No idea what that is. There you go. Then in 2008, PlayStation 3 oh, and Xbox legendary. 360 had Legendary. Oh, legendary. What is Legendary? Good. Bro, again. Oh, it's first per- it's one a of the- first person shooter. Okay. Oh, man. It was so good. It, it was one of those underappreciated. It's just, again, 360 era had so many games that just came and went that people never played that should have gotten more love. Yeah. Legendary was one of them. janky, double A, but it was so cool because it mixed in mythical monsters into. Current ah, okay. day, right steel so just like the cover shows right you were fighting like griffins with freaking machine guns and shit legendary was that sounds pretty cool, cool man yeah it was super cool uh then in 2008 the ds playstation 2 and we released uh monster lab okay shout out to monster lab um then in 2008 playstation 3 released naruto ultimate ninja store shout the naruto Yep. Uh, then in 2008, again. PlayStation 3 released Resistance 2. Bring it back, you stupid cowards. You guys are sitting on gold mines and you don't even know it. Fucking Christ. Or you do and you're just too scared. Uh, then <sighs> was so in uh, 2008, DS, PlayStation 3, and PSP and Xbox 360 released Tom Clancy's End War. Still have it. Still works. I, I have it. it. And this is an RTS in which you could make ah. commands with your voice, voice command steal. Oh, I did. You could I order remember. your troops. I remember that. Yeah. You could be like squad that. A point to squad A uh, to point B and they would move. You didn't even have to be on. You didn't have to on the screen at all. You, they would they would say Roger and they would move start moving. Totally freaking different experience. Pretty damn cool. Yeah. Um, then in 2008, PlayStation 3 released Valkyria. Uh, Valkyria. Korea Chronicles. Valkyria. Excellent. I don't know why that was so excellent. 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 Not a lot of people like that one, but I liked it. So nice. Anyway, it's always on sale for like five bucks. Then in 2013, uh, PC released Call of Duty Ghosts. Actually, another game that was better than people give credit for. I, yeah, I, I like Ghosts. I like Ghosts. I, I like Ghosts. Story was good. I, I, some of their maps. The, some of their maps, maps were cool, bro. Yeah, no, nah, I like the motel map with the double level motel. The multiplayer like was, pretty, was, was pretty good. Oh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yep. I like Um, Then in 2014, Ouya released Collateral Damage. Shout out to Ouya. Uh, then in 2014, the 3DS, Wii, and Wii U released Disney Planes Fire and Rescue. Okay. Shout out to Planes. They tried to rip off their own cars, but it didn't work out quite as well. Yeah, it's funny how that works. Then in 2014, yeah. the 3DS released Harvest Moon 3D, The Lost Valley. Yep. Shout out to Harvest. Then in 2014, on everything, literally, yes. released yes. The Binding of Isaac Rebirth. One of the biggest indie games of all time, at least one of the most passionate fan bases of all time, The Binding of Isaac. Some people call it the greatest game of all time. Yeah. We yep. play it. Uh, then in 20, 2021, PlayStation 5 released Call of Duty Vanguard. I just want to play the campaign as soon as it hits Game Pass. I'll play the campaign. I'm really interested in playing that campaign. Yeah, the campaign People was say right. it's really good. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Yeah. 2021 in Japan, uh, Nintendo Switch released Danganronpa S Ultimate Summer Camp. 
Shout out to Dangan Rampa. Absolutely. Finally on Xbox. It just uh number one. Did the second one leave yet? Uh one left Game Pass for sure a few months ago. But Dangan Rampa, if you like narrative mystery, uh investigations with uh Japanese flair to it, with craziness going on and kids and you know, high school kids. Danganronpa is your series. Go play it. It's so damn good. Balanton, you are right. I did miss the cat pun. Uh, it, literally, you- it literally says cat lateral damage. I just called oh, it collateral damage. I read it as collateral too. Good. Shout out, Balanton. You said the cat lateral cat damage. Lateral. That's funny. Another cat game. Let's go. All right. Uh, then in 2021 on everything, Just Dance 2022 was released. Shout out to Just Dance. Again, another rhythm game. No thanks. But, yep, shout out to Just Dance. And then in 2022, Nintendo Switch yes. and PC released Harvestella. This needs to come elsewhere, uh, Square Enix. Uh, again, now you have a newfound partnership with Xbox. Please release Harvestella. Uh, it is Square Enix version of a farm JRPG. Uh, but I'm really interested in it because it takes a more serious tone. Um, and the battle system looks totally cool. Uh, turn-based battle system looks totally cool. I want to play Harvestella. So nice. Please bring it somewhere else. Although it is on PC, I could pick it up. Yeah, so. that. Yep. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is your this day in gaming segment. This has been Living Split Screen. Elias, like we had such an amazing conversation today. Had so many different angles we talked about, and yeah, we didn't get to the Cliffy B. I heard you mention that uh, earlier. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's it wasn't. Okay. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be around. It, yeah, it'll definitely be it'll around. Definitely be around. Um, he was just very public this week, is all. He, he definitely, why, he definitely was. That's Cliffy, why Mav and I had the conversation. Cliffy B was out there for quite some time this week. Uh, just, just saying, just putting himself out there. Uh, again, Cliffy B is an interesting dude um, who has shot himself in the foot quite a bit. Yep, but. Nonetheless, he has been a great, great, a great creative, and I do think that he should be in a uh, consultation role for the coalition, at least, uh, to expand some of the ideas. I do like some of his ideas with like the flying locust and whatnot, them going through a form of metamorphosis. Uh, I like that idea, but making gears first person, uh, just real quickly, it, I think you've lost the identity of what gears is. By doing that, then, uh, I know then, he was uh, he was trying to take take it from more of like the child's approach. Um, you being more of a, idea, of a helpless said. idea, helpless yeah. like, give you that helpless feel, making it very really scary. That idea. that would be cool um, if you do it that way. Uh, but yeah, but here's the deal. So then you and I are more aligned than I thought we would be yeah, overall. Because yeah, yeah. I saw your exchange with Doom Reaper um, about it, and you said nowhere's near. You, you, you agreed with Doom that he shouldn't be anywhere near Gears. If you, I'm on board. Mentality. No, no, no. I, but I said the same thing still on uh, with Mav. I don't want him taking the reins of Gears. No, he back. doesn't need to do That's that. That's not what I'm talking about. I just think the redemption arc for Cliffy, I would like, because I love redemption arcs. Yeah. And I, I yeah. never minded Cliffy. Okay. I don't mind big ego people if they're entertaining. Yeah. Cliffy B was entertaining, right? Yeah. Again, he burned his bridges. He got what he deserved. Karma came back and bit his ass, as it always does. Energy is a thing. He got it, okay? My thing is that he was super young when he hit it big in this industry. People who weren't around or not old enough to know what Gears was like when it first dropped and what his face did for that brand. Let's be real. Yeah. Cliffy B is the reason why Epic is where it's at right now. Correct. Correct. He is the reason. 
And, and I've never he, yes. he has said as Go much, ahead. and it's blatantly obvious that as yeah. much is true. And if there's one thing that I think that he did make a mistake is not having a deeper investment in Epic. Right. Absolutely. One thousand percent. I so if you weren't around, you don't understand how big Cliffy V was. Again, if you don't like him, I totally get that. Like yeah, I'm not yeah, here yeah. to fight with you over whether the dude's likable or not. My point being is he's super young, got fame super quick. As much fame as this industry allows, again, I hate this industry doesn't prop up some more of the personable people in the devs. Um, they they seem to not like having those rock stars. Again, Itagaki uh, is another one that they definitely threw out of the industry and kind of threw him to the streets. Again, not that he didn't do some stuff on his own. He certainly did. So I love redemption arcs. Once Cliffy B was not a flash in the pan. Cliffy B is an extremely creative person mm -hmm. who does have obviously an incredible imagination and can mm -hmm. bring value. I'd love to see him come back on as an advisor. I'd love to see that happen for his old franchise uh, with coalition and yeah, gears. Dope. Dope. I think, it, I think he could bring some different ideas again. Yes. Don't give him the reins, not saying let Cliffy take over, but after gear six, again, as I talked about with math, Gear six is coalitions. Let them finish gear six. Okay. Whatever they've decided to do with gear six is already massively in the works. Cliffy stay out of gear six. What I'm saying is Cliffy could bring some new ideas after gear six. What do they do with the gears franchise? Go back. Where do they go with it? Go back, right. go back. Pendulum Wars. Yep. Spinoffs. Again, still, we've talked about it. I brought you up still and PM and the PM because you've read the books. The yeah. lore is expansive. There's a lot of places you can go, a lot of different ideas you can explore with the Gears franchise. I want Gears to move forward. I want Gears to continue. There's a lot of opportunity there. Cliffy could bring some interesting ideas to that. And, and maybe you got to branch off. Maybe you do have a new idea of where to go, like Steel said, going backwards, whatever. Cliffy, I think, has value, and I'd love to see him come back within i think it's been long enough i want to give the guy a second chance again if you don't totally understand that's fine I'm not gonna argue with you i just would like to see it happen at microsoft and xbox and i would love to see what he could bring to the table for some some different new ideas fresh ideas um so that's just where i'm at with cliffy b so you and i are more in alignment than i thought we would be still there because again i'm not saying hand the hand the franchise over ever no I, yeah but, i would definitely want him more in the consultation role than anything yeah. Um, yeah. just because I feel like that would be the best thing. And then, um, I mean, yeah, uh, as far as the future for gears after gear six, you have to, you have to, and it depends on how, where they want to take it, man, because if they take it the way that I think that they are, this next gears is going to be dark. It is going to be gritty. It has to be, um, because, because yes. of the, a lot of elements that it, um, that it's led up to this point. And I get where you come from and a lot of the old, uh, older gears fans, uh, more so for the story kids. than anything. Um, the gears had if they put them through hell steel if they go back dark and gritty and they put the whiny kids through hell i mean i'll, I'll like that I, I arguably know. i mean kate has been was put through hell so yes but um, it, what i'm talking about is the overall atmosphere of the game right yeah no no, no. and i, and I, and I, I hate the I robots i hate the lighters I, I won't get into it I, yeah I, I i because of how the story is playing out and the growth yeah. and the way that the story was going um i've I personally, at least, and again, I'm also the guy that liked four, Halo 4 and 5, so um, take that for what you want. I personally feel as though they took it in a direction that made sense. After, because after Gears 2, 
you're not going to be able to strike the goal that you did following it up with Gears 3. Sure. That's just that there was nothing better that you could have done in Gears 4 or 5, which 5, again, I'm not going to give any spoilers, depending on how, what choice that you made at the end of the game, that's all that I'll say, uh, and how they're going to incorporate that into the next game. They have, they're going to have to make a choice. Um, But four and five were what they were because where else were you going to take the story? You literally climaxed it with two, took it a step Mm. further with three. Yeah. Took me down. It took me on that downward path. And then how am I supposed to get back on the ride again to get to another climb? I can't. So you had to incorporate things to try to make me care again. And unfortunately, JD will never be a stand-in for Marcus. Kate is the closest thing that we have. Um, And unfortunately, they also didn't play far enough into Coltrane's lineage, um, Mm -hmm. what they did with Hive Busters, which is, I like the way they incorporated that. But you have to kind of play into both sides now because Kate, for better or for worse, it is very jarring to go from you caring about Marcus and Dom and well, Delta Squad in general, Delta Marcus, in general. Dom, Cole, um, yeah. Baird, you caring as them as a squad to then going to this new squad that the only person that you could really care for, at least in my opinion, because uh, to be real, yeah. only person I care about is Kate. Everybody right. else that's in that crew, yeah. I yeah. literally don't give a fuck about. Right. Like, and that's the unfortunate thing. Why is JD not what I wanted and maybe, and maybe that was the best way to go about it, right? To continue yeah. to have Marcus part of because Marcus is still going to be in gear six. Um, some Something's going to have to happen with that. Um, it's just going to depend on how they how they end up playing it out, man. I, I'm excited for it because yeah. gear six does have to be the, hey, if you're going to finalize it, what? how do you truly finalize it? And then you have to have the awesome multiplayer that comes along with that. And then the only place to go from there is back. Because you have to reset things. It's been too long. People are going to be so far so far out of the loop. You need to get yep. a better strategy of how you want to approach this world. Take it back when it was human on human. Maybe change it, change the gameplay element again. And if you want to take your God of War, tri- your original God of War trilogy to your God of War 2018 moment where you really mm-hmm. change up the gameplay, that's yeah. when you do it. As long as they give us the Marcus Phoenix collections, too. I mean, yeah, they still need to do that regardless. As long as they do that. Fuzzy throwing some smoke in the chat, by the way. Fuzzy has heard that uh, Cliffy is actually back and is advising Undead Labs of all places Mm. on State of Decay. That would be cool. I I can see that. I mean, they're aiming for it to be more dark and gritty, too. Yeah, yeah. if he's back in the building, bro, if he's back in the building, that's all I really care about. Like, again, the redemption arc for Cliffy, I'd love to see it. I just want him around something. Um, again, obviously, Gears is the obvious, but if he is actually advising on on Dead Labs and stated K3, I'm for it because, yeah, like you just said, they are going for a more gritty, realistic feel, supposedly this time around. If that's the case, obviously, Cliffy knows how to do gritty and realistic. So, yep. yep. He talks about it all the time, third Thanks, person. Uh, he also is, can help with third person. Uh, he, he talks about camera. He was like, I mean, again, he talks about all those things with Gears, what made it great. Yep. And so, yep. anyway, but yeah. Yep. All right. Well, there we go. We got our Cliffy B discussion <laughs> in. 
anyways. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I want to thank you for joining us on episode 125 of Living Split Screen. We had a fantastic episode, got into a lot of passionate convo- convos today. Um, and we always will continue to because we are the home of that RTS perspective and that ECP, educated consumer perspective. Uh, and with that, we're also the home of just being a non-console-centric platform that talks about everything going on within the gaming industry. With that said, you can find me, Steel Rain. Um, the T is a seven everywhere. Uh, Google's probably going to be the easiest place, but I frequent the streets of X, otherwise known as Twitter, and the Xbox ecosystem. Uh, just because it works so well in tandem between PC and the console itself and my phone. So with that, uh, hopefully you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. I do want to put this PSA out there, though. Next weekend, next Saturday, I will not, we won't have a show. Mainly mainly because. First time I'm hearing this. Yeah. Mainly because I wanted to make sure I can solidify everything and I was able to get that uh, solidified. So um, next weekend, um, the bike event that I usually go to, it's going to be the last one of the, of course, it's the last one for the year. But the second thing, this is going to be the last one ever hosted by uh, my buddy who's hosting it. So um, he's moving away. Big, Still, big family you things. don't have any life outside of video nah, games, man, bro. Uh, I, don't, man. I don't have any other hobbies. It's all man. a lie, folks. Yeah, he's yeah. not doing anything. He's making all this up in his head. Just it's, uh, it's all feel better. It's all make-believe. It's all make-believe. But, uh, so <laughs> That's I'm, awesome, bro. That's awesome. Bro. So I want to support his journey um, and the thing, him moving forward and whatnot. So uh, I'm going to be out there to support him this weekend. I'm going to give you some time to spend some time with the wife. She loves being out on a bike too. So I just going to, it's going to be a family day and we'll go from there. So um, yeah. So don't expect for us to be here then, but you do have a double dose of us tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Oh boy. It's true. The rumors were true. And I, told me last and night. I'll, I'll let Paul get into that. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I'll definitely work on some things throughout the week uh, to possibly give you guys some additional content. Again, when we go, uh usually go out for a week i usually like to throw a stream in there at some point just to give you guys some content uh just because i want to make sure you guys at least have something additional to tune into with if it's split screen one day we'll, we'll be more consistent and i can hammer out a time that i'll be live maybe go live for a couple hours uh every other day or whatever but that's enough of me pong get these beautiful people out of here and let them know where they can find you brother Yes, sir. What a great show. Episode 125, Living Split Screen, in the books. And again, I can't ask for a better way to start my Saturday morning than sitting here with my brother from Another Steel and everybody that's been in the chat. People, again, that's why I love this format of our show, even if people say it's too long. I don't care. We got people jumping in, jumping out during the entire show, new faces coming in, um, familiar faces showing up later. It doesn't matter to us. Love you all. Again, you guys are as much as this part of the show as Steel and I are. You guys make it go. Again, we try to grab things from the chat as much as possible. All the support, whether you're giving, it doesn't matter, super chats, subs, whether you're just hitting the like button, whether you're just lurking, I don't care. Seal and I have never been about this. We just want to continue to grow this community that joins us on Saturday mornings right now. That's where we're at. Again, like Steel says, hopefully down the road, we're going to get more stuff going. We're going to do more things. Again, we've talked about it for a long time. Real life is real life. And both of us are extremely busy. So it is just what it is. But we're always going to try to do more because we do believe in this. Again, you don't do 125 episodes on Saturday mornings for three plus hours, normally four plus hours, unless you love what you're doing. And Steel and I love this. So thank you all for being here. 
great Saturday. Great conversations today, as always. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. As Steele said, tomorrow or tonight, tomorrow, tonight, the shop podcast, PTK Blam's channel. If you don't know it, please go find it. PTK is amazing host on Saturday nights. Best way to end your Saturday night. Blam, fuzzy, myself, and tonight you heard it that's right you get a double dose of the living split screen because steel's gonna roll on through as he does from time to time over on the shop podcast you know we're gonna have some fantastic talks tonight so be there uh 9 p.m eastern eight o'clock central time and then of course next week it starts all over again double barrel gaming is the channel mr boomstick is the man all good things green every tuesday on xbox factor podcast of course you can catch boom almost every single week five days a week unless he's got something going on but it's always five days great panels but tuesdays i always love xbox factor podcast be there 12 p.m eastern 11 o'clock central time on tuesday and then of course thursday night it's back over on fun speculations network that's right the fun speculation channel rolls on massive growth over there too again i think he's over 4.3 thousand or four yeah four thousand three hundred people now plus mav has just been doing amazing work um but thursday nights it's mav and i it's p.m in the p.m 7 p.m eastern six o'clock central time be there two-man show most of the time where mav and i we've been going three plus hours now too so join us there and then of course friday nights it's back on fun speculations network for xbox ultimate if you missed last night's show go check it out lots of good conversation going on there different perspectives from the other stuff that you would have heard on thursday night with me and mav jasper always brings a contrarian point of view so we always have interesting talks back and forth but uh xbox ultimate is a family we laugh a lot but we talk a lot of gaming and that happens every friday 10 p.m eastern nine o'clock central time and of course you guys know where to find me pong soul on x formerly known as twitter pong soul on xbox otherwise golden age of gaming it is it absolutely is, ladies and gentlemen. Man, play what you love. Absolutely. Love what you play. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, but enjoy some of this amazing experiences. There are people who don't believe it is. There are people saying gaming's on a downward trend. I don't believe it for a second. I'm having some of the best times I've ever had in gaming after 40 years, so I'm loving it. I hope you are, too. I'll talk to you all real soon. Steel, get us out of here, brother. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, before we get out of here, I did uh, pin a post. Uh, I don't know where that pops up for you guys, but Predator Hunting Grounds, in case you're interested, is $10 on CD keys. Um, it is for the digital Ooh, deluxe edition or really? whatever um, for Steam. So if, nice. uh, if you're interested in that, I, I, I grabbed it. I'm going to jump in and check it out, see what's going on, man. Uh, right. I, might, I might end up being addicted to something I wasn't expecting to. So there's that but I, I wanted to throw that out there for anybody that's interested uh I put the link in there too nice. if you if you want that yeah it's like 987 shout out to all the sites that come with the good price. yeah because right now on steam the game uh yeah. predator hunting grounds is still like 40 dollars man it's, uh 30 30 40 dollars so it's holding its value and that's not including the dlc and stuff so um or it might, it might be I don't, I don't i'm not sure but anyway so there's that option out there. Anyway, guys, much love. See you guys um, in a couple weeks for episode 126. For those of you listening, whatever you listen in, I greatly appreciate you guys on the audio side of things. With that, Living Split Screen is out of here. Much love, guys. Peace.